Pro Me. Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing coming at you live on Facebook, live on the RaceRex online page. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it. Fantastic show tonight. Show number 285. We're still working on plans for 300. It's going to be a doozy, we hope. Mitch Payton will join us tonight. 250 wins for Pro Circuit. Plus one with jo- with Justin Hill this past weekend. We'll have Mitch Payton on. Nick Way will be on the NYK. I have no notes, nothing to talk about with Nick Way. We will just simply say hello and let him go. Rich Taylor from X Brand Goggles, X Brand Goggles, Choice of Champions everywhere, including Alex Ray. He will be on later to uh, bench race a little bit and uh, and pick our brains, and we'll pick his. And uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. Get it, Pulp MX app. Get it on iTunes. Get it on Stitcher. Uh, if you're going to make a purchase on Amazon, go to the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com. Click through that. Make a small purchase. We get a small slice, and uh, we can keep this show going. Also, Patreon.com. Please check it out. Uh, search Pulp MX. Steve Mathis on there. Uh, a little preview of podcasts. Passed on a, a sweet deal from our folks at FMF to our folks at Patreon uh, this past week. And, uh, yeah, just thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. We'll keep it going. We have the BTOsports.com Tweet at Travis segment. We have the Truck Hero question of the day. NFAB JGR check-in. Race Tech emails. X-Brand Goggle tariffs all coming up. Jason Thomas. Also, we'll be on in a little while. We got we got um, lots to talk about with Dallas Supercross. Lots of stuff happening. And, uh, again, we thank our guys that are, are making this all happen, making us able to bring guests up here, pay them, come on in, uh, f- fly them up, everything else. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, KTMPartsExpress.com, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data, Ride Engineering, all on board is with us in studio. He's back in the studio again. We're excited to have him. We're pumped. Reunited, bringing the heat tonight. What's up, K-Dub? Yeah, a little Aerosmith. I like it. You're back in the saddle. Feels the same, too, the saddle. Nothing's changed. I'm getting flashbacks right now. Nothing's changed, just a little bit more junk. No more junk? Yeah. Like the the Innovation Award? That is not junk. Matter of fact, that's going home with me. I have a new office, and it needs a little something. You're taking it? Got to take it. It was just like a, you know, like when you go to the Hall of Fame, you just leave something there for a little while, and it goes to the next spot. Kind of like the Stanley Cup. You know, they, they let someone hold on to it. Uh, yeah, I get I it. I brought a little innovation to this I, show. I get it. I don't so, like it, but I get it. Yeah. Um, it's all right. Taking your calls over there in the corner, hanging out. First time he's met the original K-Dub. Travis Marks, what's up? Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? The world-famous Travis Marks. 
Watson has some advice for you. Right off the top of the show, he's a veteran of this Pulp and Mech show. Three years he sat in that seat. He has some advice for you. First time you guys have met. Yep. And I've probably said ten words to the guy since he's been here. But hit me. Hit, me. hit you. I'm going to hit you strong. Don't listen. I'm going to tell you what Steve told me. Stay out of the chat room and don't go on social media. Those people are knuckleheads. They got nothing better to do. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, All perfect. those people in the chat room are 95% dildos. And I didn't say that just to say it. Like I do a lot of things, I'm sending it with passion. He, I said it he, with passion. That, he that saw, sounded sincere. He saw you interact with some people on Instagram, <laughs> and he doesn't want you to storming out of here. I don't want you to pull a Charles Oakley and yeah. start beating people up. Dude. <laughs> right, right. It's all good, dude. Just I'm not you know, we're gonna have to armbar him out of here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're all good, dude. You're doing a great job. Uh, Nobody's armbarring me. You, you came back uh, last year, but Tits was here because he was he was on yeah, his wedding. Yeah, he was on That's his right. honeymoon. So, uh, he's getting a little some some. Kenny Watson back. In studio, lots to talk about. Kenny, you got something that you want to get off your chest. You said something's bugging you. We're gonna to get to that. Uh, first up, I guess before we get to Dallas Supercross and everything else. Uh, oh, we're gonna give away a set of sprockets and chains to, from the courtesy of the folks at Vortex Racing. Call in now 702-586-7857. Give us the name of the rider in the 450 main event from Dallas that uses Vortex bars. Do it, and you get a free. Did uh, he make the main? Yeah, he's in the main. I said he's in the main. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, I didn't pick that up. Hey, so uh, uh, Inside the Rut podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, I was a guest on it in uh, December. Yes, sir. Um, you just pulling out with Brian Deegan. How's yep. how's that going? It's going awesome. It's uh, it's tough. I mean, uh, you know, my first few I did, I was uh, it was really hard. Um, it's really hard to li- to do what you do, um, oh. to lead a show, oh. and I don't want it's, you hear it. That? It hurts what? me. It hurts me to say it. It really does hurt me. But you know, you're very good at you know doing what you do with the podcast, and uh, I I am I am learning as it goes. Um, I had right to here. change my format around a little bit. I didn't want to do like a, a a weekly one where we talk about you know the races and how everybody yeah. did. I'd rather do a one on one and kind of a round table and talk about you know careers and if if I had interaction with them and, and kind of make it fun. So that's what I've done. Okay. I'm doing one with. Uh, I did one with Brian. Um, I got one coming out with Daniel Blair. Um, I got one coming out with uh, Bondo Bandit. If uh, anyone remembers that, it's, uh, James Eichel. Uh, he was a uh, whoa. He found him. Found him. He found he's, out of, he's out of jail. He was a longtime privateer in the no- late nineties. Yeah. And uh, main event guy in both. Cl- he was a two yeah. class type of guy. Ask him about trying to get a riders union going one time. I will. Okay. Yeah, I will. I have was, all my notes for that. Eichel and, uh, tried that or something. So uh, he's he's tried a lot. The funniest thing is when I talked to him. I said, what were you thinking when you tried to rob a bank? And he goes, obviously, <laughs> I wasn't thinking great because my costume needed a lot of work. He had, he had glasses with yellow lens and, and a toque? Yeah, no, he didn't have a toque. Oh, yeah, he had a toque with a beanie on. But the, this is the kicker. He went to the pharmacy bank inside of like a Walgreens in his like three blocks from his house that he would go grocery shopping in. <laughs> so they're like, James, what are you doing? <laughs> so, uh, so he told me uh, he would have got away with it, but 2,500 of his best friends turned him in. Oh, geez. So uh, Inside the Red Podcast, available on iTunes. Uh, you're on Stitcher? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Stitcher. Yeah, of course. Uh, Vegas K-Dub, uh, follow him on uh, Instagram, and, and he'll drop the latest and greatest uh, podcast there. I, I probably shouldn't even – I mean, people were saying – before you came on here about like oh, we got our winner by the way right we're good we got our winner vortex racing uh who was it chain and sprock alex ray 
Okay. Yep. First call too. Yeah. First right call. Off, too. Wow. Right off the so, bat. Got your Alex, listeners Alex are very Vortex uh, bars. well rounded. Vortex bars the choice of champions everywhere, like Alex Ray. Yeah, good, um, good job, Alex. Yeah, people were saying like, I'm, I'm mad at you because you started a podcast. You're my competition. <laughs> Gene Numack just asked me this weekend yeah. in the press box. Same kind of stuff. Silly. So it, it's really, I mean, it's not. It's. Hey, I look at it this way. Podcasts are everywhere. Like, what, Dude, what am I going to do? Get mad? <laughs> I look at it this way. Everyone thought the same about McGrath and Carmichael. So that's our kind of status. Everyone thought they hated each other. Oh yeah, yeah. Good so, point. Uh, yep. You know, you got the king and you got the goat. <laughs> I love the goat name. It's great. So real. Uh, 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Uh, Kenny Watson in studio here. Jason Thomas uh, coming on. Uh, Mitch Payton, Rich Taylor, Nick Way. Good guests. Yeah, all yeah. of them. They're all going to be really good. Uh, so I, I mentioned that Payton had uh, 250 wins, now 251 yep. uh, with Hill. Um, great achievement, 1991. They started his team. Thought we'd do a little game tonight. Um, first, I was going to do it with Payton. Oh, I'm going to do it with Payton. And then I thought, well, let's maybe do it with you. I want you to name everybody that's won races for Mitch Payton's team. Now, I don't think you can do it. Okay, so you're saying for Pro Circuit from when they started yeah, in 1990. 19, they started in 91. 91. So you don't even know when they started. Okay, I, so uh, but I know the team. There's 35 guys that have okay. won races for Mitch's team. And okay. I'm, we're going to ask Mitch, too. Okay. Um, and so uh, I bet you 50 bucks you don't get everybody. You want to do that? 35? 35 guys. Do you think, Mark, do you think he gets it? Does he have like a time limit or? No, uh, no well, time limit. No time no, limit. No time limit. I'm we'll not going to take a half hour. Yeah. We got to talk about the Dallas Supercross and everything, but. Uh, I say no. I think there's a few he's going to miss, but go ahead. Give me a couple mulligans. Give me, say, if you get in between 33 and 35. Okay. Yeah. If you get 33, good enough. Okay. Out of the Deal. 35. Deal. Okay. You might miss two. Okay. Okay. Deal. Do it. Okay. Jeremy McGrath. Is that one? Yes. Okay. Brian Swink. Yes. Um, Jeremy Buell. Yes. Mike Brown. Yes. Steve Lampson. Uh, Buddy he, Antonez. Wait. No Lampson. Okay, Buddy Antonez. No Antonez. No shit? <laughs> no shit. No. Wow. <laughs> okay, Jimmy Gaddis. Pedro Gonzalez. Yes. Jamie yes, Dobbs. Yes. Uh, Jamie Dobb. Jamie. I, do, I, don't know what, I don't know what Jamie Dobbs. Okay. But there's a Jamie My, Dobb here. Jamie Dobb. I'm all the way from England. Good day, mate. Ja- no, that's, that's Australia. Sorry, bro. Okay. Jamie keep, Dobb. Keep going. Should I just give you RC? Come on, okay. dude. All right. All right. Of course, RC. RC. Um, you got Dobb? Yeah, I got Dobb. Okay. Uh, we got Casey Johnson. You got Nick Way. Uh, you got David Pingree. Yep. Uh, no Casey Johnson. Really? Nope. Um, what about... Uh, you got more guys that didn't win than No, you. bullshit. <laughs> okay. Bullshit. Okay. Uh, what about the dude from Canada? They got super sick. Uh, no. He's on a, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. He didn't win either. Okay, what about... Uh, okay, what about... Uh, Darcy Lynch. Okay, what about... Um, Dude, what are you doing right now? Like, there should be so many obvious guys that you have not said yet. I'm going to say them. I'm, okay. tr- I'm trying to get the hard ones out of the way. Okay. I mean, I'm trying to get the older ones out of the way. All right. Um... What about the dude that rode for Suzuki and then went over there? You have to name them. Okay. The dude who rode for Suzuki and went over there. Like, 
He was from Pennsylvania. It's kind of a dark guy, dark kid. Um, <laughs> That's a mechanic. No, dude. I'll think of his name. Bob Stewart. <laughs> oh, no, not okay. dark like that. He wore fly gear all the time. Jessamine. Brandon Jessamine. He did not win for the team. He didn't win. No. That's bullshit. <laughs> all right. Uh, bullshit. Jesus. Dude, there's so okay. many more. Okay, then we'll go. Ryan Villapoto, yep. Ivan Tedesco, yep. Jake Weimer, yep. Brock Tickle, Josh yep. Hansen. Yep. Want to keep going? Yeah. How many is that? Uh, that's, not that that's not very many. It's half. Fifteen. Not even half. Jeez. <laughs> All right, Josh Hill, Justin Hill. Justin Hill, yes. Uh, Adam Cincerillo. Yes. Martin Davalos. Yes. Um, You're on a roll. Uh, Dean Wilson. Yes. Shea Bentley. Yes. Um, there's a rider that won the third most races for the team. Third most races for David Pingree. No, but Ping, you didn't mention Ping already, right? No, I did oh, you mention did, you him. You did mention him, yeah. Okay. Third most race wins ever. Ryan Hughes. Yes. Is that the guy you're talking about? No. <laughs> That's a lot of dudes I've named, though. You got to give it to me. No, you're so far off. No, I'm not. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You got twelve left. Matt Walker. Yes. Uh, I'll get him. I'll get him. <laughs> How long? We got four. How long has it been? It hasn't been that long. I'll get him. Uh, I like my bet. No, you don't. I like my bet. Okay. What about French fry? French fry? Yeah. Porcel and the other French guy. Yep, Purcell. Who's the other French guy? Pashon. Yep. It's the second most guy the one, right? Purcell is. Purcell? Yep. Third. Um, R.C. Villapoto. Okay. Austin Stroop. Yes. Getting some momentum here. Um, I don't care about your time. You don't? Where am I at? How many am I off? I'm just trying to figure this out. I should have cheated and went online and checked, but I didn't. Ten left. Okay. Ten left. Is there some from the early 90s left? You just want to pack it in? Hell no. You just want to pack it in? Uh, no, you've got mo Yeah, you've got everybody from okay. the old guys. Okay. Yeah. That's all I needed. That yep. I could, I could, my memory will come around. Okay. Um. What does this mean? Everybody on Facebook can see you with a pen. I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm okay, trying to okay. mark them down. Okay. Right, right. Don't bro me. Uh, I said Davalos. I said... 702-586-7857. Give us a call anytime. I said Wilson. I said uh, Tyler. Did I say Tyler? You did not say Tyler. Tyler. Rattray. Okay. Did I say uh, Ben Townley? You did not. Okay. Six, seven more. 
Eight more. Eight more? Eight more. Okay. I'm going to get them. How long do we do this for before Dude, he no, just gives up? It's 50 bucks. This is I, great. I, I great. asked if there was a time limit. You said I mean, what are we? This is, no, this, you didn't say a time limit. I know, bro. but this isn't very good radio. Great radio, bro. Great radio, bro. Dude, I got 32. You said 33 or more. 33 or more. You, you don't. You, I got 32. No, you do not. You have yes. one, two, you, three. You said four. I'm eight short. Oh, that's 40. <laughs> okay, I'm five short. Math is not good for me. Uh, yeah, it happens. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm not giving you any hints. 50 bucks on the line. Okay, just give me a second here. Antonez never won. I can't believe No, Antonez never won. Jim Chamberlain. No, no. Everybody's gone from the old days. Okay. They're all Cali. I'll give you that, I'll give you that a hint, okay? Okay. James Stewart didn't ride for him. Trey, welcome to the show. What's up? You want to talk about Supercross going back to Houston? Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks. Um, so, two, what, two or three years now, we haven't had a race in Houston. This is Trey. I'm from Houston. So. Yeah. Go figure. We haven't had a race in Houston for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, wanting to see what do we got to do to get a race back there. Yeah. I, know the I don't know, man. I was just we got. I was just talking to Thomas from NFAB. He's from Houston. I asked him what's going on with that. The one year yeah, there was the border to the sport and can't get a race. Fourth largest city in the U.S. Yeah, and dude, yeah. Houston has had a Supercross forever, from like '76 to like whatever it was, 2000 and whatever. One of the longest running races. Yeah, I know. I don't know what the problem is, man. I, the last Houston. Keep thinking, Watson. The last Houston did, was not attended very well at all. But that that doesn't mean anything. I mean, there's lots of races that weren't attended very well, you know? Um, Still better attendance, though, than the current races they're having. Uh, I don't know. They said there was 53,000 53, in Dallas. So It was looking pretty light on TV. There was no 53,000 there, that's for sure. I'll they said there that. was 57,000. 57, they said? Yeah. Okay. Are you still they thinking? always pump that number up, though. I, I know. Dude, I don't know. They should go back to Houston. I liked Houston. It was a cool city. Cool stadium. Yeah, I got no problems with it. So. Well, I got the guy's number at Feld. I had to get him a call. We got to get this thing going. Let okay. Let me, let, me ask, let me ask the guy. Uh, let me ask him. Uh, find, try to find out why there is no, nothing going on there. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. You get some more? Are you kidding me? Just give me 50 bucks. All right, just give me 250 for coming. I give up. Fuck. Blake Baggett. Fuck you. Ah! Your show, Mathis. Tyler Bowers. Ah! One race for Bowers. I never would have remembered. Darren Durham. One race. Never would have got New that. New Orleans. Never would have got that. Austin Forkner. Unadilla last year. Never would have got that. Uh, Grant Langston. <laughs> he was, two weeks ago, he was hammered right there. Yeah. Um, Savachi. Which, you know, it was obvious that you just overlooked yeah, that's it, that's right? still, still. I bet you... And Lone Wolf. Tylen. Never got Lone Wolf. Okay. How many did I get? Well, Let's whatever. Put, that, it, okay. put it up against Mitch. Three, four, five. Hope he's not listening five, right yeah, now. Six, you think he's six, listening? Seven. You missed seven. Okay. So... Fuck it. How many... There's 35. Mm-hmm. I got... 28. <laughs> I got 28. Yeah. See if Peyton. 27 you got. Sorry. See if Peyton All can right. beat that. We can see. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, Kenny Watson in studio here. Hey. Um, hey. Kate, you guys sorry you missed the, the sound of a cold uh, Red Bull. Ice cold Red Bull. 
<laughs> that guy. That guy. Do you think he still has his uh, his uh, his little uh, oh his notebook? Notebook. Of course. <laughs> He's probably running around the house. His wife's going, Paul. What do you got in that notebook? You don't have a job. <laughs> KTM riders, KTM or Husky guys, if you're looking for a deal for your KTM, use code, code PulpMX, save 15%, KTMPartsExpress.com. Their warehouse is packed full of the latest KTM powerwear, power parts, accessories, genuine KTM parts, K- KTMPartsExpress.com, people. Please, if you need something for your bike, go there. Check them out, and uh, yeah, support the, the guys at KTM. I could have looked at this list and got one more, because Baggett was on here, and I would have... Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I lost. You're coming out of the gate hot, and then yeah, you know, that's still pretty good though for the uh, normal guy. Couldn't think get that many. Yeah, I could have. I could have got. There's no close. way. There's no way. You're not going to remember yep, uh, Durham Duran. <laughs> Darren Durham. There's well, no way. I would have been real close. I bet. I real close. Dude, why do you always think you're better than everything? Because I know everything. Dude. It don't matter to me. If you don't pay my bills, fuck you. Seven zero two five eight six. Pulp, give us a call. All right, uh, let's quickly go into this. Hey, why don't we do it with Geico and see how many? Uh, no, Geico can't even pack the gate for PC wins. <laughs> I mean, they're they're awesome, but dude, um, Mitch has been doing it way longer. Watson, big big turn of events this weekend in uh, in Dallas. Yes. Uh, what a crazy race! I tweeted, was it on an Indian burial ground? Could have been. Webb pulls in, gets a tire change. Reed Reed has bike problems, doesn't finish. Tomac comes in with a front brake that was broken before the crash, and and cuts a line. Um, Marvin wins. Dunge doesn't ride good. Um, hey, do you think I didn't watch the race on TV? But from where I was sitting, I didn't know. Matter of fact, I asked you, um, and maybe I asked JT if he thought it was something happened to his front end when Cooper came into him. In that first, um, in that you know, in that first turn or the second turn after the whoops, yeah, they came together a little bit, and JT said, "Oh no, it's on the wrong side." Ah, uh, well, I, 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 the second turn would be the the right hander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not the right side of the bike. So, yeah. um, I don't know. It was just crazy to me because I, you know, I've been around this sport a long time and I've never. I don't think I've ever seen so many people in one race come into the mechanics area for assistance, especially in a supercross. Outdoor, that's a different story in a mud race or whatever uh-huh. to get goggles and stuff. Uh-huh. But at a supercross, on a, a you yeah. know, if a 20 minute supercross or 20 lap if, back in the day. Yeah, tw- yeah. So, and you know, to tell yeah. you the truth, I I was kind of blown away on the, the unpreparedness that some of the teams were. Um, you know, I would like to think that, you know, our team would have been, you know, ready for it. Um, I know our team um, in the past has prepared for stuff like that in, in practice. But, you know, for instance, you know, uh, changing a back wheel in, you know, in a minute or, you know, under a minute is a long time. For a, uh-huh. for a wheel change. Do you think it is to, to take it for the time you put it on the stand to take it off the stand? It's kind of a long time. One minute. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to see. I don't know what, what it would be. I, I know people are saying, why well, didn't they have an air wrench down? They're not going to have all that. No, dude. You're going to no. you're gonna use a wrench. But but I mean, you, we could we could rip it apart. But I'm just saying from someone watching and Knowing what it takes to get them back out there quicker, um, I think the Cowie guys are going to go to work and figure some stuff out because 
uh, I believe that, you know, when uh, Eli came in, he went in twice. And he came in twice for the same problem. And the second time, they cut his brake line. And then when they cut his front brake line, they cut it with tin snips, not even dikes, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and they had to cut it. You know what I mean? It wasn't just one clip and go. It took them, you know, a few seconds to cut it. And he didn't even have the right tool the first time. He had to go back and get it. You know what I mean? And that was after the second time he came in and they were communicating with him. It looked like they were asking him, what should they do? Right. So, and I'm just speculating. I have no idea. I know those guys at Cowie, you know, if you ask them, they're going to tell you probably a different story, which they should. I I mean, everybody can look back on it for sure and say, hey, what if I... I had a couple incidents where riders pulled in, you know, uh, over the years, and you always it's it's stressful for sure. You're, for sure, you're trying to be like, what's wrong? What's but, what's going on? I don't see anything, you know. Yeah. But did you have that happen when you were on a team, or did you have it happen when you were a privateer? Uh, on a team, yeah. I've yeah. had it happen. Yeah. I've only been a privateer mechanic, right. so right. I, I was didn't... factory mechanic for two teams. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. But. As a privateer, yeah. you're on your own, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, when yeah. your guy comes in, if you have a flat, it's game over. Yeah, you don't have spare no, wheels. No, no. Um, you know, I can remember Cooper one time. Cooper got seven points. You guys, he salvaged 14th. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. That 20, was 26 minute, 26 laps, uh, <coughs> main event. So, did I mean Eli? If he could have got back out there the first time, he probably would have got more points too. Can we talk about? Um, well, first of all, can we talk about how these tracks are not holding up right now? Oh, that's definitely. they're not. They're not. This is not. This is not that good for riders right now. Twenty six laps in the four fifties, twenties in the two fifties. They don't have enough dirt and or time to prep these tracks properly. Everybody I talked to, Kenny, after the race was like, "Dude." Gnarly, right? It's so sketchy. It's down to the pavement. It's down to the concrete. It's it. You know, everyone's like it made jumping the jumps harder. Hey, before we get to that, let's, think, okay. let me just back uh, up okay. on that last All thing right. just real quick. Eli ended up 15 with six points, so he wasn't too far off. Uh, they were, you know, yeah. they, they were a lap down, but they, I mean, they still. You know, circled and did what they had to do to to get points and kudos to them. But uh, I just think that um, you know, after seeing that, I kind of thought, you know, what maybe there should be uh, some s- different strategy going on. And there's some stuff that some I'm practicing. Gonna, yeah, there's some stuff that I'm going to try to uh, put together with some of the promoters for the mechanics and the teams to make it kind of more of a, a authentic and a cool deal. You know what I mean? Kind of like a innovation award. Exactly. Going for innovation award number two. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be cool to have like they do in NASCAR for the teams. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Do something like that. Right. Just to try to do something. What special. about? Can we talk about your barrel racing idea? Heck yeah! So you're tired of these Toyota uh, changing the clothes? It's so dumb. It. You know what? I just think they need to come up with something new. I think you know the first couple times you do it, it it's okay. And I know Toyota pays a lot of money, and it's cool that Toyota is a is a is a sponsor of the series, and we're it's awesome that they're with us and that they're a sponsor. But okay, now we go to every race, so we see it all the time. So mm-hmm. we think it's lame. But objectively, I put myself watching these things, and they have people running back and forth, putting on jerseys of JGR guys, and running back and forth. I don't even see like. Like I'm, I'm trying to put myself as a first-time viewer. That's not 
interesting or fun no. or need to watch at all. You're there to see a motorsports. You're there to see racing. You're there to see something, so you know, action-packed. What's your idea? My idea. Listen to this. Listen to this. My idea, and people are doing it already, is to do a barrel race with a horse versus a motorcycle. And this is how it could work. At every city, they have a local, uh, you know, they have barrel racing. You know, every city has, you know, horses and barrel racing. You could line it up before and get, you know, some hot shoe barrel racer. And then you go get the, you know, a guy that's retired like Kevin Windham, Ricky Carmichael, Ivan Tedesco. Timmy? What? Timmy Ferry, Grant Langston, these dudes to line up and to race again so their fans can see them out there. They're racing a horse. They go do the obstacle, and it's straight down. Will boom. the horse freak out? No, because it's already done. It's already being done. They do not get freaked out. Put a poll up. Do fans want to see? Hey, you could you could upload it. You could go on. on um, Tell him what the poll should be. You could go YouTube. Tell him what, the poll, what, what poll you want. Just what you said. Should would you think? Would you be more interested in seeing a motorcycle race a horse, uh-huh. or seeing two people run and get dressed? I don't know that, how many characters that is, but make it work, Marks. Make it work. But I'm saying you At can. Papa Mech Show. Twitter. You can. You vote, can we'll see. Uh, you know, it's being done. You could go to on YouTube and you can see it. It happens all the time. And what Toyota for branding is they could do a Toyota saddle or something over yeah. like they do at the Kentucky Derby. Like when they win, sure. they put something over the horse. You could brand the motorcycle. You could brand the barrels Toyota. You could be like the Toyota truck has horse power. There you go. And you could pull out. Boom. Boom. And what you can do is you could pull a Toyota right in the middle of it with a horse trailer branded Toyota. There we go, Watson. B to B. B2B and innovation. And exactly. But, you know, I did talk to the fine people at Feld, and uh, they like the idea, but they, for some reason, think that it's too scary for a horse, and I don't believe it. Kenny Watson, the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, truck Hero, Truck Hero supplier of premium vehicle accessories. Hey, and that Truck Hero, we could get the, all the Truck Hero parts on it, and they could have it out there. Absolutely. A made in the USA outfit, light trucks and SUVs from bumper to bumper, comprised of worldwide renowned brands, back industries, undercover, NFAB, Bedrug, Husky Liners, Truck-Hero.com. Proud sponsor of the Auto Trader JGR Suzuki team, which is awesome. They're what's, awesome. What's They're going broke. on with them? We'll talk about that in a second, poor dudes. Feel bad for Coy. Uh, I don't feel bad for Coy. Fuck him. He tried to knock a cookie out of my hand in his truck this weekend. Hey. Then he punched me. He's the best. Then he punched me. Dude, I asked him if he was doing the surgery on Phil. He goes, I could. (laughs) Of course he could. Uh, And at Truck Hero, question of the day for Kenny Watson. Simple question for you, Watson. (sighs) Watching the last four races since Kenny Roxon went down... What is up with Ryan Dungey? Okay, three straight weeks in the semi. Uh, passed by Chad in Glendale. Passed by Tomac in Oakland. This weekend took him forever to get by Dean. Missed the podium. Like, okay, first of all, let me put a disclaimer. A lot of guys would like to be as bad as Ryan Dungey right now. So we're only going off his usual standard of excellence because he's a phenomenal rider. So I feel bad asking a little bit what's wrong with him because he still he extended his points late this weekend. By one that it was last weekend. So this is all relative, people. But Kenny, truck hero question of the day. 
what, if anything, is wrong with Ron Dungey right now? This is something I really do not like doing, and it's speculating. You do like speculating. Jab, jab. Speculating, if you go back and you think about it, Ryan Dungy did break his neck at the outdoors. Mm-hmm. He was off a quite a long time. Yep. Uh, he came back and rode around in Europe, correct? Mm-hmm. He came back and rode around at the Monster Cup. He really wasn't putting hard laps in there. Um, I think he was, you know, getting it together. And I think that he... The race that you know Kenny did crash at, he was riding like the old Ryan Dungey. Um, I would agree with that he was pushing and he was looking I, good. I, yep. yep. I don't know if that. I I personally don't think that that's in his head about Kenny. I don't either. In, I, in I, general, I don't, I don't. but I think not just career. I think, but more. It's. I think the it has a lot to do with what you said about the tracks breaking down, and I think he always rides. He doesn't push the envelope where he's out of control. Right, he didn't do the quad in, uh, in and Glendale. he's not going to he ride didn't... over his head. Right. So at Anaheim, the track wasn't broken down where he had to back it up a little bit, and he was comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think if he can get comfortable on a track, you'll see him up front, and no one's going to touch him. Uh, you know, like Eli in Oakland just pulled his nuts out and put him on the crossbar and said, hey, I'm going for it, and you know what? If you want to match me, let's go. Yeah. And Dunge didn't want to do that because yeah, he didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, I think wisely Dunge was like, okay, no problem. I'll get second. Yeah. Hey, at the end of the year, if Dungey just keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to raise another championship. And that's all he wants to do. He could care less about winning races. I think he leaves scratching his head some days. his bike looks that good right now. I, this is something I would say. I know for a fact from an in, from from an insider, he's struggling with some with some issues with his bike. Yeah, and I think it's the reason why is the way the tracks are now. Hmm. So well, that goes back to what I was saying about breaking down. The, exactly. Yeah. So who knows? Honestly, I'm. I, I mean, I these guys got to get that figured out, man. Like it's getting sketchy for these guys. I agree. Buy some more dirt or make some more time in the program. Dude, I mean, if people watched it on TV, I mean, I was there. There was a lot of floor left to open where they could have done there something. Is. There always is. They don't have enough dirt. They need to buy more dirt. Well, for instance, okay, if there wasn't, you know, there was enough dirt to build the track. I get it. But when you build the track and you say, okay, we're going to have a day race. Go in there. You have windows on both sides of the stadium. You don't put a start going into the saying, hey, uh, that was definitely, yeah. hey, uh, you know, uh, we're, we have a start time at 3.30, and the heat races are going to be going off about 5.30, um, and then the sun sets in the east, and the guys are starting right into the east. I mean, yeah, no, that wasn't. Or, oh, that sorry, was the sun sets in the west, west <laughs> but that was just. They, they overlooked it. They did. They didn't mean exactly. to do that, for sure, but Chad said it was dangerous. He could barely see the whoops after he won a semi-race. There was about a 45-minute span where it was right in the guy's eyes. I agree. And, and that, wasn't, uh, that wasn't that cool. So the truck hero question today, what's wrong with Ryan Dungey? You lean a little bit more towards bike than him? Yeah. A little bit more like... I, I think bike, track, 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 track speed, bike. Track, bike. Yeah, bike, I just track. don't think at this level these guys ride, they are going to let an injury from somebody else I agree. In, yeah. get in I their head. I don't think that's it. These guys don't get those t- titles and wins by being no. mentally weak. I mean, you could look at it, you know, like back in the day when, you know, like 
look at look at Ernie when Ernie got hurt. You know, Ricky was his best friend, and that didn't slow down RC. David Bailey got paralyzed. It didn't slow down Johnny or right. you know any of the other guys. Uh, Justin Hill and Marvin Muskan Marks were on the show last week, and they both. That's a coincidence. And they both won this weekend. Is it though? Marvin was good. He was solid. Marvin was good. Although that first start, if there's no red flag for Brayton, he's in trouble. I don't think anybody catches Webb. We debated that, me, you, and JT yeah. in the press box. Yeah. Was JT on the side of, like, no, it was a long race? He what? goes, how can you say that? No, here he is. JT's on the opposite side of whatever I say. So if I would have said Webb was going to get caught, then he would have said, uh, uh, oh, no, Webb had that. It's just automatic for JT. That, that's it. That's, that's, that's how he goes. Uh, let's get to the phone call. Nash, you got a question for uh, Kenny Watson? Gentlemen. Gentlemen, Kent, OGK Dub. He's back. How you doing, Ash? I'm doing great, Kenny. He's it's honestly I'm in the garage working on my bikes. Got a boy. I told I told Marks. I said it's like I put on my favorite pair of old slippers, sneakers, jeans, you name it. OGK Dub and and or Kent, as Ping referred to you as. And D- does does he walk out tonight, Nash? No, I don't think so. Kenny's now he. No, that, I'm not walking out because I'm staying here. I don't get nowhere oh, else yeah. to go. <laughs> now, it, that would that that was like a slow simmer that used to occur about three or four shows, and then eventually, Steve, you would keep poking the bear, poking the bear. Poking I don't know the bear, what you're talking. I would never do that. I would I never do I, that. You got to say I have no recollection center. Yes, those are alternative OG, facts, OG. Nash. <laughs> those are alternate facts. Uh, well, hey, it's it's a, a, a subjective truth, shall we say? OGKW, you know, there's a lot of people that listen to the show that are unaware of Kenny's corner. And when I called Marks, I ran upstairs into the compound of Nash's garage and I grabbed an old MXA. I'd like to do a Kenny's corner if you would grant me such a wish. Do we have the intro still loaded? No. Hey, All right. you know it's a ripoff. Uh, I was reading what? your buddy's magazine, Kiefer's Corner. There's a Kiefer's Corner? Yeah. Oh, I didn't Come know on, guy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kenny. And he wouldn't Kenny, tell you about copyright. it either, would he? That wow. Bastard. Copyright infringement, Kenny. Get, get your lawyer team. Get the law team on that. The lawyers. That's right. Do you, got a, uh, do you got a mag around here? Go ahead, Nash. I got your back. What do you got? What do you got I'm, for I'm ready. All right. Now, listen, the first one I'm going to give you, uh, I think we overlooked this one even back in the day when you were really doing Kenny. Kyle Lewis. I mean, Kyle Lewis is he, a guy with depth. He, he's told 1,800 Kyle Lewis stories. No way. No way. There was driving in the box van with jerking off into the sock. Yep. There was uh, working on his bike. Uh, uh, in Japan? In Japan. He's got, yeah. Dude, I, I've, I have many stories. Because if you don't know, Kyle Lewis is the guy that got me into this job. Kyle, yes. Kyle was the guy that... Uh, um, I'll just say this story. Um, he was going to Dallas Supercross with uh, one of his friends that needed a mechanic. And I knew nothing about dirt bikes, not one thing. And uh, we were taking, it was the guy's name was Shane Trittler. And we were oh, taking. He was a test rider, test rider for Dirt Bike Magazine. Yep. And uh, Shane had his dad's dually in a pro track. And uh, I remember we were driving. And I I was sleeping in the back, and I felt Kyle like jumping around, and I wake up, and Kyle is laying in the back of the pickup truck with some tin foil over a pit board, 
laying out like he was laying there sunning himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> 90s motto. Instead of, instead of worrying about diet and nutrition, they're worrying no. about suntan for the ladies. He was getting a tan. Kyle was getting hey. a tan, and I was like, dude, what? this is rad. Hold on, hold on, Kenny, hold on. Kind of a big deal. Oh. People know me. I, oh, know, yeah. I know a lot of people. It's Kenny's Corner. You if you don't like it. Suck it. Thanks, I, thanks to SwizzCore for sending in the intro. That a boy. Yeah. Swiss- that Swiss score, Paul Pemex employee number numero uno. Zero he's doing a hell of a job. He's zero zero one. Yep, love it. If, when you turn into Google or you turn into Amazon, Swiss score will be sitting on a pile of he, shekels. Oh, he will be. You know it. Seventy percent barrel races are winning over thirty percent over the current. Who are the thirty percent saying that? <laughs> Feld employees. <laughs> Dave, Prater, Dave, Boyer, Dave, and Todd, Boyer, and Mark, Boyer, and Mike, <laughs> Boyer, Mewy, Prater. The barrel oh. races is really an awesome idea, Kenny. That is an awesome idea. Once again, innovator award, ladies and gentlemen. The guy's a legend. He's taking Kenny. it back. He can't believe he's taking it back tonight. But oh well. Been... Kenny, Kenny, I got one more for you. Can you can you do another? Uh, yeah. Let's do it quick. Okay, real quick. You can either pick Keith Johnson or DeHoop. You know, you're out of luck with both those guys because I don't really have any hanging. Really? I never hung out with any of those guys because they were like uh, they were they were already on the circuit when I got there, and I really didn't hang out with them. They were already on their way. I well, was, then you got to do the final default of an unknown factory fill story. Come on, please. No, we got to run, Nash. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Nash, everybody, calling from Jersey, somewhere in the swamps of Jersey. Kenny's Corner is back. You know what else is going to be back is the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has taken over the uh, light truck and SUV market with a wide range of styles. He's leaving. He's leaving. He's gone. That didn't last very long. Style, sizes, and finishes for the – he's going downstairs. Good, Good talk, Kenny. Thanks for coming in tonight, everybody. Kenny Watson. No problem. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design and source worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking products available. Styles available 16 through 22-inch diameters. Gear Alloy 12-inch wide wheels have over 6-inch lip, bro. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there's a Gear Alloy style for you to choose from. GearAlloy.com. Get your truck in gear. All right. This guy asked me about coming on the show one time soon, and I said we'd get him on. He just didn't know it would be tonight. Calling the seven, deuce, deuce. Cold calling people. It's called the Gear Alloy Cold Call. If you voted for the uh, seven, deuce, deuce. What up? It's Mathis. Steve-o? What's up, bro? What up, bro? You're on the Gear Alloy Cold Call with Kenny Watson in studio. <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, shit. You owe me a poster, but son, you owe me a poster, signed poster, Sonny. What, what was your? What were you saying about him earlier, when you came home? What? weren't you saying something about the Seven Deuce Deuce? A story about him? I said, hey, we're gonna cold call the Seven Deuce Deuce tonight. Oh, I said we should talk to him. He had a great view of Kenny's crash. Oh yeah, Roxon's crash. And yeah. he just he didn't really want to talk about it to me right there, but oh, bro, bro, it, that was oh man. That oh no, I know what it was. Fun. Never mind that. Watson was disappointed in your performance this weekend. Seven I was. Deuce. I was, dude. I had you all the way across the board. Because you Bro. you practiced at Castillo Ranch on a Dallas Supercross replica. I know. I did. 
I was pretty I was pretty bummed on my performance this weekend too, boys. But you know what I'm going to tell you? I'm going to tell you this is one thing that we could pick up. <laughs> the Castillo track doesn't didn't break down like that track. Dude. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> that I was bad. Like, like you know, you know what else was kind of gnarly too is, um, is you know, in, in the semi, like literally, you couldn't see the second set of whoops until the end. Like yeah. we we're just going in completely blind because the sunlight. Yeah. Like, and when I say like blind, I mean like full blown. You couldn't see the first eight whoops. It yep. was pretty crazy. Yeah. That right was then, right. You know what should have happened right there and then. All the riders, since it's not on live TV, should have just said, hey, we can't see. We ain't riding. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Chad said on the podium, I mean, it, Seven Deuce Deuce, that it was dangerous. He's like, it's dangerous. You can't see You can't see the whoops. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even. Yeah. I was on the line, I think, at that point or in the race. Did Chad Reed win mine or was it? To- I, I don't know which one you were in. Semi, huh? Reed was in yeah, semi I two, I think. Um, yeah. So, but well, hey, buddy, you made the main last week. So you got two mains of the yeah. year. And uh, you're, yeah. although. Look, your brother Tyler, he's the outdoor specialist, and he out-qualified you this weekend. So just not a great weekend for the seven-deuce-deuce. Deuce. No, I struggled pretty hard. For some reason, I was, like, really, really tired, like, the whole weekend. I've been – I was kind of sick last week. and I've been take, I think I took a little too much medicine, but, you I were, mean, that's just excuses. I should have came up he was and drowsy done a bear. better of a job. Drowsy bear. But, um, we'll, we'll get him this weekend. Yeah. Epstein bar. No, hell no. Come um, on, 70s dudes don't get that shit. So the Lit Kid Award is on Instagram, on my Instagram at PulpMX and on PulpMX.com. Each week, the Seven Deuce Deuce is picking a rider that has the uh, best kit. And uh, Hanson won last weekend with his red shift gear. Reed's won twice. So I I sense a Fox shift uh, sweep here. We open it up to everybody to vote. And so far, that's what's happened, bro. Yeah, it's 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 actually going really well too. You know, like every time. I mean, I don't know if it's going really well or I'm getting badgered about it either way. But everywhere <laughs> I go now, they're like, "Yo, bro, what's up with the lit kit?" Yeah, bro, <laughs> join the join the media, kit. huh? Yeah, Alex Ray. <laughs> Alex Ray wants in on the lit kit. I know, I know. Let's let's talk about the lit kit a little bit, actually, because you know, if you want to get the lit kit, there's definitely some requirements. One of the requirements I would say is. You know, there's got to be something somewhat special edition or custom about your setup. Okay. You know, it can't just it can't just be like you know normal off the shelf setup. I mean, you can get nominated if it is a normal off the shelf setup, but you better be kitted from head to toe. And we're talking if you're getting the Lit Kit Award, you're matching from boots to goggles to helmet, jersey, pants, accented gloves. Jeez. Plus, you're somewhat matching on your bike. I mean, this is not, it's not just like you can just put a set of gear on and get this award. It's like best dressed for real. Like for instance, one of the nominees this week is going to be <clears throat> Marvin. And he, I wouldn't say he dresses the one of the best. Cause I don't know if I'm very fond of the Euro style or not, but this weekend he had full custom KTM Alpen star boots on mm-hmm. with that red, orange, and black gear with a very, very custom, um, um, what was it, Red Bull helmet with matching goggles, and he was riding well this weekend. So that really stood out to me. Um, the two other guys, I'm not going to say, but, okay. you know, it's it's not just something that you can put together. This has to be some, you have to be somewhat custom. I mean, these guys are wow. looking Lots good of- on the track. Let's kit. <laughs> Vote on pulpmex.com. What's what does the lit kit yep. mean? 
You got a trophy okay, and everything. Lit kit is yeah, lit kit is. What's what? Is, what is the word? What does the lit mean? Well, that's what kids are saying nowadays. Oh, yep, lit. yep. So lit, it's lit is just cool. another word for it's lit, fam. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's on fire. It's hot. It's um. Gotcha. The lit kit award is best dressed rider on the track. So it's just you know what I mean, showing you that these guys took their time. And uh, either that or their gear company took the time and said, this is what you're wearing to look the best on the weekend. Seven Deuce Deuce gotcha. on the Pulp Mech Show. Uh, this is the Gear Alloy cold call, gearalloy.com. Seven Deuce Deuce. Um, and we're going to run a contest, I think, for you. We're going to announce that soon. That'll be fun. I, I don't, can't officially get yeah. to it yet, but we're... Are we uh, allowed to talk about it? Or no, because I didn't get an official reply, but I hope it happens. So, yeah, me too. I, um, that'd be pretty freaking cool. Hey, are you flying to all of the races? What's your deal? Uh, yeah. I'm not, well, I'm not going to fly to all of them. Um, I'm going to fly to, I would say, probably 85% of them. I don't think I'm going to fly to Toronto just because that one's so expensive. Uh-huh. And and the whole border patrol thing, but I should be flying to all of them, yeah. Okay. Well, most awesome. Them. Yeah, that's good. That'll help your program. Yeah. That'll definitely help your program. Yeah, I'm actually honestly worried about a little bit of the motor issue is what I'm kind of wondering about because I've never actually had to take the motor back and forth. Um, so I'm wondering how that's going to go. You guys got any tips for me? Yeah, yeah just ship it. Um, get a cooler. Cooler? Can you yeah. take it on the plane or do you ship no, it overnight? No, you got to ship it. It's going to cost you some money. Don't got to, huh? Big cooler, lots of padding, and uh, uh, wrap it all up with duct tape and ship it FedEx. There you go. Or get Gothic or Lars to do it in the truck during the week and pay them extra. <laughs> <laughs> so one of those There two. you go. Uh, all right, Seven Deuce Deuce, thanks for, uh, thanks for picking up. We're going to run. Um, good luck this weekend in Minneapolis. You are going to be so cold. I appreciate it. It's not oh, going to be that cold. I, I, no? I heard it's supposed to be 50 degrees. 54 during the day and 35 at night. Oh, okay. Well, that'll oh. be all right. All right, se- all right, Seven Deuce Deuce, we'll see you, on, uh, we'll see you this weekend, buddy. Thanks for picking up. Heck yeah, good to see you. All right. I mean, good to talk to you later, boy. Either one. Thanks, Seven News. Later. Yep. Later, um. Adam Antonap, everybody. Gear Alloy Cold Call. Uh, Kiefer's Corner in the new Dirt Rider magazine. Taking it right away. Um, hey, so RCH. Yeah. Uh, Tickle, sixth. Bogle yeah. won a heat. Mm-hmm. Bogle. Uh, Bogle was ninth, I think, in the main. Yeah. Uh, a good weekend for the RCH guys. Yeah, Bogle won the heat race. I said that. Yeah, he won the heat race, got good, got a good, got a good yeah. start, and then uh, Brock got second in the semi behind uh, Reedy. Yeah, but he said the same exact thing. He was he couldn't see yeah. and he didn't want to go down. So um, in the main, um, both starts, Justin was up there. He was second both times. Mm-hmm. Um, first time behind Cooper, the second time behind Marvin, and. Uh, he uh, he pulled a great move the second time. He didn't have a good a start, and he cut under. He didn't go all the way wide to yep. the bowl. He cut under and just started, you know, got on the gas and came yep. out. Um, that was good. And then uh, he was he was, I think fifth, and he was solid. And uh, him and Anderson were going for it for fourth and fifth, and there was a huge gap. And Dean was behind him, mm-hmm. and uh, Anderson <clears throat> after the finish line kind of took him a little high, and. Uh, Bogle went down, and he got back up and uh, rode right. Anything where. like edgy on Anderson's f- part? Or? It, it was, yeah, it was, it was, this was a super cross pass. Put it that way. Okay. You know, it's you know we're not, you know, it, it wasn't cool. It wasn't uncool. It's just one of those things. You know, it's, it's hard to pass. 
tried to get to. He was trying to get to the front. Okay. So uh, nothing that you're. He'd be super bitter at. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> no, I, not you. Him, I think. Yeah. I think he might be a little upset. Right. Um. I know the mechanic was. Um. I know. You know. Kyle Bailey. He was a little pissed, yeah. but it wasn't like over the top. You know, he. We would have had a. If he doesn't go down, we would have had. You know, probably yeah. two guys. Uh, it's such a fine line, and with Anderson, he's had other issues, so guys watch him. Yeah. It's like freeze. And, and There's a fine line. You can pass and make contact in Supercross. That's fine, but there's yeah. a there's a line there. It was, I mean, you know? that was the first time, you know, Bogle, it was probably seven or eight, nine laps into the into the main, and, you know, it's first time he was up there, so yeah. he was probably, he started riding a little tight, and, you know, but he, he uh, you know, that was the first time that this year that, the guys took advantage of every mm-hmm. other people's mistakes, and yeah, it's been it's been, hasn't been all easy for you guys uh, no, to start been, the year. Yeah, it's been hard. It's been yeah. tough, and it's not easy. I mean, this class is gnarly. Right. Um. You know, there hasn't been too many weekends where we got beat by guys that aren't you know yeah. making millions of dollars. Right. Right. But you know, this weekend we were fortunate, and you um, know, we did good. How's your role on the team? How what is what's going on? I don't feel like. I talk to you as much anymore. We're drifting apart, uh, maybe because of your podcast, and I'm super angry about it. I don't know. Um, but what's your role? What, what are you doing? You're um, an activation guy, obviously. Well, in the preseason leading up to the season, yeah. it's my job to get the the design of the create. I'm, I'm on the creative side of the graphics, the crew look, the truck wrap, okay. all that stuff. And I work, Cooler wrap? Cooler wrap. We don't have a cooler no, wrap. I know. This I saw week. that. We, um, Last couple so, years you haven't had a cooler wrap. Yeah. Because we got sponsored by Yeti, oh, and they give us coolers, and they didn't want their logos covered. Right, right. So it's pretty much my job to get everything um, in order, uh-huh. and it goes from me to Kerry to sign off on if he likes the the touch and feel of everything. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it goes everything into production. It's getting you know the tents done, the truck wrapped, clothes done, all that stuff. It's kind of helped Kyle, you know, on on the, the logistics side and uh Kyle handles all of the racing. Um and I handle all of the on the other side of business. Who handled the giant Suzuki outboard? Uh, that would be Chris Wheeler. Okay. Yeah. That was why you guys went racing. Suzuki Marine budget. Um that's why that motor is there. There, there it was a collaboration okay. from everything at Suzuki. It's a very um, odd look in your pits. Uh, yeah, but you know what? It's it's all of one thing. It's just like, how is it an odd look of having a side by side, a ridgeline, a Honda ridgeline, or a side by side out in front of uh, anybody else's yeah. pit, Lakawi or yeah, you know I, Yamaha. Suzuki must make really good outboards. I they guess. make they're I, like, I, you know what? They're the best outboard motor out there. I heard. Wow, they Jeez. are like That's, fl- like fly gear, just like fly gear. Yeah, best gear out there. Fly bro. gear, best out there, bro. Um, so are you? Yeah, you have nothing to do with racing. We've established that. Are you enjoying your role still? Yeah, or yeah. You... I mean, it's it's something I've you know I've worked on the racing end for such a long time, and the ups and downs of racing, um, it's uh, it it was getting to me. You know, the emotions and the hard work, and you know, the energy you have to put into it, uh-huh. and you know, working with sometimes being working dicks. with the riders and yep. the mechanics and all the different personalities and the attitudes, and I was just like, you know, so. Um, I work with, uh, you know, I handle all the marketing and the activation and mm-hmm. a lot of the sponsorship stuff on my end. And, you know, I'm liking it. I, I'm learning a lot about, you know, marketing and, uh, you know, just a bunch of other stuff. So I enjoy it. I get to interact with the fans a lot. That's what I like. And How many people tell you about Pulp Mech Show? Not too many anymore. 
a lot of people talk to me about inside the rut. No, I, uh, I, okay. Nobody says to you, oh, hey, shit. you made the great, biggest mistake of your life leaving the Pulp Mech show? Never. You never hear that? Nope. Okay. Not, not that, but all in all, I think it's great because, you know, I'm still going to the races. I'm still seeing the fans, seeing the people, interacting with the people. And, uh, you know, I'd like to, you know, say that, you know, at RCH, we, we really interact with the fans and we want to make sure that we give them an experience. Mm -hmm. So when they go home, they remember it and they come back and, uh, they enjoy it because, you know, a fifth place at a race is really good, but, you're going to forget that in six months, but you could go home with souvenir or an experience. That's what we're all about. And we're all about giving back to our sponsors and making sure they're happy. Yeah. I want to talk to you later on in the show about, you know, last year you had Jimmy John's and you had uh, a soaring Eagle casino. You've had Saquon Dodge over the years. Mm -hmm. Kenny Roxon won the national championship yep. for, with you guys uh, before going to Honda. Yep. So I want to touch on that later in the show. Uh, I want to ask you about Hart and Carmichael. Uh, it's, kind of the ownership and the team standpoint and everything else. We'll get to that later. We're going to talk a lot more about Dallas coming up as well. we got two tickets uh, to Minneapolis this weekend, courtesy of the folks at NFAB, n-fab.com. Uh, two, tic uh, yeah, two tickets for Minneapolis Supercross this weekend. Let's do the third caller. Third caller, 702-586-PULP, uh, gets the uh, tickets from, uh, from Minneapolis Supercross, courtesy of NFAB. Hey, can we watch the that basketball game? Well, how about history's on? We're watching Slapshot for the nine thousandth time. How about you concentrate on the show? How about I, that? I, well, I am, but I mean, history's being made. What history? What are you talking about? What this women's it? basketball game—they're trying to win the hundredth game. No one's ever won a hundred game in what? basketball. No one's won a hundred game in basketball. What are you, what, what are you talking about? A hundred consecutive games. Oh, consecutive. Okay, you didn't say. It. Is this it? Yeah. Is this it? Seven zero two five eight six seventy five seven. You want to win those? Uh, tickets from Minneapolis, courtesy of the folks at NFAB. Uh, Racetech emails. Let's do that. Racetech.com. They're now doing engines, Watson. Oh, really? And they, and they do them for the uh, for uh, Cody Gilmore and many others out there. Uh, in suspension work on the MCR team. Oh, really? For Chisholm, Alessi, and Freeze. Uh, Racetech.com. Seems like it's working pretty well. Those guys are all riding really, really good, it seems like. Are you joking or are you? No. Oh, okay. I'm not joking. Freeze is getting starts, bro. Always. Yeah, it's killing it right now. Uh, are you looking to get the most out of your bike suspension? Get Racetech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at Racetech headquarters in Corona, California, the local Racetech service center. Do-it-yourself gold valve. It's a revalve in the kit, in a box. Uh, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. When you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services. Engines. Uh, have you uh, covered experienced staff, state-of-the-art equipment, Racetech.com. PulpMX17 is the code. Get your suspension service. Get your motor looked at. These guys can help you out. Uh, all right, here's some emails of the week. Um, from Gus, uh, uh, what kind of crap showing a race recap at the two-minute mark and then coming back to the race with half a lap to go? What garbage? What was up with all my mechanicals? What was up with all the mechanicals? You need to get your resume out there. Thank you, Gus. Appreciate that. Um, why should we take off our shoes? We don't put our feet up on furniture. We clean the floors every couple of days. Who uses rug anymore? This isn't the 70s. Do you walk your dogs? Do you clean their feet before they come back in? I bet they drool and drag their ass and nuts on the floor. Asking people to remove their shoes is rude and awkward. Get with the times, lose the rug. And Kenny Watson has his shoes on, everybody. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I have flip-flops on. Same thing. They're not shoes. That's what you wore outside. No, I didn't. You changed from shoes into flip-flops? I did. Look at... What? Watch the headset. Where are you going? Um, 
Yeah, this big debate last week about this kind of stuff. We talked about this with people. Hey, well, no, I'm glad we're. I'm glad this is up here. The the film, the the, the film, the camera, the camera. Me. Because um, as soon as I walked in the door, mm-hmm. I have flip flops for inside my house too, because I run the no shoe rule. And as soon as I walked in, I took my shoes off. Right here. Okay. Right here. I took them off and I put my indoor flip flops on. So full fuck you and your show, Steve. We got a we got a winner for the tickets, by the way. Stop. Okay. Calling. All right. Stop calling everybody. We got a winner. Yeah. Uh, get their information, address, and everything. Say you're sorry. I'm sorry. Say you're sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fucking asshole. Uh, nobody's wearing the shoes inside the house. Um, and uh, we just talked about it last week. I don't understand. Like I think it's a. Uh, Dude, Pookie has shoes on right now. No, she does not. She does not wear her shoes in the house. Yell her. Yell at her. She's got slippers on. They're not slippers. They're Ugg boots. They're not. They're inside Ugg boots. They're not what you okay. wore outside. Um, so it's something, something different for people. I don't know. We're, we're really. Um, That's a fucking lame question for a f- motocross show. Uh, Robert says, I would like to see a flow chart of the riders and how they interact with you. One, friends. Two, they talk to you, but only because they have to. Three, they've blocked you. Four, they blocked you, but then changed their mind on our kind of friends. Five, same as number four, but then they blocked you again. It would make some f- good funny material for the masses. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for that. I might actually, I might actually do that. I might actually write a column about which riders I'm friends with, which ones hate me, but they talk to me because they, they realize, you know, I got to talk to the media, and which just flat out hate me, like Anderson and Barsha, for example. Good, good column material right there. Um, Mike said this in Steve, your favorite subject, setup. Riders don't want to do too many off-season races so they can test and get ready for the season. Then they start racing and they constantly search for the proper setup. What the hell are they not doing in the off-season and or should they race more? Yep, I agree. Guy like Tomac or Roxon last year on your team, all of a sudden your team found a magic setup and you know, you're always like, "What are you guys doing?" What would you know, it's just these it's such a mental thing with testing. Like if you just if Cowie were to tell Tomac when he was struggling in the first few races, "Hey bro, We've tested everything. Like, you went through everything the preseason. We're out. We're, well, but I understand what you're saying, but where, where are you supposed to go do all these these races that are just like a Supercross race, like you're going to be at Anaheim? There's not too many tracks around the world that are like the, the no. AMA Supercross track. True. You, you right. could get way more done at your test track than you can flying over to Geneva or any of these other places where you're just going to put, right. you know what I mean? So I'm not buying that. I think proper testing is definitely needed. It's just, you know, at some point, like Tomac made some massive bike changes and he's attributed that to his increased speed. And you're like going, well, what, what were you guys doing all off season? Now I know they were testing. And Dude, I, know I don't that, get that increased speed. The fucking guy was on fire at the end of last year. Did everybody forget what he did? Yeah. Did I mean the guy won two GPs? He won the Monster Cup. I mean, give the guy some. I mean, he hauled ass outdoors. I mean, dude, he straight up worked Ken at a couple races. I well, mean, I, I, yeah, that's what give I give mean. the guy a break, man. Barsha, Barsha goes and beats Dunge straight up uh, many times, uh, a few times, and then the next year he's like on oh, my bike. I can't, I can't ride my bike, and I'm like going. The bike beat Ryan Dungey, who is just a machine outdoors. I, I agree. Uh, and I mean, you want to go back to, to James, for instance. 2014, yeah. that guy won six races, five races on that same exact bike that didn't work for him in 15. Right. Basically, he said that that Suzuki was unrideable. Forks were an issue. Air forks, spring forks, whatever. And 
then you go well you it's the same bike you were being Ryan Villapoto indoors on um in 14 and and yeah. I, I, what, I, so I, me as a media guy, I just throw my hands up in the air and go, "Fuck!" Like, what am I like? They, you know? I, I, I mean, there's not too many riders out there that go. It was my fault. <laughs> no, it, no, it's always it's a not. setup. It's always the bike. You know what I mean? And it's not. That's one bad thing about super or you know supercross and motocross. And I'm not going to sit here and call it our sport, but in motorcycle racing in general. Any other sport, if it's golf, baseball, football, basketball, they can't go to their machinery. Car racing, you can. Yeah, car racing guys do. They say, "Hey, my setup today, I had a tires weren't good." Or, or yeah, they you, can. You know, we had a fifth place car today. They said they, exactly. You know? Yeah, but any other, I think they, if there's a way out, they're going to find that way. They're never going to say it was me. How many guys have you interviewed? Maybe Chad Reed. Sometimes, Chad. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Phil Phil Nicoletti says it was me. Yep. Weimer says it was me. Yep. There's um, guys out there that do. Yep. There's not too many guys that'll sit there and complain about their setup. Roxon's not bad. Oh, I know. Kenny's yeah. not. Kenny's good. Kenny's like, hey, yeah. I, I got to step it up. I didn't ride good. Some things with the bike. like, But he'll never be like. He never know. said I didn't win because of my setup. Wow, it's Southwick, though, the first moto. Wasn't he saying something last year about his forks or something? Or I don't remember. Wasn't there? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome, flyracing.com, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Uh, there definitely was, yes. What? At Southwick, there was a. Yeah. There was, a there was something Kenny situation. said, but yeah. 90% of the time, Roxon's pretty good about that. Um, yeah, whatever. I think uh, I think there's been guys. Ricky was pretty good about it. Yeah. Um, well, I guess when you never lose, just, though. <laughs> well, no, but when he did lose, he would just say, hey, he was just better. Yeah. And he was pretty pretty uh, gracious about it. He would be pissed off, you know, and he'd be MFing people behind the scenes probably, but on camera when it, you know, mm-hmm. his outward face, he would usually take the blame for it. Hey, speaking of uh, Ricky, I don't mean to cut you off, JT. Have you? It's shocking. Kenny wants to talk about Ricky. Do you know? I'm just bringing this up and just one hour and six minutes into the show. Hey, do you? Have you ever seen that show? Story uh, with that, it's called Camera. <laughs> it's called Camera, and it's a black and white show. I don't know the guy's name. He does like interviews with like high end celebrities. And uh, he, I have not. No. Well, it's it's it's. Are gonna, you talking about RC's interview with that guy? Yeah. Oh. It's, it's called Camera. Uh, Sam, oh, Jones. Yeah. No, Sam, Jones. Sam, Sam Jones, Sam Jones, Sam Jones, and there was a clip on it that I saw, and he talks. About, he really lets lets out about how he he really did not like racing, and how he would be was crying in his helmet and just didn't want to let people down and his parents down and when he was a kid. Yeah, but he said, I didn't like getting beat. Uh, no, I didn't hate losing, but I hated getting beat worse. No, you got it wrong. The other way around? He said, I didn't enjoy winning as much as I hated to lose. There you go. Yes. There you go. Uh, it was a good interview. I watched three of them. I watched the part about McGrath, James Stewart, and something else. Yeah, that but, he the, did. Yeah, but the whole thing's coming, coming up. Oh, it's not? It wasn't all out? Okay. No, no. no that was good. That guy, was just like a little teaser. It was good. The guy Ricky did. said like he, he broke down at one part of it. Wow. He got, he got him into some... He brought up Pulp Mech show to him? Yeah, brought up uh, Utah... JT, um, JT uh, Watson's back in studio and he's on fire so far. Can we, can we talk about your comment to me in the press box about what? <laughs> about oh yeah, of course. 
I got nothing to lose. No, no, Kenny's comment. Because after I said that, the dude rode backwards on the track, and they didn't do nothing. He rode right by him. You looked at the FIM's tower that's on the Supercross track. Oh, boy. (laughs) And what did you tell me? You said, hey, Mathis. You see that tower? See, see the, the referee tower? They have the, and, I, and I said, I'm surprised ISIS isn't trying to blow it up. Yes. Yeah. You have an ISIS, you, you have an ISIS attack for that I, tower. That, like if, if, if we were going to get... What is in, with you and, the, and Gallagher and, the, and, and you've never... Dude, I've never seen eye to eye with them because I think there's too much gray area in their rule book and gray area with them. How did you st- where did you stand on the Anderson DQ? For I thought it was bullshit. Okay. Right. I thought it was total bullshit. Dude, what about back in the day, dude, when yeah, Matasevich and Larry yeah, Ward were kicked? We're not going back in the day. Dude, we're it's not. racing. What's the difference? When 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 Emmett kicked Larocco in the head? Or the rule is you lay a hand on a rider, you're disqualified. Apparently, it started with Chad Reed laying his and, hand on on Trey Kennard, you know, four three years ago. But yeah. Ouch. That's that's. But you could, but you could go out and you could use your bike as a missile, like Michael Essie did to Brock Tickle, and not get disqualified. Come on, dude. A missile? It wasn't. I Jeff Canfield would like to talk to you about that. (laughs) Um, Dude, I I would back it down on the missile part. Dude, it it was was... a freaking. It was a ISIS missile. (laughs) Alessi was a Taliban and freaking shot that missile into him. Taliban. Yes, he was a Taliban <laughs> ISIS. They were both. <laughs> they were both. This shows on every watch list ever now. NSA, FBI. <laughs> He's in every 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 uh, post office around the country. Fly There's racing. Seventy five doc- agents. Seventy five agents waiting outside the door right now. <laughs> Flyracing.com's. No, Jason I just have a, I just have a problem, and I think, and I, you know, these like I'll say it. I said it once. I'll say it twice. Guys that race motorcycles for a living, and get paid a lot of money like Chad Reed and Trey Kennard and Jason Anderson and, you know, all these other guys, they have a guy making the rules and suspending them. That's part-time. Yeah, that's something I, I have. I, I, that's something I don't agree on. If this was your number one priority, I, I mean. I, I, I agree with that. This is a multi-million dollar That's sport. like someone you showing up to work on Monday and you didn't fit your pipe right and they're saying ah you know what you're suspended for a week go on home i don't think that's it at all but that's bullshit okay. that's exactly it they're taking their revenue out of their pocket that's what they're doing let letting them do their job the rule is you've touched a rod or you're out anderson that's did, fine you know anderson did that uh um you know uh that's fine they can Chad did that th- just because that's their rule doesn't mean i have to agree with their rule no i no, just think true. it's not right and you asked me what my problem was with them and i just don't think i think it's very gray and i think that they you know they have they pull favoritism towards people all right uh jt dallas supercross um that was a crazy nutty race huh yeah it was weird um just, I think the the track conditions caused some some chaos. So, I mean, some of it was just random chance, like some bike issues for people. But the track was definitely the X factor for all the for most of the chaos. Anyway, I'm telling you, JT, I, I, this is this might get worse before it gets better. There's not enough dirt, not enough time to fix these things, and guys are there's guys are not happy in the pits. Like 26 laps, 20 laps in the 250 class. The track's getting right down to the concrete. It's getting beat up. It's dangerous for these guys. Hey, can I ask you a question? Sorry, JT. Did when they made this rule, did the teams or the OEMs get to vote on this, 
or did I Feld no idea. did Feld and I the mean, FIM just go? Yeah, d- great idea. Didn't didn't uh, didn't the team sort of shoot down the chase? Did Kyle Bentley ever talk to you about that? Like, yeah, but they didn't. They didn't like say, "Hey, this no, is a vote." No, no, they my, just talked to you. This like, is my point. They, the team shut down the chase, so maybe they approved this rule. You I don't. Know? I don't think uh, it was uh, ever like a. a uh, no, not an official vote. But, yeah, I don't know. know. I just I'm just asking because like you're right, Steve, and maybe JT can elaborate. Oh on wait, it. wait, get get that clip. We're going to Daytona, and I don't know if it's going to matter there because those lap times are usually long. But if it goes longer than the normal time there, and that track <laughs> is... I, it, I, I mean, I don't know, JT. The guys I talked to said it was sketchy. I don't know how many guys you talked to or whatever, but... Yeah, I mean, you could see it. And I, I think it was more the dirt um, that that was the main issue, like the... They've got new dirt, but when they fixed it, it got slippery underneath it. And, you know, I don't think on a normal track that it's going to matter all that much. But when you have uh, conditions that, that where the track's going away, I think, you know, making a, a normal main event that's, what, 17 minutes or something, 18 minutes, when you turn that into 21 or 22, uh, it makes a pretty big difference. So mm-hmm. I think this weekend was kind of the – the extreme as far as how bad it's going to get, but it was why, definitely, well, why, I don't want to say dangerous, but it was definitely sketchy. Minneapolis will be soft from the winter and everything else. Well, well see, I mean, I, they've done such a good job because if you look at races over the years, that used to be super soft, like Indy and Atlanta. Yeah. The dirt Detroit, was good. They're not really soft anymore. No, I'll so, give you that. Yep. But yeah, we'll but they haven't had a race in Minneapolis. Did they leave the dirt there. I doubt it. I doubt it. No. I would, I would so think. they're going to have new dirt probably. But, um, yeah, these guys, JT, they're, people aren't that pumped. Like They're just like, man. And then when you add the sun into the, uh, into the eyes and that one. Yeah, the sun, was, the sun was bad. The sun was bad. I heard there's, a, uh, there's actually a, a shade they can drop down. But, um, I, and this is total hearsay, but I was told that uh, Jerry doesn't uh, ever want to use it because he didn't think they would need it or some, some crazy theory. But apparently there is a way to block the sun out on huh. that end. Uh, but they needed it badly. Oh, I felt bad for the guys. Yeah, yeah. Talking to a couple guys after the heat race, they basically said they were just completely blind going right. into those loops, which is scary. Um, so Muscan wins. JT, you were one week off. Uh, he was using. Congrats to Muscan. Uh, great ride. He was using that line in the whoops. It was fantastic to pull away. Um, it was it was a well deserved first win for him. Uh, first win of his career. Yeah, he's one of those guys where, as the conditions get worse, it kind of plays into his favor. Uh, I, I don't think if the track's perfect and everybody can be overly aggressive, I don't think that really helps him so much. I think he needs uh, he needs like a really technical loop section where he can find a way to go through there faster than most people can, and you can't override the track or it bites you. Uh, similar, you know, basically what we saw this weekend. I, I think Oakland was similar to that. He just he kind of blew it at Oakland mm-hmm. uh, on his own terms. Um, so I think it was just the right scenario, and, and obviously he's on a level now where if you give him any opportunity, he's going to take it. Uh, but this was kind of the perfect scenario for him. Not only did he get to start, but this was the perfect conditions for him to kind of use his, his skill set. Uh, I asked Watson about Dunge earlier, what he thought on the uh, Truck Hero question of the day. And Kenny's leaning to – and this is all, you know, preface with the fact that uh, we're talking about a guy that's leading the series and just got fourth and whatever. You know what I mean? So he's, mm-hmm. he, he's doing well by everybody's standards except for his own. Watson's describing more to track slash bike right now as to what's going on with Dunge. And again, that's, that's lightly like what's going on with Dunge. It's not like panic button time. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, we really haven't seen Ryan um, other than maybe Anaheim 2, you know, when Kenny had that get off. Mm -hmm. That's really the only time we've seen Ryan on the level that we, uh, you know, got used to seeing Ryan on. I I would say we haven't seen it since really even his injury or even before last, last year. Um, so, yeah, because he wasn't on there before the on the outdoor at at the start. No, he wasn't no. really, wasn't really, yeah, it wasn't really doing so hot, and the injury couldn't have helped those things. So, I think it's been a pretty long time since we've seen you know the Supercross level of of last year's Ryan Dungey, uh, and I, I don't know what the difference is. I I can't imagine the bike is all that different. You know, I know the injury probably didn't help. It was a fairly scary injury for him. Um, but it's something's going on there because he definitely doesn't look like the same guy that mm-hmm. you know has won uh, two Supercross championships in a row. Watson, and as we oh. say that he has an 18 point yeah, lead, exactly so right. Yeah, that's that's the silly part. Uh, Watson, any inside info on if this is his last year? I have no idea. Kenny, no idea. Come on, I have no idea. How would I know? I'm going to put a spotlight on you. What? I'm going to put a spotlight on you. Any. I have no idea if this is Ryan Dungey's last year. Maybe you should go talk to Roger DeCoster, Steve. Okay. Because right. Roger's a good interview, and he'll tell you the he truth. Is. He, he is. Would. Yeah. T- no. He would tell you. But, hey, if it, it, they would be negotiating now. If For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, all that and stuff. And I, I, uh, I think April is the time when uh, a lot of the teams can start talking to the other, you know, the other riders where legally they can you know, start mm-hmm. negotiating. Um, and, but you know how that goes. I mean, but, uh, I, you know, I, I think if Ryan just keeps on just doing what he's doing and you know what I mean? I know he wants to win for sure, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think that, you know, that he's really comfortable. He's not, he doesn't look like he wants to go to the speed. You know, yeah. like I said in Oakland, he but, just he just said, "Okay, you want to." He look, didn't put up a fight. He just, yeah, no. I look when when, when him and Villapoto raced. Villapoto beat him most times mm-hmm. in every championship that Villapoto was healthy for and and able to do it. And it was always a case of like Dunge couldn't straight up pass RV, couldn't get, couldn't win on raw speed. And then when he got with Alden, that kind of flipped. And I, in my eyes, I'm like, hey, Dunge is aggressive, going for it. Yeah, but I just he and does. Now he's but, back to laying it down a little bit. Yeah, but he doesn't. Even when he was aggressive and going forward, he didn't. You know, JT, maybe tell me if I'm wrong, but it, he never seems like he rides over his head aggressively. Like you don't see him no, having no. like those oh shit moments. You know what I mean? He's just solid. And you know, well, yeah, I, I would I would 100 percent agree with you. And I, and I know Steve and I've talked about this, and I've written about it quite a bit. The only way to go to beat Ryan Dungey is to go beat him. Yep. And and go win races and and absolutely beat him because you can't just be more consistent than he is. He's not going to make that mistake, and that's that's just who he is. You know, we have a hundred plus races of evidence to prove that he's not going to throw it away or make that massive mistake. So for a guy like Tomac or Marvin, if they want to get serious about winning this championship, they're going to have to do basically what each of them have done the last two weekends. But then they can't do what the other did in the other weekend. You know, you can't go ten one or one DNF, you know, or whatever you ended up getting, that's just not going to work against, against Ryan Dungey because he's going to go to, you know, two, four. And those are, those were bad, quote unquote, bad weekends for, mm-hmm. for Ryan. When you really look at what, how it went and heat race and time qualifying and all that stuff. To be honest with you, these guys are incredibly lucky that Ryan hasn't been on his game because he would have a 40 point lead right now. If yeah. 
if he had been doing, you know, what he's done the past few years. So he's left the door open a bit for these guys. Mm-hmm. But if they keep screwing around and crashing and, and having bike issues and all the things that Ryan's not doing, it's not going to matter. You know, Ryan's going to going to have it an off year and still win the championship the way it's going. Uh, let's get to Randy here. He's got uh, a question about the next thing that I was going to talk about. What's up, Randy? Thanks for calling. What's your question? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, well, you were, I think you were talking earlier. I'm brand new to the show, and I was listening on my on my iPhone. I think you guys were talking earlier about riders and making excuses or talking about the bike or mm-hmm. whatever. And um, I was wondering, you know, when Chad kicked everybody's butt or got a good solid second in, in Arizona, he pretty much pointed to that they finally fixed his bike mm-hmm. and that his bike had been the problem. And I thought to myself at that moment when he said that, well, Chad, you just put your foot in your mouth because now if you don't repeat that, you know, you can't blame it on the bike anymore. So I just want to know what your take was on that. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, Oakland was its own animal, like a real ruddy, different type of track, everything else. But Chad was not good this weekend. Uh, I understood he got his practice time taken away for a failed sound test. That's what Anybody I heard. hear that? The first okay. one. The first hey, man, one? Cooper, yeah. both. Um, but still, he didn't qualify well. He won the semi, but in the main event, he – you know, just he, he kind of repeated his first two, two or three races. Yeah, you know I mean, he kind of did. JT, what's your take on that? Yeah, you know, he's been this way uh, the last couple of years, maybe three years, uh, where it's either it's either on or off, and there's no real in between. You know, he's either on his game and he's a threat to podium or win, or he struggles and he's six, seven, eight, nine. Um, we haven't seen a lot of weekends from him where he's like just fourth or fifth and he's battling with Anderson and Marvin and he's just in the mix, but maybe just take a start. So I don't know. I don't know that he could tell you an honest answer as to why that is, what the difference is, but he's either got, he either comes in and he's got a weak class speed in the main event or he's got, you know, seventh place speed in the main event. Yeah. So he kind of pointed I, I don't know where bike, that, you know what I mean? And, and, um, and, and, and you know, and, and and for a while you could go with that because of what Webb was doing, but now Webb has stepped it up, and so how can you say it's the bike? You know? Yeah, I've heard, yeah. from what I understand, Randy, they got quite different setups over there between right. Chad and and Webb, from what I gather. So, not necessarily one guy likes what the other guy likes, but it is still a Yamaha. You're right about that. And I mean, obviously, the start is like everything, and you know, you got to get that down before we can even really compare it, I guess. But yeah. I was just curious what your take was on that because you know, I thought he was going to come out flame and after Arizona again and just kind of kind of didn't happen. I uh, I agree. I thought Kenny, I thought Reed's problems, quote unquote. I don't know if he would have podiumed Oakland or whatever, but after Glendale, I thought Watson, oh, he's he's on track. He we're going to see top 5s now and you know what I mean that kind of stuff. I, I don't know podiums or whatever, but I agree. Do, do I agree? think uh yeah, just cuz Chad is his MO in the years past is kind of he kind of reminds me of my friend Sean Palmer a lot. When you underestimate Chad and you count him out and you give him a little bit momentum, that's when he's dangerous. And, you know, I've always said that about Chad. Okay, boys, you let him get in there, and now you're going to have to deal with him. Uh, Randy, what kind of bike you got? You got a bike? Yeah, I've got a, uh, I got a 13 um, 450 uh, Cowie. Um, I, used to, I, I, rode the, uh, I rode the 125 Nationals in 77, 78. Oh, Randy, uh, against Hannah and Marty and those guys. Yeah, I grew up in Glover. I live in El Cajon. And, oh, um, shit. How about, how about a set of Michelin tires for you? 
Oh, man, that would be a sweet. A Michelin brand new attire, Michelin Star Cross 5, four versions, hard, medium, soft, and sand, completely redesigned casing. Whatever you thought of Michelin tires before, please try these Michelin Star Cross 5s. Durable yet more flexible sidewall and easier mounting. MichelinMotorcycle.com. They can be purchased wherever Michelin motorcycle tires are sold. Excellent performance over a wide range of conditions and terrain. Randy, stay on hold. Hey, Randy, real quick, make sure when you see Brock, tell him that you got a set of Michelins from the Pulp Show. Yes, absolutely. Make sure. Yeah. Yep, tell them they were great. And thanks for your call, man. All right, thank you, guys. Thanks. Uh, all right, giveaway set of Michelin Star Cross Fives to Randy. Uh, Matt, you got a question for uh, JT? Yeah, I, I guess it could work for all of you guys. Okay. Uh, I just had a question about um, Ryan Surratt. How do you think Bud Racing is Bud Racing feels about um, letting Surratt go and dealing with Charbonneau's mistakes and? Yeah, like, how does Charbonneau get fifth at Hangtown in a moto? And then he didn't even make the night show, I think, at a Supercrosses. Super and they let, they let go of the rookie. Yeah, I don't know. There might be more to that, Matt, than what we know. Like, So is Charbonneau like, riding over in Europe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know much about it. So Rat's been good, though, JT. Yeah, it's getting better. Um he struggles. I'd seen him race some arena crosses before, like local stuff and, and smaller races, and the whoops are a big problem for him, and that, that kind of shown through with the first few supercrosses too. Um, other than that, he's fine. He's top fifteen speed. Just yeah. uh, the whoops are really, really hurting him in those first few races. But he's figuring out. He's figuring it out. And uh, Wild Willie, good to see. You. I know he doesn't have a lot of help, and he he hasn't had a lot of help the past couple of years. So it's nice. He comes to see from him. good pedigree. Yeah, yeah, for sure he does. Um, yeah. All right, thanks, Matt. Appreciate it, man. Hey, yeah, no you know problem. what? Uh, I haven't sat and watched a race with JT, I don't think, ever Who, in my you? whole life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And this weekend was the first time. I thought you, s- you sat with me the whole time. But JT came and sat next to us. He sat in between us. Oh. And he was, you know, watching the race, and we were watching. And I think I'm pretty knowledgeable, like, when someone falls and I can see, oh, yeah, this would happen. Uh-huh. And, dude, the dude was calling it out like no other. Uh, Baggett goes down. And he gets up, and he starts jacking around for like two or three seconds, and he goes, oh, he broke his throttle housing. I'm like, to myself, how the fuck does he know that? And then all of a sudden, he pulls in, and he starts crashing. He's like, what's he doing? His throttle's broken. Um, and then he comes by, and Chad's riding, and he's like, Chad has a flat. I'm like, dude, how do you know? He goes, dude, watch. Pulls into the mechanics area. I'm like, fuck. Well, it wasn't a flat, but yeah, something. Um, yeah, he had a he had a unnamed bike issue. Uh, yeah, JT Baggett's throttle broke, and he kept crashing because of the throttle. You're right on that. How in the f does he not have an aluminum throttle tube on that bike? I I know they use a brand of bolt-on grips. Yeah. But but dude, this is a factory motorcycle. How, you can't have a plastic throttle tube on a factory bike. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one because there's sponsors involved. I don't care. You gotta have an aluminum throttle tube on there. Like, I bet you there'll be one on there now. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's my my prediction. Um, I was shocked though that they wouldn't not have. Like, okay, your sponsor makes bolt-on grips. Cool, whatever, no problem. Make a throttle tube with like a fake bolt-on grip, you know, or something. Like, make mm-hmm. it look like a. I'm just wow! I was blown away, blown away by that. I can guarantee. I'll be honest with you. Mm. I'll be honest with you. With the way he's his main event was going, I'm just happy that he wasn't <laughs> able to keep going. <laughs> it was not going well. No, it was, not. it was very scary, and 
he even he cased the triple so hard one time I thought I was guaranteed that he broke his wrist and he didn't crash. That was another one that didn't even he didn't even crash. So yeah. chalk that one in there wait, too. I just wanted was, him to fall off. Was it worse than Marty's case? Uh, I was about to say it was. Dude. I mean, yeah, I mean, he just came to a complete stop. I mean, Dude. it was as bad as it gets. Dude, he faced it. Props His fucking to, front yeah. wheel barely got over the top of Props it. Props to Davalos for keeping going. Like, Dude. he went slow for a few turns to probably, like, make sure he was all there. But good God. Dude, I remember when Blake did that. He did it, and then he had to make sure his wrists were okay. I never saw that. I never saw Blake do it. Um, yeah, it was, it was after the fall in the turn after or before? After. Oh, God. <laughs> so yeah. It kept going. It was back. all bad. Yeah, like someone in the chat room says, works connection, throttle tubes, best out there, bro. Hey, works let me ask you a question. Com. Speaking of that, has anyone found out anything about what happened to uh, uh, Shane's McElrath's bike? I talked to Tyler Keefe today. He said they were still trying to figure it out. Now, whether he was bullshitting me or not, I don't know, but he called me today. And he, you know what? Tyler said that McElrath could not have been any cooler about that. He was like, man, that's we'll get him next week. That happens. Wow. Like, you know, like Tyler was blown away by how cool Shane was about this. And that says a lot. It does, because that's that's probably the title right there. Maybe not. Who knows? But wow. Speaking of that, like being cool, how how do you think uh what both you guys when uh Webb hole shotted, comes back in red flags, and then has to pull in for a flat, how he kept his cool. He's probably a hothead. He 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 held it together pretty well too. I thought. I don't understand the flat. Like the aren't these teams using heavy duty? Not the outdoor ones, but the medium heavy duty tubes. Yeah, we did. But do you think? And this is speculating one hundred percent. Do you think they lowered the tire pressure? Uh, DV for that start. DV said that he's, it's a tire pressure issue. Not that he. Well, I'm sure they're running right on the edge. I, I don't. I mean, I don't have any evidence of that. Yeah. But I, for that, the way the traction was, I guarantee you they were running, you know, ten and a half or so. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a bummer, man, for sure. Um, all right, well, I want to talk some two hundred and fifty East Supercross with you, JT. But before that, we'll get into the X Brown goggle tear offs. X Brown. I lost my mouse. It's I the bet X you did. Tear off segment. <laughs> Fifteen second rapid fire Q and A. What do you want to do, Watson? Fire him. Get the other guy back? Oh, no, no way. Okay. X-Brown Goggles are the choice of champions everywhere. Pulp MX Show 17. X, Rich Taylor from X-Brown Goggles will be on later on the show to uh, bench race a bit about that McGrath 14-1 story on Racer X Online that he contributed to and much more. X-Brown Goggles are the choice of champions like Tickle, 6th place, Chisholm, Fast Freddy Norn. Do you think Norn ends up on the factory Honda for outdoors? Maybe. I do. JT? Uh, maybe. maybe Thank, thanks, guys. I know, thanks, they, thanks, I know, guys. I know they really like him. I know oh, they love him. Yeah. I know. I know they really like him. They love him. Maybe uh, Shorty ends up out there, dude. Maybe. Come on. Um, there's a chance. You think he wants to do all of JT, them? JT, that's supposed to be uh, double undercover. I don't. I mean, I, I don't think it. I don't know that he's going to. I don't. I would say less than fifty percent chance, but I don't think it's completely out of the question. I know he wouldn't race Supercross. There's no, no way he would no. come back and race Supercross. I, I could see Shorty riding Lakewood, and then maybe some of the tracks that he likes. You oh, know? really? Yeah. I, I couldn't see him riding Lakewood because we don't go to oh Colorado. Yeah, I, I think thought. I think they could make it if they made it worth his while. I think he would do it. Yeah, maybe, maybe they do. Yeah, um, X Brown Gog is a choice. Of maybe champ- that's a hint from the Fox Flag the Flagger. 
Yeah, maybe best this gear guy, out there, bro. Maybe this guy that works at FlyRacing.com that Shorty wears. Maybe he knows something. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, I really don't. Put all caps uh, right now. JT says shorts back outdoors. All caps. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. It would just Honda would just have to, you know, step up and make it worth it for um, Andrew because he really doesn't need to do it. You know, that's the whole thing. You know who else uses the X brand? Alex Ray. Since being coached by David Villeman, two for two in main events. Alex Ray on the Husky. Do you know if uh, Honda has some funds available? If uh, Roxon, since Roxon's hurt? Uh, I don't know. I know HRC is a big company. Yeah. Did they accidentally mail you Roxon's contract, JT? No. Okay, all right. No, Just didn't, I didn't get to see that one. <laughs> all right, okay. Here we go. X-Brand Goggles. These questions are submitted by a uh, Corey Moser. Do you know who that is, Kenny? The unicorn? Um, submitted by Corey Moser. 30 seconds. Rapid fire. Can't wait. It's going to be interesting. All right, let's do it. Watson, we'll start with you. If RCH had not gone racing this year, what would you be doing? I'd be working somewhere. Oh, great. Great answer. All right. JT, which rider not wearing fly do you think has the most lit kit this season? Oh, he can't even. JT, watch, watch this answer. Uh, waffle, 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 yeah, waffle. Exactly. Waffle. He's not incapable of saying anything. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think there's a few companies that do a pretty good job. There we I go, think, folks. I think, no, I'm I'm trying to answer. If you would, if you shut up. Uh, I think Chad does a good job with designing his own stuff because he basically does his own colorways. I think he's always done a good job from from whichever brand he's on. Twenty-seven seconds. Good All job. Right. Good job, JT. Steve, with all the pit stops last weekend, do you think the backpacks, spare tires, etc., are justified? Well, but backpacks or fanny fanny packs, same thing. Exactly the same tools, so it doesn't really matter. Um, so screw the screw the backpacks. Um, yeah, yeah, I think in the main event, it definitely helped. I mean, Cooper got seven points. That's quite a bit. Now, granted, there was some stuff going on behind him. Reed pulling out, Ray having it mechanical problems. You know, yeah, but, but yeah, Eli this was all before them. Yeah, Eli, and Eli got 16th, yeah. So. But heat races and practices? Fuck off. <laughs> Seriously, Rockstar Husky had a tire cart for a six-minute practice at Anaheim 2. A six-minute practice, wheel the tire cart out, everybody. They want it more than you do. Let's be honest. <laughs> Maybe uh, they want to try a different ty- another tire combo. Well, they better bring that thing in 30 seconds into the first lap. They're going to do it. Yeah, because it takes them over a minute to change it out yeah. the mechanics nowadays. All right, let's go. Mitch, Mitch Payton coming up. Watson, what is the biggest challenge of hosting your own podcast? Uh, original content. Uh, JT, Kenny said I do a good job earlier on the show on these on these podcasts. He's got to give me credit. That's why I don't. That's why I don't do it. I I don't think that I can. Uh, I don't want to be compared against what the job you do. It's hard, dude. It's so hard. That's right. I was getting riddled, like riddled. people been riddled. Been riddled. Yeah. No, I was getting like people. What does riddled mean? You're getting riddled, like full of questions? No, riddled, like just badgered. Riddled with bullets? Yeah, just, yeah, something like that. Kind of like lit. Okay. About what? Just about how terrible I was and how I couldn't carry a show. What did I I tell you when I went to your house? I started these in 08. Yeah. And it's 17. I have nine years. Yeah, it takes a long time. Of reps. Yeah. You're going to get better. Yeah. I think I've gotten better in the last four or five myself, but I think I have a long ways to go. All right. 
JT, with the extent of Roxon's arm injuries, do you think he'll make a full recovery? Yeah, I do. Uh, as long as they, as long as everyone involved stays patient, which I know they will. You know, their Honda's made a long-term commitment to Kenny, and he has smart people around him, and he's young. So as long as they stay patient and let it fully heal, and don't try to do anything silly and rush him back for no reason. Uh, yeah, I do. I think do- he'll be fine long term with with an arm injury. He's lucky it's an arm because arms are pretty resilient, and I I think he's got some smart doctors. So yes, I think do- uh, I think he'll be okay. Do we all think he's out for the year though? I do. Do, do we? Do we all? I mean, yeah, I can't see him back this no. season. I thought for sure he'd be back at Hangtown when it first happened, yeah. but knowing the extent of it now, I I hope I hope that he's not back this year because I think uh, that's I think three months away. I think for his long-term, yeah, only three months away. Yeah, yeah, long-term career. I think letting this thing get back to 100 percent plus is the best move. Steve, who on the 250 West will benefit the most from this break? Um, Jmart, like somebody who's doing shitty and just needs a mental break, you know, a relax, uh, you know, a, a relaxing thing. I, Plessinger, I don't understand like Plessinger should just be put on a 450 he's most likely out of this thing he's a future 450 star let him ride 450s back in the day Wyndham was leading the series and rides for 250s Dowd all these guys Sealy did it put him on a 450 Nah, let him practice outdoors no why not cuz bro uh, Watson, what kind of impact did winning the motocross championship have on the RCH team? I think it had a lot to do with uh, the morale, uh, confidence in the team that we can do it. Um, I think it had a lot to do. A lot of, I mean, the team came from go-go dancers as a sideshow to a national caliber championship-winning team. So, yeah, a lot. Uh, JT, who is your sleeper pick for the 250 East? Who is sleeper pick? Uh, that's a good one. I don't know if I have a sleeper. Um, I, Most I have of his buddies are good questions. Well, I have some <laughs> picks, but I haven't really thought about who a sleeper would be so much. Um, I guess maybe somebody like Jordan Smith who hasn't had any sort of consistency. He's got some speed, but he just seems to crash a lot. So someone like Jordan yeah, that's is one. always going to be a sleeper guy because he's, he has the ability to do it. He just has never been able to put it together. I talked to uh, Rat Trey uh, for a podcast coming out, and, you know, he's training the TLD guys, mm-hmm. except he's not training Jordan Smith, and Smith's been down at MTF. Yep. And that's something the Geico guys wanted to get Jordan away from. Like, they just feel like he's making the same mistakes. Go fast, fall down, go fast, fall down. And they wanted mm-hmm. to get him away from MTF. And he just, he loves MTF. That's where he grew up and that's where he likes going. And the Geico guys are like, eh, it's not working. But he's back down at MTF again on the KTM. So he's Is not Marty an MTF guy still? No. No, he works with Timmy. So. So anyways, Rattray said that, you know, Jordan Smith's not working with him and he's down at MTF. So something the Geico guys wanted him to change and something to keep an eye on uh, going forward. So, All right. All right, Steve, last one. How many more wins will Marvin get this year? Uh, one more. 
and Seely gets two. I gotta hang on to you that. You think Seely gets two? <laughs> I don't know. He's, I gotta, he's committed. I gotta hang on to that. He was pretty damn good this weekend. He so. was. Yeah. I think he could get one. I think he could get one. Two's a lot, man. I, I still say two's a lot. I'm waiting for Anderson, too. I'm calling Baggett at Daytona right now. Really? Yep. He's good. Over there. Eli and Dunge, huh? Yep. Wow. Forrest right. Butler would be f- lose his mind. Eli was incredible there the last few years. He was. All right, next question. X-Brand Goggles, a choice of champions everywhere, like Freddie Noren, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, Brock Tickle, many more. Ricky Brabeck uses them. X-Brand Goggles, EKSBrand.com. Use the code PULPSHOW17 to check out and save. Uh, Mitch Payton coming up here on the Pulp Mech Show. Uh, JT, um, put you on the spot here. So, Payton has 251 wins as a team owner. Okay. Yep. 35 different guys. Have won races. How many of the 35 can you name? Watson did 27. Oh, man. I know. I put. I should have told you. I'll give you a little warning. Do you, know, do you want to back away from this? I, I don't want to put you on no, the spot. No, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it All a right, shot. Let's do it. You didn't give me too much time. No, I just, I meant like, you know. Yeah, so we could think about it. Just a little bit. All right. Okay, go Slink. ahead. Slink. Oh, he's also on the voicemails. Yes, Swink. Yep. McGrath. Yep. Gaddis. Mm-hmm. Mike Brown. Hold on. I got to find guess. Yep. Um, think about this. Shea Bentley. Yep. David Pingree. Mm-hmm. Ricky Carmichael. I'm not familiar with him, but yes, he's on the list. Brock, Brock Sellers? Did Brock win? No. No. Brock, Brock was on. Brock, Brock never did two races for him, whatever. Yeah. Um... I gotta think for a second. Casey Johnson win one for him or just Yamatroy? No, no wins for C- Casey Johnson. Just on Yamatroy. Okay. Uh, Nathan Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think hard about this. Great the radio, bros. How much time are you gonna give him? Jesus, Steve. Nah. <laughs> Matt Walker. <laughs> yep. Uh, Ivan Tedesco, mm-hmm. Stefan Roncada. No Roncada. No? No Roncada. Wow. Not um, crazy. Uh, trying to go through year by year here, obviously. That's um, not right. <laughs> Eric Sorby? Nope. Sorby never won. Nope. Wow. Uh, James Stewart, no, because he went to Cali. Um, did Little Goose ever win for nope. him or only second? No. Nope. A lot of yeah, seconds for Goose. Yeah. yeah, struggling. Um, cost ben me, Townley. It yep. cost me 50 bucks. Yeah, we bet 50 bucks. I said I was going to get at least 33. Ben Townley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Savacci. Mm-hmm. Adam Cinturillo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake Baggett, mm-hmm. Martin Davalos. Mm-hmm. Um, Think about like I don't want to give me a hint. I didn't give Watson any hints, so I can't. Okay. Okay. Um, who? Um, Portrait of Justin Hill. Yep, Hill. 
Um, say Faulkner? You just what? gave him one, Did dude. Did you say Faulkner before Hill? No. No, oh. I didn't. I didn't say Faulkner. Faulkner had one. Yeah, Faulkner. Shit. All right, you get Faulkner. Uh, crap, this is hard. Did JT <laughs> just say Faulkner Mike, Mike Chamberlain never won, right? What's that? Mike Chamberlain? No. I said that too, dude. Yeah. Jeez. Never, never won. Hey, count how many he has right now so you can start thinking. How many do I got? 12. 7, 8. You got more than that, dude. I'm just jacking you. 16. You got 16. Oh, man. I'm, only, I'm not even halfway. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Oh, I give up then. Okay. It's too hard. Well, you didn't say RV. Oh, yeah. That's me. Nick Way, Dean Wilson. Yep. Hanny. Yep. Watson missed Durham. He missed Lone Wolf. Oh, yeah. He New missed Orleans. he missed he missed Lone Wolf. He missed he missed oh, yeah. Lang, Langston for some reason. Um yeah. Bowers he missed also. Bowers got one for him, Vegas. Hey, so, how yeah. about this? Yeah, I'm you missed Pashan. Yeah, you, you missed Dobb. Yep. You missed Pedro Gonzalez. I wouldn't have got Dobb. Yeah, I would have. I would have. That Supercross he won. Dobb won outdoors. He won Unadilla '93. Oh, I didn't. I thought it was only Supercross. Hey, but we're gonna ask Peyton. Do you think Peyton can name them all? I bet you he can't. I don't think so. It's, that's really hard to just Fuck pull yeah, out of right. the air. So that's like asking guy. Belichick, fucking, what was his whole team in the well, first Super Bowl? Let's see what Enrique has to say. Enrique, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's up, man? This is uh, Enrique from South Texas. But Kenny just answered my question. What's that? You guys were you guys were forgetting Pedro Gonzalez. Pedro, oh, yeah. yeah, he went to Houston. Yep. No, he didn't win Houston. Where, where did he San work? Jose. San Jose. San, no, San Jose. California, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah, San Jose. Yep. Nice, hey, Enrique. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Hey, Enrique. Hey, hey, Steve. Yeah. What about uh, Eric? What's his chops with the uh, sombrero? Vallejo. Eric Vallejo. Vallejo. Yeah, he's come out. Hey, they, they, they were there at the Dallas Supercross. I was uh, I was trying to get them to meet uh, Steve, but I, I never found Steve during the pits. I just saw him at night. Yeah, bro. No, I'm like a I'm like a ninja. I'm in and out in the pits. <laughs> hey, did you get my Chick Fil A card? Yeah, bro. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. That's awesome. Uh, from hey, the, I went to I went to Monterey with those dudes. Oh, did you? Yeah, those dudes had it on lock. We all went down there. That was fun. <laughs> what what track did you guys ride? Uh, it was some made track right in the middle of the town. It was a supercross. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the the Ducati supercross. Ducati. Yeah, that it was, was so nice. Yeah. Thanks, Enrique. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. All right, thank you. Uh, let's get to uh, Paul. What's up, Paul? How are you? Is this Curry? No. Curry's got a bike, though. I know. He rode the yeah. other day. Yeah. Not too bad. Thanks, guys. Hey, I, I'm just wondering, when did it become okay to blame the equipment? I mean, maybe it was just the way I was raised. Maybe my dad raised me that way that you just never, ever blame That's a great equipment. question. That's a good one for JT. When did it become okay for that? Uh... I don't know that there was ever a time when it wasn't. I mean, I would, I would think if you went back in history, Bob Hanna was probably bitching about his bike in the 70s when it wasn't right. So I don't know if it's right or wrong or the riders have more, you know, they're, the sport's covered better with journalism and live TV and all that stuff, so you hear about it more. But I guarantee you, if you go back through history, riders no. are always complaining well, about their bikes. For example, uh, no, Hanna in 82 – uh, was forced back to the 125 class by Yamaha. It was the bike with the radiator on the handlebars. And he publicly trashed that bike over and over and over in Cycle News and everything else. He hated that yeah. bike. So it's it, basically like the worst 125 ever made, right? One of them, yeah. It's on the yeah. list. So um, it does, but it does. It's not so much, Paul, it's not so much the uh, the bike they're trashing these days. It's set up, you know, like 
Like nobody says, oh, the Yamaha. Like some guys hate the bike they're on or, or the whatever. But a lot of guys are like, ah, just bike wasn't working setup-wise, you know? Yeah, but I so. think, you know what I think? I think a lot of it comes down. A, a guy could sit here and claim that his bike isn't set up, but then I'm going to go back and blame the rider for not being able to tell the guys how to set it up. What's wrong with it? I think that's what a lot of people need to learn how to do is set your bike up. That's why guys like Jason Thomas and Chad Reed and dudes that, you know, like, I hate to say it, but like Ivan Tedesco, dudes that have been around, Andrew Short, you know, Ken Roxon, guys like that, that can relay the message back to the staff and say, this is what I'm feeling, this is what I need to do. I mean, JT, could you go out and ride and say, hey, this is what needs to be fixed. They can come in, make a change. You go back out and say, okay, there it is. Yeah, I think it's a skill you acquire. Some guys are better than others at feeling what's actually happening. The tough part is giving when guys give bad information because they yeah. think they feel one thing, but they actually feel something else. Um, that's where the the technicians and the guys in the pits just want to, you know, jump off a cliff because well, J- they can't do anything right because they're getting bad info. JT, that's what I you and I battle over this. Like, I always if you're on a factory team, you have very smart people all around you, and they can get the bike ninety five percent of the way. Yeah, maybe not mm-hmm. perfect. My whole argument with you, JT, is they can get it 95% of the way, and it can never be an excuse. Now, if you're some guy out of a van, I get it. Alex Ray's bike was bent, had bent clamps when I went to go work on it. So, you know, you got that guy. But if you're on a factory team, you got a lot of smart people. They can get your bike real close. Yeah, but you, Paul, I'm with you on this. It's frustrating to cover these guys and hear them say, set up, set up, set up, set up, set up. But I think it but, depends, though, because if you have a guy like Chad where he's telling them, like, hey, we got to go this direction, pretty, and he goes pretty extreme when he makes changes, then it's, it's, it can be pretty far off because it's not like he's telling the team, like, hey, I trust you guys, just set it up for me. Yeah, he's exactly. Not doing that at all. Yeah, I mean, there's been a numerous amount of you know, teams in the past and maybe right now where guys are saying, hey, this is off, and they're going, no, it's not, ride it. And well, they're not happy. You guys had some issues on your team, Kenny, with the old guy the manager there that would trust the data too much, from what I heard. Yeah, but where, where the date, you know, like you got to listen to the rider also. Exactly. It, you know, the rider at the end of the day. I mean, when when Josh Hill rode for our team, mm-hmm. you know, he was a guy that did not believe in any data at all. He's like, I'm more of a feel guy, and he didn't want to hear about, he didn't want to go look at the data. He said, I don't care. I'm a feel guy. I don't think you can do that. Not nowadays. I'm I'm just saying, that's what what I'm trying to say. And there's guys that, you know, back in the day, you know, on the Honda team in the 09, 010, those era, where they were like, this is it. This is a great setup. It's you. It's you. It's you. And all the guys. Honda saying that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the, they're like, hey, we're Honda. We know you're just the rider. You don't know shit. You know what I mean? So I I, I think I, I might be wrong, but I think like Chad said is, I mean, even when Chad rode the Honda that year, he knew that there was an issue. And I think Chad got his bikes to work pretty good. And those other guys struggled. Am I correct, JT? Well, he didn't get on it till 11. But the first, you know, and I think in 2009, there wasn't anybody that was happy. Even Andrew, I think Andrew was probably the guy. Andrew was probably the happiest, right, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) and he still would have told you there were some issues. Right. Um, Apparently nobody could ride his setup, like Ivan and and Millsap. Yeah, but that's why he got a contract the following years, and uh, they were... (laughs) Yeah, I had a production one, and it was was a death trap. Yeah, you didn't like it. Uh, Hey, Paul, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Have a good night. It's a good, it's a good debate that Paul started here. Um, 
going to call our next guest uh, and uh, Mitch Payton coming up. All right, so quickly, JT, while we got you on the line, um, 250 East, I think Savachi's the favorite going in. This is Vegas we live in, and I think Savachi would be the favorite. Craig yep. and Cincerillo would be next. Osborne would be with those guys, I think, tied. I see Adam as like boomer bust, man. I think he could come out and win or or this time off and injuries have hurt him. And I, yeah, I think for Adam, I think Adam's odds would be pretty bad because he hasn't really been able to finish a series. Right. So I think it's got to be, you know, in Vegas, the odds would be Sabachi and Craig, you know, would be one and two, I think, pretty pretty significantly favorited in, the, in that direction because both of those guys are pretty consistent and they both won races just last year. Yeah. Sabachi? Nope, I'm going out on a limb. I like Joey. I think he's rad. But I'm going... For Zach, I think Osborne's. Uh, I think Zach is going to surprise yep. some people. Have you seen his Instagram? He's ripped, bro. I think he's going to surprise some people. I know some stuff going on there, okay. and uh, he's uh, he's going to surprise some people. Okay, I'm not saying he might not win the championship, but he will be up well, there. We we know he's going to be up there. He'll anyways, be up there, but, but. and I think Joey will be up there, and you know I hope Christian Craig and Craig Craig should be up there. I'm a little. I think Zach's going to be really good. I would agree with you. They've just got to avoid. He's got to avoid the mistakes that have plagued him. And they've got to keep that bike running because yeah. that's that's what the story of his seasons have been, both indoors and outdoors. The last couple of years, is he's yep. had untimely crashes and bike failures. Yeah, a point about the bike. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, getting to Christian, uh, Christian's always been a West Coast guy, and he's never ridden those East Coast rutted tracks like that. Yep, that's a good. And point too. I. You know, he's one of those guys to pin it and hold it and right off the back of the seat. So he's going to need to know when to back it down when it's time to back it down. All right, JT. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com. Jason Thomas. And uh, thanks. Have a good night, bud. All right. See you guys. All right. See you later. Our next guest, first guest of the night, brought to you by RoostMX.com. Tommy Hahn and uh, and, uh, Heath Harrison uh, using Bradley Taft. uh, RoostMX graphics on their uh, cycle trader bikes. Pulp Nation saves you 20%. Complete line of Pulp Nation section uh, on their website. Uh, RoostMX, please and proud to bring you our first guest of the night. He is Mitch Payton from Pro Circuit. What's up, Mitch? How are you? How are you guys? Thanks for coming on. Phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, right? Standard. How... Listen, when that Pulpy Award showed up in the mail, I mean, have you ever seen anything like that, been happier in your life to get an award? I had to read it a couple times to make sure because I'm like, oh, this must be for, like, somebody else. <laughs> Did it go? Where'd it go? Right on the desk between all the, it's on the, the, desk. the stacks of papers? It's, it's, it's yeah, on it's on the, my desk. Yeah. boy. Favorite non-writer call-in guest for 2016. It's awesome. The fans voted. It was a vote. Mitch, thousands of people voted. I like it. Thousands. Well, you, need a, you need more than a thousand people. That's important. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, thanks for the time tonight. Appreciate it. Congratulations on Justin Hill's season right now. Uh, four in a row. You've been on the other end of what happened to Tyler Keefe and the TLD guys a time or two. So I'm sure you feel for them. But at the same time, you'll take the win and, and the points lead. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, you know, I think Justin even said it on the podium, you know, like it's it's nothing that you want to have happen to somebody else. And, of course, everybody everybody says that. And But when I've been on the other side of the the thing, you know, you can look down the mechanics area and you'll see guys fist pumping, yeah, you know, and you're right. like, God damn it. You know, like, 
it's terrible and it's terrible for them and you know I know their their team's working really hard and he's working really hard and you, you don't want it to go down like that but every once in a while you know like the more sophisticated the bikes get mm-hmm. we we all have these little gremlins every once in a while well I was talking to Tyler today and I said look I, you're probably not going to tell me but what was up with the bike or what happened and Tyler said you know what we haven't figured it out yet we don't know. <laughs> and, you know, with all the electronics that's going on and everything else, um, yeah, it's one of those things where you got to, each part, each test, you got to put a load on the bike, all sorts of tests. Yeah, but then you can take it back to the shop, and the only way that you can try to to duplicate it, which we've done before when we've had that kind of a problem, is you say, don't touch it. Bring it back to the shop. Mm-hmm. Don't even wash it. We're going to run it on the dyno until we can duplicate it till we can hear it and see it you know we'll have data on it Mm -hmm. and it'll run all day long a million runs (laughs) hot as a pistol and it won't do it again and you're then then you're like bummed you know like you would really rather have have the problem pop up so you can isolate it and then say it's this part so we got to look at this part and fix it and then know that you've got something in your hand that's the problem and when you don't then it can rear its head again later. Yeah, so you've had that then. You straight up had problems and you had no idea what it was. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be so. For a guy like you, you know, a motor guy and a tinkerer and somebody who knows the motorcycle inside and out, that's got to be so frustrating. Yeah, you'd, you'd, I'd rather have it be a mechanical, you know, like mm-hmm. if it was a piston or a, yep. a ring or a valve or something you know something that was where you physically can hold it look at it and say this is what happened Mm -hmm. but when it doesn't and it's this loom of wiring that goes through all it does sometimes it it's really really frustrating 702-586 pulp you got a question for the great mitch payton uh brought to you by roostmx.net whole pulp nation section for graphics and the like Uh, he's on the line right now mitch i gotta admit uh talking about hill when I heard he was coming back to your team, I was a bit skeptical because I don't know in all the times that I'm sure this goes back a long ways, but in the times that I was covering as a media guy, you know, when I wasn't working on bikes on the line, you know, like remember Orlando when I was helping with Chad's bike? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen you so frustrated with a guy as Justin Hill the first time around he was on your team. Um, and then we had Hill on the show last week and I asked him about that and he's, he said he should have never left. He wasn't listening right. He didn't, you know, he kind of didn't didn't have his everything lined up, and he's much happier now and everything else. And so it's the point is, I was wrong again. S- sounds like someone else I knew for back in the day. Sounds like a Brian Swing story. I shouldn't have left. Yeah, I shouldn't have left. No, yeah. you know, and it's it's kind of hard. Like you know, these guys get out of amateurs and then they come to the pros, and like if they have kind of a a good amateur career, they're they're kind of walking tall. And then they come in there and they're like, yeah, I don't need to, like, don't worry, I know what I'm doing. And you're like, no, 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 our job is to tell you what you're just doing wrong, right? Like, and they're like, I don't want to hear what I'm doing wrong. Like, why you got to be so negative? No, 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 we're just trying to pick out the points that you could do better. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even so much that. It was, it was the first year with Justin was very frustrating and super cross because the whoops and different things. And, like, I, I didn't know. I was pulling my hair out and, like, I'm like, dude, like, you, you can do it. And, mm-hmm. like, he couldn't do it. But uh, even as frustrating as the first year was, at the end of the first year, he went home and 
he went went back up to Oregon, and him and his dad, and I think maybe Josh a little bit, worked with him. And, and when he came down the very first time, the second year, mm-hmm. he went to a brand-new track that we had just built, and he was he was the star child. Like, he could do everything on the track. He ripped everything. He just greased everything, went through the whoops. And I'm like, where is this guy? Where Where was that guy last year? Like, never saw him. And then then it was a much more pleasure pleasure filled year of mm-hmm. you know we knew he could do it you know you knew he could do it and of yep. course it's only his second year he won san diego he, yeah yeah he wins san diego and then we go to the last race in vegas and it's the shootout and it's him and dean and they're running one and two and dean was trying everything he could and the kid held on and so like to me that's that's good speed good good race craft and like he had something and we tried to keep him um the next year and the kool-aid looked really good <laughs> you know there was a little bit more money yeah. there was everything the kool-aid looked really on. orange <laughs> <laughs> and 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 for him it was what he really you know in his mind that's what he had his mindset to do and you know i'm like you know i just told him i said i know that this you're going to do it regardless. You've made your mind up, but mm-hmm. I said, I promise you we'll talk in a year or so, and everything that you're talking about right now probably won't be what you think it is. And then, sure enough, you know, a year or so later we talked, and, and I said, hey, what about coming back? And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, doesn't look like it's perfect over there. I think you've realized that. I think we could help you again. And I said, I really liked having you the second year. Mm-hmm. And let's let's fix it. You know, we can fix this thing. And, and he was kind of stoked on it, and we were stoked on it. And it's it's been really good. And, you know, like he's, he's been a good team player. He's awesome to have on the team. Mm-hmm. He's got his shit together. He's working hard. And the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, you don't, you don't hire too many guys for a second time. You just – you don't. If you go through your – you know, your, your – your team's history for whatever reason so yeah usually well if they leave usually you know they can leave or yeah. we decide they're leaving so. <laughs> yeah um hey you know what i talked to justin uh probably the second round and i just asked him how things are going and you know because uh, longhorn is mechanic work for me and i'm pretty good friends with sean and <laughs> mm-hmm. you know of course i know you know monty his dad and the hills from you know from josh riding for us and known justin for a super long time and I asked him, I said, hey, how's it going? He's like, dude, my bike is so good. And I feel like he goes, I just had a late start. I guess he didn't, you know, have an injury or something. He's like, but all he kept saying was how good his bike was and how he can win. He goes, I just need, you know, another week or two. And he goes, I should be good. He goes, I just, I'm just super stoked on my program and on my bike. Yeah, he was, he was really, the very first time he rode the bike, you know, like, because he even said, you know, he goes, I, you know, I I got off what I think is a pretty good bike, you know, and I said, yeah, we're we're comfortable with that, you know. And then when he got off our bike, he's like, dang, like this thing, it's really really good. I'm like, well, which part? And he's like, everything. <laughs> like, he thought the chassis was good, the suspension was good, the engine was good, you know, like turning was good, just everything. And like, you know, just and and we've all been through that before, where anywhere you go, the bike's better. So you don't know if it's just, you right. know a mindset or whatever but he was very very happy and i think that's carried through and i think i think he's in a good place right now and i think he's just got his head together yeah i think it's cool for the for the new series starting for 
those guys with Joey and Adam, yeah. you know, just seeing how the bike can do it. And, you know, they don't have to second guess themselves on the equipment. You know, they know that the equipment's good and, you know, they, they should be up front. Yeah, it's always, it's, you know, how that goes. Like when you ride east and west, you know, you're sort of watching your compadres and trying to figure out where, where you would be on that coast, I think. And, you know, like you're looking at it, I think I should be here, I could be winning, or where I should be, or whatever, you know, And but, like, if you're if they're not ripping starts, or they're not leading laps, you're like, are we okay, are we okay, you know, like, it's, <laughs> it's I can understand anything questioning and stuff, but I, I believe both guys this year, I think Austin's incredible, too, you know, like, his first year in Supercross, and, and he's done nothing but get better every single race, you know, except for the one where he crashed out, like, mm-hmm. and he's He's incredible. So, like, I, I think that only helps Joey and Adam, you know, feel comfortable going into the first round. Mitch, speaking of uh, Joey and Adam, they both won races for you. Yep. 250 win, 251 wins for you as a team. So, I put Watson on the spot for $50 at the beginning of the show that you have 35 riders that have won for you since 1991 when you started Peak Honda team. Watson said he could get at least 33. He only got 27, and he owes me $50. <laughs> Can you get 35? Do you? How many do you think you could get? Everybody oh. who's ever won a race for you. God, it'd be tough. Uh, well, let's see. Let's get started. Okay, so you got you got McGrath, Swink, Buell. That's first year. Boom. Yep. Second year, you got McGrath. Third year, you got Gaddis. Mm hmm. 94, I think, was Rhino. Mm hmm. 95 was Rhino and Pichon. And 94 was Pedro. Good one. And 95 good, was good pull 95 on the Pedro. Was King at, at uh, San Jose. Yep. Um. I like the strategies going year by year, which you guys never did. Yeah. And then 97 was RC for sure. Um, I think mm-hmm. anybody else won in 97, though. Well, maybe Casey. Oh, no, I'm, I'm missing Casey Johnson, I think. You're not missing Casey Johnson. Never won for you. No? No. Remember, I'm leading. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, dude. Crazy. Okay, so 98. Obviously, Ricky again. Billy Payne? <laughs> Billy Payne was two laps from winning Anaheim yep, and yeah. crashed on a simple double. Nope. <laughs> Things that Mitch thinks about. <laughs> Bobby Bonds nearly won until Langston set him straight. Yep. Um, uh, 99 99 was Ricky 2000 was kind of Bubba Fest oh don't forget Walker yep Walker won uh, Houston yeah yep Houston yep, yep. um Oh, 93, Dob Outdoor. Oh, good one. Yes, I was, uh, I was wondering if you were going to miss that one. Yep. 
A Unadilla. Dust yep. fest. A dust fest. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to remember who we had. Oh, uh, Bentley. Yep. One year title. Then Brownie. Brownie, yep. Nathan Ramsey, 99. Yep. You're coming around. Um... Yeah, I forgot Nathan. Nathan won Supercrosses and stuff. Yep. He'll tell you he should have won an outdoor, but he blames that one on me. <laughs> he didn't get his shoes on time. <laughs> no. Uh, Nick Way, Millville. Wow, I thought you were going to miss it one. Yep, Millville. Um, okay, then Brownie started winning. And I'm trying to remember... Because Bubba was on one coast. I'm trying to remember. Oh, Talon Volan. Yeah, good one. Yeah, wow. You missed that one for a while. Yep, the Lone Wolf. Watson forgot. Watson did not get Lone Wolf. He didn't get who? He didn't get Lone Wolf. Um, Two thousand and three. Maybe Brownie won a race or two. Yeah, you already had him. Yeah, but he won a couple races. Then four was Ivan. Uh-huh. Um, Roncata was second a bunch. I don't yeah, think Ron, he won Yeah, Ron never Ron won never won, which we all thought he did. No, he was second like all the <laughs> He was super close. Yep. Um, Same with Goose. Goose got you a lot of podiums, never a win. Oh, Pour, Porcel. Yep. Porcel, because he won that first race, uh, that or second race he came over. Yep. Then I guess 05 would have been um, Langston, mm-hmm. RV. Mm-hmm. I already got Walker for a win. 06. Same thing, those two, which was IT, or no, no, that, that was 0405, 06 was um, RV mm-hmm. in Langston, 07 would have been Townley in Villapoto. Mm-hmm. Townley, check. I think there might be one you might miss. There might be one. Yep. Um, is it really old or kind of new? No, kind of kind of new. 2005. Well, wait, wait. You're going through the years. You might get it. Yeah, you're going through the years. I don't think you've reached it yet. See, that's just the thing. I Are you playing the Jeopardy song in the back? Yeah. See, that's one thing because I didn't know that everybody on the team. Well, that's why. That's why he's he's been fading. And I'm How just... about did Darcy win one? No, he did uh, not. And all of Canada still mourns. I thought. Well, I I thought too. And then I said Jessamine too. No, I don't think Jessamine did either. So there was, so there was Townley, 
Jessman. Jeez. Just give up, dude. So I could be. Porcel. Um. Baggett. Oh, you didn't have Baggett. No, yeah, you got. No, Baggett. I know, but there's yep. so there's there's Baggett, AC. Yep. Martine. Yep. You didn't. Yep. Um, I'm thinking I'm missing a one race guy. You're missing. Um. You're missing an. You're missing a. Uh, you're missing. He's missing three guys right off the bat. I can remember. You're missing an, uh, an eight race guy. Eight races? Dude, why are you giving him a hint? Uh, I know. It's Mitch Payton. Dude, he doesn't I don't need know. it. I, I want to quit. That's too hard. Okay. There you go. Thank you. How many did you get? Uh, one, two, three, Hope four, we, four, five, six, he beat seven. Me, though. If I had a, a piece of paper, I would probably be better. Yeah, me too. I tried just to do it off, remember. You got 26. Oh, Vol I'm not Volan. I did. Yeah, you got 26. How many did I get? 27. He would beat me if he had more time, uh, I guarantee you. Tell him tell him the eight was he's gonna go. Bowers. Yeah. Bowers got one. Yep. Durham got one. Durham got one. Bowers got one. That's right. Yep. Um Weimer. Weimer had a bunch. Yep. Dang it. Tickle had one. Tickle had one. And D. That's why I was trying to think. As, right. as I was getting closer, I'm trying to think of my miss I kept thinking I'm missing somebody from the past and I kept thinking back. Um, did he say did he for say a fucking tickle? Did he say uh Sean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, Mitch. Uh, Yo. It's been, a, it's been a good run for you guys. There's no doubt. 251 wins for you. And I think it's more than that now. No, it's 250, and then Hill won this weekend. He's won four. I think it's 252 or something now. Really? I thought it was two. I thought I saw the press releases. It was, maybe it's 252, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, What's the difference? Stop rubbing it in. <laughs> hey, um... The amount of these time main events, Mitch. I've been talking to some guys after the races, and man, they're they're just talking about how the uh, the pits the, the track's getting beat up a little bit. It's getting rotty a little bit. It's it's uh, it's not holding up great. Whether it's whether they need more time to groom or they need more dirt, I don't know what it is. But are you getting much feedback from your guys? Um. Well, in the beginning of the season, I mean, I was adamant that I would rather have laps, but. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, I, I, after they've executed it, and like I've seen it work okay for us too. So, yeah, I'm going to be guilty of saying what I think, but I do admit that, like, when you only had like this weekend, it was a 49 or 50 second lap. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't put enough dirt in one of the largest stadiums in the country. Mm -hmm. So like. Yeah. Why are you at Dallas and you have a 49-second or 50-second lap time? So I don't blame them. I think you got to do more laps. Yeah, I agree. you got to get the guys more on there, but I guess they need more dirt or more time or something. Cause I think they need more dirt, and I think, they more, I think they should put more dirt in the stadium. I think they should prep it a little bit better. It looked like it was pretty thin because you could tell, like, there was a lot of places that were down to the concrete. Yeah, and the crazy thing was, Mitch, that – we weren't on live TV. They had time to do whatever they needed to do. And yeah. that's that's what the problem, like I was saying, like, okay, prep the track. I mean, even, like, during those semis for the 450s, the sun was right in their their eyes. Like, they could have had another, you know, 
Toyota race or something, had someone run across the track, put gear on, or do whatever they do. But right, um, Mitch Watson. Watson wants to get rid of that Toyota race where you put the gear on and you run back and forth. You know, <laughs> and he wants to put a motorcycle versus a horse in barrel racing. How do you feel about that? Ooh, God, I don't know. A horse is pretty fast at barrel racing. Like, you'd be surprised. He wants to do, like, RC and Langston and these old guys on a bike versus a horse. Dude, a horse can start like nobody's business. Dude, check it out, Mitch. Go on YouTube and and check it out. They already do it. Really? Yeah, they do it. They're already doing it at rodeos and stuff. Who wins? It's it's fifty fifty. Uh-huh. It matters how good the rider is because some of those like they have guys aren't really aren't too good on going through corners. It's just not a straightaway turn. They have to like do a figure eight around the bar- the barrels. And some of these guys you could tell are like maybe novice riders. But if you got a good rider that could go through a flat corner, you know, I'd like to see Timmy Ferry back on a bike. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. but you should see a good barrel horse. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but like I the think... ones that are at the NFR, those things are like thirty grand each, and those things. <laughs> They pin it. Yeah, who cares if the horse beats them? That'd be rad. You know, there's you know how many like in Texas, how many horse people are there? They'd be freaking out. Yeah, it'd be yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, let's, let's get some phone calls. Uh, we got a phone, George. Uh, welcome to the show, Mitch Payton. Brought to you by Roost MX. What's your question for him, George? Hi guys. Um, my question for Mitch is: owning a satellite team, what kind of effect do you have on the next year's stock bike? So in your case the 2018 Kawasaki, how much do you pass along compared to, like, a factory Honda in the 450 division? Do you pass on a lot of the trade secrets, or can you make a request for, like, a frame change since it's a stock series and you have to use their frames? It's a good question. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of that, it's it's kind of weird. You know, like, we race production bikes, so by the time we get a motorcycle and then we start working on it, the Japanese are already working on next year's model. So, like, if we find something and we're like, hey, you guys should try this, you know, like, they kind of don't even want to stop the direction they're going in and go back and touch the old bike unless it fits the new bike. So some of the – I've had them, you know, use some of the information that we use on our race bikes, and I think they do on the 450 also, but but a lot of times – They've already made a decision to go down a road, and they're they're so far in front of where we're at then because they got to test it, mm-hmm. do endurance, then they got to build jigs, then they send it to the vendor and get it made. You know, like that time, that timetable is so long that it's really difficult to almost help them. Like it's all, almost like they're, you know, we're already going this way. Yeah, so you got to just trust them. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, we never had that problem um, on our team. Thanks, George. With uh, Suzuki. Oh, one more thing, guys. I just wanted to give a shout-out to Taylor Roberts. Went down in the King of the Motos last week. Oh, yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. um, Get get better soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Yeah, Taylor Roberts. Get better soon. Hey, Mitch. Yo. Uh, I just just never really had a chance to personally thank you for uh, firing Kyle Bentley and uh, (laughs) letting us pick up a diamond in the rough. Um. You know, he was team manager of the year outdoors last year. He was, He's yeah, a yeah. significant part of our program, and mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you for firing him. <laughs> no, Kyle, Kyle's, Kyle's awesome. You know, like he's... Oh, yeah, he is. He's, he's, he's great, you know, because he's so 
sometimes, you know, like everybody's like, God, he's, he's so emotional, you know, like he's up and down and all that kind of stuff. But that's because he wears it on his sleeve, which he should. Passion. You know, like he, mm-hmm. he wants to, Kyle wants to win as much as anybody holding the pit board or the guy on the bike and all that kind of stuff. And like, he's, he's a great team manager. I have a lot of respect for him. And I, I think that the group of guys I got over there are, are there's a bunch of great guys and they all want to win. They're trying to win. They have one. And, you know, like, they're going to win again. So, like, they're not done. So, like, they got a good group over there, and they're going to be very successful. Hey, real quick, on that on that thing, speaking of Kyle, I'll give you a, a great Kyle story. The first year Kyle became the, the team manager um, was in 13, and um, Ricky came back, and they were watching film at an outdoor race. And this is how much passion this guy has. Ricky is talking to Tickle about a line, and Kyle's telling Brock and Ricky, Ricky, you are wrong. That is slower. I timed it with a stopwatch. You are wrong. And I'm all, Kyle, you're talking to the, like, the greatest guy ever, and you're telling him, and he goes, I don't care what he says. This, this watch does not lie. He goes, I don't care. And you're talking about a guy with that much passion, and he's, does, he'll stand up to anybody if he believes he's right. And if I have a guy like that in my corner, I'll take him any day. Like, yeah, uh, no, he... he- he does a good job. He he does he bleeds it, and yep. you know, and and truthfully, it's kind of awesome. Like that that team's built a little bit of a younger group. You know, like mm-hmm. as, as the thing goes on, you know, like we all get older and stuff. So you got to replace everybody, and it's nice to see Kyle is the intermediate between that. You know, like yeah. he's one of the if he keeps doing it, he'll be one of the next guys. You know, coming up because he's younger than most of the other guys and. He's, he'll have a, 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 a bunch of experience, and he's, he's been a, a championship-winning mechanic and championship-winning team manager now. So, like, that's, that's what you really want is all those experiences. Yeah, that's what, you know, that's what the, 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 uh, the object was when he came in there was with Mark to kind of mentor him. And working with you is Mark's all, you know, Kyle, when I leave here, you know, and I'm, you know, Mark's kind of fading out is you're going to have the best of both worlds working under Mitch and, you know, working with me and I'm going to leave you with the keys to the castle and you're going to be on your way. But let me tell you something, Kyle has pretty much built the, that castle with Mark and has done a tremendous job. So I just wanted to say thank he you. He doesn't have a summer cross title. He does not have a summer cross title. Just want, I want to point that out. Yeah, right now. but he does have a national outdoor title. Big deal. We beat McGrath in the Coliseum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Mitch. Thank you for your time tonight. Hey, are you going to Minneapolis? Um, I think so. We'll see. All right, man. I hope you feel better. Yep. So, sorry to keep texting you and bugging you. I really want to get you on, though. It's been a while. You did win a no, pulpy. No so. problem at all. That's awesome. Uh, thank you for coming on, and uh, we'll see you in Minneapolis. Hopefully, thanks, Mitch. All right, see you guys. See you. Mitch Payton, everybody from Pro Circuit, brought to you by RoostMX.net. Hey, you know Use what? Pulp Nation to save yourself. Uh, you have a point about Watson's phone. It's back on. Yes. It was, just, it was just an observation. Yeah, Watson's phone is back on. You said you turned it off. You were real serious. I was. I turned it back on. I had to make sure everything was okay at home and check in. Okay. It was a good run. Like it I said. was. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, solid. I'm paying attention. He's doing yeah. good. Yeah, I wanted, good. I wanted good. to just... We want to go to commercial. Okay, just one thing real quick. Yes. We were talking about the 250 East Coast. Yes. And I really am anxious to see how McAdoo does. With uh, where'd that come from? I don't know. Well, where. I just remember yeah, him yeah. at Monster Cup, yeah. and you know, I know uh, uh, corner uh, with Kiefer's corner rode his bike and tested it, and uh, 
I wanted to, you know, I, I really think, I know that that kid's been putting in the work, and I know the Moto Concepts guys are looking, you know, for some big things out of him. And uh, I'd be stoked to see him in there. Yeah, he's a little underrated, right? Yeah, he's a- coming in under Amart the radar. too. Amart, too. We're not talking about yeah. Amart. Yep. So it should be interesting to see. Hey, folks, if you want to deal on a Honda and you live in the Southern California area, 605 Freeway and 5 Meet, over 1,000 new Hondas in stock, over 100 used cars, uh, 30 minutes basically anywhere in L.A. We've had a few listeners take advantage of the guys. Is this a car dealership or Honda a World, Honda World Downey car you, dealership. Okay, because you said if you want to be on a Honda. In a Honda. No, you said on a Honda. Yeah, but you could sit on a Honda, on a car. You could sit <laughs> well, on a CRV. Well, I'm just saying, dude, if I'm a listener, I'm uh, going to go there looking to sit on a Honda. Ridgelines, uh, CRV, Civics, get it right, Accords, dude. anything you need from those guys. Mention Pulp MX, you get a free oil change. Honda World of Downey. Yeah, uh, go Best check prices it out. around for cars. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Uh, Rich Taylor still coming up. Nick Way still coming up. And Kenny Watson in studio for the whole show. We'll be right back after this. Go message. sit on a Civic. All of us have one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life, Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com, they make much more than just moto gear, mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. FlyRacing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet, it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, MIPS. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative high quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Attention KTM riders. Need a little orange bling for your KTM? 
Maybe some cool new KTM power wear. Or just a few parts to freshen up your ride. Whatever you're looking for, KTM Parts Express is your place to shop. KTM Parts Express. The number one online source for all your KTM needs. With over 40 years experience in the motorcycle industry, customer service is our specialty. Our warehouse is packed full of the latest KTM Powerwear clothing, Powerwear accessories, and genuine KTM replacement parts. Huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. Use the code PULPMX to save 15% off your order. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go PulpMX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. 
and I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows, they might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer. 
for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel Rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MC KTM Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts They all trust up, yeah No job is too big or too small WUSA everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us Whatever you need for your wheels Hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Kenny Watson. Kenny Gear Watson. Alloy wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16 inch through 22 inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications including 10 inch and 12 inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica JPS Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro-Launch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique tack hour meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Founded in 1999, 
PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV by taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit. PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit, PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D chain by EK. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support.
everybody. Kent Watson is back. He's in the studio. Three years on the Pulp Mech Show. And his life has gone downhill ever since he left. Correct or not? My life has never been better. Ever, ever, ever. Biggest mistake you ever made in your life, leaving the Pulp Mech Show? No, listening to Van Halen right now. Kenny Watson brought you by... Should have taken my headphones off if I knew that crap was on. Brought to you by Pivotworks, Watson's appearance. Premier aftermarket solution for rebuilding your wheels, forks, linkage, swing arm, shock, steering stem. In one easy package for 40 or 50% of what the OEMs charge. Pivotworks Pulp Show 2017 is a discount. When you wear out a Pivotworks product, return with the original kit to Pivotworks with a proof of purchase and they'll replace it as part of their lifetime replacement program. I'm telling you people, bearings, unbelievable from Pivotworks. Hey, Travis, I'm not trying to talk crap on you, but I'm going to put this up here and let people see this. Because you really look like Martin Davalos. I'm not saying you act like him, but you look like him a little bit. Steve, did you just shit your pants? No. The dog? Oh, my God. Hey, somebody in the chat room is named Inside the Rut Sucks. That's cool. You know what the beauty about it is? You don't have to listen to it. That's what the awesome thing about it is. It's a free world. Kenny Watson, everybody. Inside the Rut Podcast. H&H. Nope. R-C-H. Nope. No H&H. Yeah, I always get that mixed up. It's okay. H&H is still Fuck there. you. Those, they're still out there. They're still slinging tattoos. How come? Still Let me awesome ask you brand. this. I'm a little... I'll be honest. I'm a little butthurt. A little... Um, yeah, butthurt. Over. That Carrie has literally not returned a text about coming on the show three to four times. He doesn't say, hey, can't make it, can't, don't, don't want to come on, whatever. No reply. And I know I got the right number, and I always thought Hart and I were pretty cool. Did you get the hint? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's done. Don't yeah. text him no more. Yeah, yeah, it's done. <laughs> so I said I'm being, I'm being confession don't, time. Don't text him no more. He's no. been brainwashed. Brainwashed. Ricky Carmichael. You told me he hadn't been brainwashed. Well, he's been brainwashed now. He don't. He don't want nothing to do with this show. That's unfortunate. I thought Hart and I. That's were not cool. even bad because I've texted him five or six times to come on my show. Ah, uh, Watson. All right, I'm gonna read a sponsor list to you. Yeah. And I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Perfect. BTOSports.com. Online sales. Fly racing. Best gear out there, bro. NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts. Uh, lifted trucks. Race tech suspension. History. Vortex racing. Ignitions. Gear alloy. Truck wheels. Vortex's bars and sprockets. It's not the Vortex ignitions. Oh. Yeah. You asked me what came to my I mind. I know, no, I know. I didn't know what to say. I, didn't know well, I can't I... help it that they copied the ignition company. <laughs> they did not. They were yeah, they were around first. No, I don't think so. You want, I'll go back to the... Uh, uh, no, no, no. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Roost MX. Oh, graphics. Pivot works. Bearings and seals. X-Brand goggles. The best vision out there. Michelin Star Cross 5. <laughs> Burning rubber. KTMPartsExpress.com. Brian Dungy. Works connection. <laughs> Do you even need to know? <laughs> the best accessories start buttons 
perches, stands, you name it. Stands, radio Stands, guards. engine plugs, you name it. They're the best. F- Eric is the man. FMF. FMF. Two strokes. Atlas neck brace. Safety. The Noof, by the way, last week he was in studio. He gave out his email address for people who wanted more information on sort of data and everything else they collected on, and he said the response was amazing. So thanks, everybody, for support. Uh, w Wheels. John Anderson. History. EK Chains. You could say Birdwell. We used EK with Ty Birdwell. EK Chains? Yeah. No comment. Guts Racing. Seat covers, foams. Seat bases. Seat bases. Graphics, number one stop for RCH, the best. Get data. What do I think of get? Yeah, what's your first thing you think of when you think of get? Dan Truman? Dan Truman. Whole shot devices? I think of poker. Uh, Ride engineering. Triple clamps. And uh, two under, the number two UNDR. Skivvy. Uh, All the way from Australia, it's Lips for Kenny Watson. What's up, Lips? Good day, how are we going, guys? What up, Lips? How are you, my friend? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Doing well. You're doing well. Long time no talk. How you been? Oh, great. Thank you very much. And I was just going to say I was uh, enjoying your uh, podcast with um, um, yeah, my brain's gone Western Pike. And it was pretty freaking awesome how he called you out and having the wrong number on his bike <laughs> and the year and everything in your own podcast. That was pretty funny. What happened? Uh, he was telling Weston Park about what years he was riding for his team and what he was oh. doing. And, <laughs> and Watson got it and wrong. And he completely fucked it up and called Watson out on his own podcast. <laughs> that's all right. That's what makes podcasts real, bro. Yeah, that's what keeps it real there, buddy. I thought you were on my oh. side. Yeah, it was funny. I didn't say you were a dick. I said it was funny. Oh, okay. So, yeah, no, I just liked it. How he called, uh, like, I thought that you might have, yeah, anyway, I just thought it was funny. That's always funny, a bit of honest humor. But yeah, it was good. Good. How's the weather um, down under? Hot? Fiery? Are you near? Are you near that fire? No, man. I'm in another state. Luckily, no fires here at the moment, so we're all good. All right, man. I was worried about yeah, you. Yeah, I was worried about you, buddy. I heard Australia was Australia all on fire, and I was worried about you. I don't want Manjimo to get burned yeah. up. Yeah, no. You should. You should have come down when you had the chance a year or two ago, mate. Down for the Supercross. Uh, yeah, I I haven't been able to leave the country, but I'm getting to that place where I can leave here pretty quick. And uh, Australia has always been one of my f- bucket list places where I wanted to check off. So, yeah, I'll hear that. That's good. I um, have you had Mitch Payton on yet, guys? Yeah, well, we already had him. Ah, uh, uh, too late then. That's okay. All right, Lips. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for uh, the call, buddy. See you guys. Bye. Yep. The technology that made Get Riders World Champions is finally available on the market. The LCGPA is a new launch control system developed by Get Engineers together with the top teams all around the world, like Reed and Webb and Barsha, Pike, Weimer, Nicoletti, Bichelia. Uh, the new Get ECU generation, the RX1 processor. This, this uh, processor is extremely precise and works totally different compared to the common OE systems. Get, get. Hey, have you heard anything about that that they might be using in the GPs coming up that every... Yeah, in uh, 18, they're all going to use every, the same that's, ECU. That's pretty heavy. That's a pretty big expense for yeah. those for guys. Forget. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's get get supplying them or yeah. Yeah. so they don't the promoters not buying them. Oh, yeah, someone's got to buy them. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I, don't I know. mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's I don't know 
I don't know if if there's another system out there. If someone wants to use something else and they don't believe in Git, yeah. I think that's kind of not right. That, but if it's going to be a a rule and it's something you have to do to tech, pass the tech inspection or. Um, all right. What's bugging you, Watson? What's bugging you? Uh, what's on your chest? You got to get off and talk about. We I know we talked about a little bit about the FIM and and and, and the AMA and everything else. But is there something else that's bugging you? About in general about anything the, about the sport or any, the sport or even off the sport because I'll tell you what no. bugs me today. But uh, no, all in all, my life um, away from work in the sport is great. I've my life has never been better. Um, of course, everyone wants to make more money. Everyone wants to do this, but yeah. all in all, everyone wants their app to work. Every yeah, yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I, yeah, but like I was telling you, it's so hard to find good help in in what. You know, podcasting and what Travis does. And I told, when you were gone, Travis, I told him, you don't know how lucky you are to have a guy that's on top of it as you are. And then, you know what his reply to me was? Well, you don't hang out. You don't hang out with the right kind of people. You don't, Watson. No offense. And I'm like, oh, so you and Travis hang out? No. Like, no. You knew him through somebody. Tits. Whoa. He's Tits' buddy. Okay. And you hang out with Tits? No. Okay. Tits was a fan, and that's how you got him. So I'm trying to build up my my podcast. Well, maybe I'll get a fan as good as this guy well, to come in don't here. Don't go. You're looking for a producer or a, a, exactly a, a, a producer slash a sound guy, a computer savvy guy. Yeah. Don't fucking ask your friends in the motocross track because they ain't there. Okay. Get nerds like him. Okay. That guy can do it. Okay, Tits, and I agree. Tits can do it. Thank I you. agree. But I'm just telling you, this guy is on point. And you need to back I, up. He is on point. He's great. I gave him a, uh, I gave him a, a thirty-five percent raise. Okay, for two thousand fifty. Fifty percent raise. Well, that's good. Congratulations. I'm yeah. being honest too. And look yeah, fifty percent raise I that's, gave him because he's great. Okay, I'm just telling you. I thought he was getting so a little heat. He's got no heat. But don't ask your janky friends at the races okay. to run the board. So, anyways, besides you know that I got you know an, an awesome girlfriend. I got a great. You know, my kid, my life, all that stuff is great. At times, my job gets a little hectic. Um, but you know what? My job, I've been through a lot with, and it's like any other job to me nowadays. I wear, I'm kind of like Kyle when Mitch said he wears it on the sleeve because I feel RCH is a part of me, you know, and. I, I take it really personal when things don't go right or people talk bad or whatever. And um, I think going to the races and seeing other people and other teams that get a lot of recognition and stuff like that and people walking around thinking that they're better than other people because of the teams they're on and the position that are, they're in, that's what bothers me the worst. And, and this is what I'm getting at. In this industry, you're only cool as your job. You could be a good dude, and it yeah. doesn't matter. It yeah, does yeah, not matter. Yeah, yeah. If you, let's say I'm the Alpine Star boot guy, and I have everyone in the pits bro and me and wanting new boots and everything, and then six months later, I get fired, and I'm not the Alpine Star boot guy. My phone ain't ringing. Those people see me, they give me the cool guy what's up. Yeah. And that's happened to me a lot in oh, the last has? in the last Well, you're still involved with RCH. I know, I know, but people think that, 
you know, I've had n- numerous amount of people come up to me and go, oh, I didn't even know that you were part of this anymore. <laughs> and I just look at them in awe. Like, you know, people don't know what goes on behind, you know, the closed doors. What people don't even know what it really takes to to go racing. You know, they see you show up. And in industry people, too, it, it's, it blows my mind, you know, how these people want to look down and, you know, cool guy me. You know, they're, I'm not even going to say this person's name, but it really pissed me off. So what, I, they ignored you or they said, we didn't, I didn't know you were there? No, this is what happened. I called the guy preseason oh, okay. and was talking to him about doing a deal with him. And he was like, yeah. And I go, listen. If you guys can't do anything, I totally respect it and I totally get it. And this is a guy that was a professional racer that's been around the sport for 35, 40 years. And I said, hey, I respect you. I know what you are. You've been around before the internet, before texting. So all I'm going to ask you is you say that you're going to call me on Tuesday and give me an answer. Just call me on Tuesday. Email I'm me. Trying to think who it is. Text me or do whatever yeah. you got to do just to tell me no. Tuesday came and went. Never heard from the guy. I see him at Anaheim one, and he walks up to me like nothing. Like, hey, what's going on? And I just looked at him, and I go, not much, and I walked away. And I was just fire was coming out of my ears. I wanted just to go off, but. The new me, I took a 10-second timeout. I took a deep breath and said, you know what? That's going to go nowhere because in this industry, I learned you don't do that because that's burning a bridge. That guy could be somewhere down the road. But stuff like that is what irks me more than anything. Well, you know what? You've said that a few times on this show over the years, and so it's still bugging you. It's not a new complaint by you. No, because it's still happening. No, you're right. You're right. It's still happening. But Watson, like, and here's, I need to do more of that. I blow people out. On Twitter or on this show. Yeah. I need to do more of that. Yeah. The problem with me is that this pulp thing is growing and it's doing well and it's successful and making money. And I think it's empowering me a little bit where I'm like, hey, I can just do my own thing. Like all of this universe is is my own and maybe it could go away tomorrow. I don't know. But I feel like sometimes I, I call I called douchebag moves out a lot of times. Yeah, and and, I th- and maybe I need to back it off, but I don't think you will. I think you know we're in different situations. Um, I, I, I don't and, know. And this is why know, this is why riders block me. This is why people don't like me. Exactly, but I think it's different from a rider standpoint than you're trying to go raise money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, when, yeah, when you're trying right. to get a sponsor and yeah. raise money, that's something that I've learned from from Kerry, and you know. You just don't burn a bridge, no matter what. I mean, that guy raced, and he was a privateer, and his phone didn't ring too often when he called people. And once he started to, you know, get some fame and you know get a little stuff, mm-hmm. his phone started blowing off the hook. Yeah. And he, you know, I, I said, "How do you deal with that?" You know what I mean? Like, because right. I would flip out on people. You know, they would see the, they would blow you out and not call you back, and then they would see you, and then they would give you that, "Hey, bro," you know. My biggest thing is I'm not your bro. I'm not going to dinner with you. No. This is like we're colleagues. I This is someone that I think I work with and do business with, and that's it. At the end of the day, we shake hands. I'm polite to you. I don't need to know about anything in your life. I don't. We're going to yeah. do business, and then we're going to move on. That's it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm with you. So, But besides that, my life is great. Listen I have to a, me. I have a 
like I said, I have a great life. I have, I, I don't think I've been in a better place. When you co-hosted the show, you were in a better place. No, no, not, not, better. not, not, not in my life. I, I, I just really think that your profession level is a nine. No, I'm not just not even I'm, I'm my personal life. Like if tomorrow everything went away on my, on my, on the business side of it, I know that I'm going to be okay. I have, you know, a lot of things that, and a lot of good people in my life that I know that it's going to be okay. I know I'm going to be okay if everything went away tomorrow. All right, let's get into some phone calls for you. Sure. Zach, you got a question for Kenny Watson? You say Zach? Yeah, Zach. What's up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, what was you, uh, Kenny, did you call Osborne earlier? Was that your winner? Uh, no, I just said I just said he'd be up there. I think he could be up okay. there. Yeah, I, uh, it's funny you say that. Uh, and he may have posted it, I don't know. But uh, a buddy of mine is down, or has been down at Alden's, doing some stuff with Alden training and whatnot. And uh, he said that they went and rode bicycles with Osborne and said he is just a freaking animal right now. I guess he's dropped like 18, 19 pounds since he's been down there. And Dude, he looks ripped on Instagram. He looks ripped. Yeah, yeah but I got news for you. He's not Ryan. He's going to race motocross, not the tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. yeah. let's yeah. see what happens. Sure. I mean, he was in good yeah. shape when he was with Eli, too, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, but it just, I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's, I, it, everyone that goes down there seems to, things are a lot different, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, Kenny when Kenny was there. I mean, Kenny got super lean and he was just, you know, but hey, we'll see. Let's wait till the depths of the summer when he's just eating chicken and rice every day and see how he feels. <laughs> So, yeah. right. no, no doubt. Uh, well, no, I had I had one thing I was right. say. Uh, you were I listened to the uh, the inside the rut show you did with you had Riddle on there. Yeah. Um, I this is probably the craziest thing I've ever seen. So we're at a place in uh, I'm from East Tennessee, and so we're at a place uh, in Alabama called Mill Creek. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but for sure they have like they have like a pretty decent little arena cross track, like you know Supercross triple, and like pretty serious woos, and so. Riddle's down there coaching this kid, and uh, I'm pretty sure he was just actually watching me ride and was like, don't do what this guy's doing, you know, because <laughs> we're squidding around. And, but there's this whoop section, and it's not like local fairground whoops that you willy through every lap, but, like, you know, they're pretty serious. Like, they'll eat you alive. And so this kid just, like, not getting these whoops. So Riddle's standing there. He's got a monster can. He's spitting his dip in it. And he finally waves the kid over there. Makes the kid get off the bike. Riddle puts the monster can in his back pocket. I shit you not. T-shirt, blue jeans, vans, no helmet, monster can in the back pocket. Comes around, hits this supercross triple, slays this corner, and blitzes these whoops like, like he had been riding every day, training every day, just skimmed right across the top of these whoops. Brought it back to the kid, you know. There we go. In yeah. bike. That's how you do it, you know. And it was, I mean, it was probably the wildest thing but it was just it was nuts to see someone yeah like those know, dudes like on. once they have it they have it i mean they could go show yeah. you how to do it but they're not gonna you know and and i'm I'm stoked you got to listen to ben's uh podcast uh, a lot of people that listened to that were giving me a lot of grief that i didn't talk well i didn't think i needed to talk he was telling his story so i didn't need to pry anything out of him and he that's what he wanted to do and he just said hey i want to tell my story so i let i gave you know the table was his so um, I appreciate yeah, I appreciate um, that you listened to the podcast and uh, thank you for listening and thank thanks, you for calling. Thanks, dude. Zach. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you, guys. Thank you, uh, Chuck. What's up, man? What's happening? What's your question? What, 
What's up, Four Time? How are you? Good. What's Chucky going on? Chucky Chuck, don't give a fuck. Hey. Hey, so just real quick, I, um, I've i been a long-time listener, and uh, I was a guy that uh, what Kenny was telling some other guys to stay in school, I was the guy that stayed in school. I don't remember, I don't know if you remember this story, Kenny, but are I Are you from Colorado? In Utah. Utah, okay. Yeah, and I met you one time at a race. Um, so I went back to school and got a degree and everything, so now it's all good there, but uh, I appreciate that. But um, good job. My, question is, my question is about race teams. So I, wa- I was waiting for a while for the correct co-host, and I think I hit it because my question is, let me ask the question, then I'll explain a little bit. Maybe we can get down to it. How how much is a race team actually worth to an owner? Like how much headache? Well, so early season. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your finish your question. Sorry. Um. So you know, early season. Um. You know. You know. You don't have to disclose money or, or, or numbers or anything. I'm just curious. Early season with with your team, you know, it was hard to find sponsors to keep it going with like JGR. How much is it really worth? I mean, the owners are, are multimillionaires. How much is it really worth to have a team with all the headache and running everything? And, you know, you know am I making sense or? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to understand a lot of guys um, that, that aren't factory teams as in JGR, um, as in, you know, Moto Concepts, uh, teams like that, a lot of these guys fund their team out of passion and they have money to spend and that's what they want to do. Um, you know, our, our team, um, before it was picked up by Suzuki, um, you know, it was, it was a sponsor run team. Um, then, you know, whatever happened, you know, we had some stuff go down where we lost some sponsorship. I um, we were fortunate yeah. enough for, you know, four years before that, that we were able to help Suzuki when they were in a, in a, a position where they really couldn't afford, you know, to, to do it the way it should be done. And we covered a lot of the cost as the team. So when we were up against the wall, it kind of like, you know, they scratched our back, you know, we scratched theirs yeah. type of scenario. But... If, you know, as being worth it, you have to have goals. You have to say, okay, where do you want to be? And our goal is, I don't know if you heard Mitch, was we want to win championships again. We want to win again. And that is our goal. We're just not looking for, you know, the one championship we won and to go away. We want to keep working and we're building for the future. You know, we have really good staff and we have, you know, really good equipment. And what we're going to do is just keep working and build championships. You know, Ricky Carmichael, one of the owners of the team, his dream was, and his goal was to be the first rider owner to win a championship in motocross. And he did that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Roger DeCoster, yeah, he was a team manager. He didn't own the team. Well, Ricky owned the team and he won a championship. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for the call, man. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. Vortex Racing official sprockets of Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, bars and sprockets on the Babbitt's Cowie team in, our, in the Amsoil Arena Cross team. If you email uh, Jake at vortexracing.com, you will get a killer deal on anything Vortex carries. Uh, awesome to have them on part of the show. They've been with us for a long time, Vortex Racing. Pleased and proud to bring you our next guest of the night. He is the NYK. NYK. What's up, NYK? Hello. How are you, bro? Pretty good. Just chilling. Watson and, and I are back together. Reunited. Feels so good. Love it. He feels so good. What are, you, what are you wrenching on? PW? Uh, I mean, nothing right now, but I've been telling friends that, like, you know, I kind of 
I kind of like tweak out a little bit on my look over the years, maybe my setup mm-hmm. over the years. Yes, yes, we know. Yep. And my my son's seven now, and it rubbed off on him. And I really feel like it's just hereditary. It's not really. It's not like it's not something that was taught. You know. Oh boy! It's, like it's, I got new I got new graphics for his bike before I went to Dallas this weekend. I had some stuff I needed to do for answer. Went to Dallas. I come home. He knew I got new graphics. Was told not to touch them because you know he he might try to put them on or something. <laughs> Come home. His graphics are off of his bike along with his plastic. Mind you, mind you, he's seven. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. You're in, bro. Yeah. Follow you on Instagram. You are in. You Did I tell are- you I went to uh, I went to, to Milestone to see the monster or uh, one of my friend's kids was racing the mini moto thing there. Mini moto, the, yeah, yeah. I took mini my, majors. I took my daughter there on her little electric bike, and she was riding the little uh, warm up track. And Nick was parked right over there, and uh, I took my daughter over and had her sit on the, the P dub to uh-huh. see if she was big enough. She's not tall enough yet to put her yeah, both yeah. feet down on the ground yet. Right. And she's just what I want one, and she was like riding it around and. I took her out on the starting gate when all the P dubs were out there, and I lined her up on the line when she was going to go race. Oh yeah, yeah. And I seen NYK out there, and uh, he's in it, dude. You are well, in from, it. From getting Nick Way a practice sticker in 1997 to ride with the pros to both of you at Milestone with children. It's crazy. Hey, and the funny <laughs> thing was, dude, I watched Deegan push his kid off the starting line. Off the concrete. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what are you doing, Brian? And he goes, you know me. I'm always going to get the advantage. I'm just uh, like, wow. Deacon, Deacon's quit his kid is quick, right? Oh, he's like, good. He's, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Oh, Deacon's older boy. He's talking. He's talking. Uh, 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 talking about a younger one. Okay. Hey, he's old, talking about Aiden. One, yeah, yeah, Danger Danger's old, good. He's older boy. Yeah, he's really good. Like, he's super in control, and his technique's pretty money. Like, yeah, he's, he's no joke. He's, and he's the funny thing about Brian is he's uh, – He's doing it a totally different route. He's not sending his kid to all the amateur nationals. He's only doing two. I think he's doing Mammoth and Loretta's. And what he's doing well, maybe is... Maybe as of now. I feel like he used to always do them all, no? Yeah, no. This year he's doing it different. So what he did is he built a pretty mellow supercross track in his backyard. And every month or two, he adds another obstacle and makes it a little bit harder because he thinks that's the direction it's going in Supercross. And a lot of these kids are just so not trained in Supercross at a young age. And he wants his kid, by the time he's 14, 15, to have Supercross wired. Jeez. Um, Yeah, that'll be be kind of gnarly. I really got no long-term goals like that. My son's just out there riding. Yeah, well, his kid's, what, 11, 12? Um, 702 586 Pulp. You got a question for the great Nick Way, brought to you by Vortex Racing on the Pulp and Mech Show. Uh, how was the uh, Tucker Rocky show for answer and everything else before Dallas? NYK, you enjoy it? You meet the people, press the flesh. <coughs> yeah, it was cool. I mean, it's, it's always good to like catch up with reps and dealerships that have long standing relationships with and such. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of good to catch up with everybody that hadn't had a show in a couple years now. So, mm-hmm. I heard it was really well. I mean, all the all the people that I talked to that were there that came by the truck said it was the best show that Answers or Tucker Rockies had in uh, years. Yeah, I don't remember there being so many dealers in uh, that there. They had a super awesome turnout, and yeah, there was there was a lot of people. Like all their vendors were there, and everyone was pretty hyped. So it was it was cool. And Answer had some new gear that they're uh, releasing here shortly, so they kind of had a little. And- Display and presentation, so it was cool. Can Got we, to hang out with my boy Valade. 
can we talk about what you're doing for answer? Is that still is that still uh, on the down low? No, I'm like extending my brand ambassador role. I guess it's kind of more expanded than the last year. I mean, mm-hmm. essentially, last year was a bit of a sponsored racer, and then I've always helped them with like product development and things like that. But yep. uh, I guess not always. It's been a carryover from MSR into Answer mm-hmm. as of like a Tucker Rocky family of brands, I guess. But yeah, now I'm going to uh, lease them my truck that I raced out of, the Masimoto Crew truck, and they're going to use it, or I'm managing it and kind of hosting events across the country. They're going to do seven ride days, and then they want to also include the truck at Loretta, so nice. kind of in charge of that stuff. So, yeah, nice. doing yeah. that for them and helping with product development. We've got some new stuff coming out. Uh, so, yeah, it's been can, fun. Can you talk about your uh, European riders? <clears throat> well... Yeah, I mean they stoked to get Kyroli and Koldenoff on the team for yeah. sure. I mean it seems like seems like Kyroli's definitely got a renewed uh, okay. motivation. If how, maybe if that's what the, that that that's what you can call. I don't know if he had injuries the years past or how does uh, whatever. How does Valade put together a deal with Antonio Caroli? I mean, come on, it's Valade. How does that work? Um, I think a lot of these American brands. Um, are, can really make can expand their business in Europe. Uh, so I, th- I think that was a play, obviously a push for that. So they, they're not necessarily sponsoring Kyroli and Colden off directly. They sponsor that team. team. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm. So yeah, obviously I didn't have any part in that, but, um, yeah. yeah. Do you have so to go overseas at all? Uh, I'm kind of on a, like a, my deal is really just to do, to do those, to host those ride days and events and kind of like get the truck dialed and make sure it gets there and it gets back and everyone has a good time. Kind of ride with the mm-hmm. dealers and the kids that show up and, kind of uh do that but is it, yeah i see you know, in the future i see like my role expanding with them but uh now my focus is just to have a good time at those ride days and make sure everyone's stoked and people are heading to the local dealer to buy answer gear who's driving the truck pickles uh probably i have a budget for, for a driver and such but i'm probably going to be like swing mans like probably Pickles will come to some what he whatever ones he can come to because I'm sure he'd be stoked to come ride too. So he's deep in the uh, well, he'll get his RM250 running and he'll be out there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you get tired of people asking you at these dealer things like, "Hey, how come you're not riding?" or "Do you want to ride?" or do you get tired of answering the same question over and over? Dude, honestly, a lot of t- like a lot of times was last year I went to a lot of nationals with uh, Dakota Tedder and mm-hmm. helped him in Cincerillo, and I'd be like walking around the edges of the track, like checking stuff out, to right. advise him in what I thought, mm-hmm. and fans would be like. Dude, uh, you're like it's a little you're a little bit it's a little bit risky like not having your gear on right now, right? Like your race is coming up. Are, are you hurt? Did you have your vest on? No, no vest. You should add your vest on in like the middle of the summer. I know I've been hyped. No shirt under it. It looks sweet. Yep. Um. So we had uh, we had Peyton on earlier. Pro Circuit 252 wins or 51 wins, depending on we could be off by one. And so yeah. we got Kenny to 35 riders have won for pro circuit, including you have won a race for pro circuit. And uh, Watson got 27, right. And Mitch got 26, 26, right. Out of 35 guys that have won a race. I'm not going to ask you to name them all Nick way, but I want what I want for you is because I know you're a fan of the sport and you race with against three quarters of these dudes. I want you to give me like two or three words about each guy that, I, that has won a race for pro circuit after I, after I give you the name. Just whatever comes to mind about them, their career, their riding style, their bike, anything, their gear, yep. anything. You ready? Just two words, though? T- two, three, four words, whatever. Yep, whatever comes to mind. 
Um, all right, Blake Baggett. He's got mad endurance outdoors. Shea Bentley. Levers and bars to the to the gas cap. <laughs> Tyler Bowers. He's uh, pretty determined. Mike Brown. In it for the long haul. That one, that year he won the championship outdoors. Dude, he he was refusing to lose. Yeah, he was. I admit I was on KTM yeah, he, then. So. He, refusing to lose. he may or may not have taken my leg off like six times. <laughs> I remember when Ricky dropped down to Steel City, and I've told this story before, but I'm on KTM. You still there, Wick? You still there, Nick? Way. Blanks in. Oh, you there? You back? Okay. I sent the picture of you standing behind the starting gate with. Uh... Oh yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm working for Lang- or KTM. Langston's battling him. Ricky dropped down. Andrew Langston tells us there is no way Carmichael is, will beat these guys. They are riding at a new level. Then, and I'm like, oh no, you got you're gonna have a problem here because Ricky's <laughs> gonna win, and then he's gonna let Brownie by. Like, you know, he's gonna get in between his buddy, and or he's just gonna say see you later. And I remember Andrew Langston being like, no way, these guys they're on another level. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah, I don't think you understand. Like. <laughs> Two years ago, Ricky was dominating his class. So anyway. I don't think you understand. He probably could have showed up on a KX100 that day. <laughs> right? Like I, I don't know. I know you. I know Grant's your, your your nephew and everything, and I know Grant is a really good rider. But this is Ricky Carmichael we're talking about. So, uh, all right, okay, back to the list. Jeremy Buell. Uh, I remember him. I, I remember watching him. He's an Ohio guy, which is rad. I'm down with the Midwesterners. Yep. Uh, all right, Carmichael. These are alphabetical order. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he was a lock on a lot of these race wins. Stoked, I got stoked. I got an overall over him in one day. You, you know did, I mean? yep. Uh, Adam Cincerillo. Uh awesome talent, a lot of potential. Marty Davalos. Uh, bummer that bummer that that let that one slip away that year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dobb, yeah. James Dobb. Uh. I always remember him at Redbud being looking like he was about to not make it so tired. <laughs> on the Suzuki, right? Yeah, whatever year. Yeah, I don't know. 90, like, I mean, younger, he was my teammate. No, he, he didn't make it for the second moto. He, yeah, he left. He left. He just he won the okay. first moto, and then he left. Oh, serious? Yeah. That was on the Quicksilver Suzuki bike. 96. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Darren Durham won a race for Mitch. Oh, yeah. New Orleans jumped the whoops. Yep. Uh, Austin Forkner. Uh, kid's got some skills. He's going to have a, he has, he's got a bright future. Uh, Jimmy Gaddis. One win. Yeah. I really, uh, was balled up that he beat my guy Phil Lawrence that year. Cause I was like 11 years old or something. And mm-hmm. I was always pulling for Phil cause he had the cool kit. And I'm like, who is this guy balling up my guy? <laughs> Pedro Gonzalez. Uh, I don't know him much, but he obviously did some big tanks coming from Mexico. Yep. Hanny, four wins for Mitch. A <clears throat> uh, lot of lot of laps with Hanson at the test track with him in his underpants, or <laughs> hitting the jumps on the on the track with the cone, holding the cone the entire lap, hitting most every jump on the track one handed, holding a cone. Skill? What? Yeah, he's got skills. Holding a an orange cone down the rhythm lane in front of like where we park, he'd always get cocky and like jump in and then triple the next one with his hand off. Like he's just messing with his helmet and then just like, mm, I'm going to keep it off like in the middle of the rhythm lane. 
And he elevated it, too. Let me just hold on to this cone and show you guys that I can just do all these jumps one hand. Let, let he, me show you. Then he juggled a chainsaw. <laughs> the next yeah, thing. I'm like, man. Um, Justin Hill. Uh, another proof that BMX background will help you in Supercross. Ryan Hughes. Uh, push his bike up the hill at Steel City. Uh, Grant Lanson Lan- Lan- won the title, but yep. Rhino didn't quit. Uh, Grant Langston. Uh, he wrote, he rode for Pro Circuit after he rode 250 class. Yeah, nine, remember? Back to he won two class. two championships on the lights bike, Supercross. Oh well. Um, didn't point out. Didn't point out. Yeah, <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, Jeremy McGrath, <laughs> Jeremy McGrath won 12 races. All oh, indoors. Man. What do you say about McGrath? Nothing like, nothing like, yeah, I mean, he's sick. Yeah. Uh, Mikel Pichon. He jumped off at Atlanta <laughs> Supercross when Parolia was laying in the middle of the track, and he jumped off. And his goggles blew off his helmet. Yep. Watson, right? <laughs> JT Gear. just balling him up. Yeah. Parolia balling him up. Oh, DV, in his column this week, DV wrote how Parolio cost him a chance at the title. Uh, he was right behind at the final round. He was trailing Dowd. Dowd was leading. Uh, first lap, rhythm section. Dowd was leading. Villeman was second. He said he looked like he was, you know, he felt he had, all he had to do was pass Dowd. And he said Parolio got out of control in the rhythm and <laughs> took him out. And that was it. Lost the title. Parolio cost me a chance. Parolio cost me a chance at like a good night's sleep at the Marquesa about 1998 because he would play tennis during the nighttime. And it was right by my room, and him and Lamont, his mechanic, were really balling me up on the regular. But I really liked him, so I couldn't really freak out too much. Lamont, Lamont was broke for Pro Circuit. Uh, yeah. For- before that, he worked for Parolio, and before after that, he worked for Ryan Too Tough. Duff. Did he? Okay. Lamont. Yeah, yeah I remember. Um, you know what I mean? There's a name I haven't heard for a long time. Uh, okay, after Pashawn, we got Pingree. One win. Pingree's awesome. I remember like my, watching him on TV uh, when they had the chrome bikes, and Pingree's like, winning or something. That's when they had whoops around the corner, and um, like how the whoops would turn, you know? Yeah. Man, did he crash. Um, you I should. Know. I did a classic commentary with him about that race. It was mm-hmm. Schnell that he crashed into, and it's really funny. <laughs> he was saying, "What am I doing? Look at me! What am I doing?" <laughs> is he laughing? Yeah. And then Schnell hated him. Him and Schnell hated each other. Oh, really? Yeah. Speaking of Schnell, I seen Eric Schnell this weekend. Um, oh, really? Yeah, Eric was there. It was cool. All right, next guy, Christoph Porcel. Twelve wins. He's the third winningest rider for Mitch. Yeah, he's got skills, man. Uh, Nathan Ramsey. He did. He oh. did it all pretty easy. Porcel did. Yeah, Nate Dog's rad. He was rad. He was he was like one of my favorite teammates. He's just an all around good dude. I was stoked he won. Uh, Tyler Rattray. Um, he's a super hard worker. I mean, he's a good dude. Uh, Joey Savacci. Mm, he's in, he's like from the. I've always liked his style and like kind of go go get her attitude because I remember he rode the JDR and he was like running Tomac off the track, to the heat wins and stuff. So he's always had potential. It's rad to see him. Hey, Nick, is there a guy that you didn't really get along with on any of your teams? Because I can't see that. Like, no. I always see you, like, everyone, you know, I don't. Oh, I got a guy. I know. A I don't guy. think there's too many guys besides Kurt Haller that you didn't really get along with. I know there's a guy. I try to keep it too. I try to keep it positive. But, I mean, like, I, I mean, 
Like I wasn't stoked on the, when I rode Triple X that Lewis and Larry Ward acted like they knew like more than everybody else, and they're the only ones who like mattered. But I mean, I didn't dislike them. Hey, Larry Ward, uh, Larry Bird was there this weekend. Did you see him? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm sure he was super rad. Um, they introduced him as Larry Bird on the on the Legends and Heroes. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Big Bird, Larry Ward got it mixed up. Uh, all right, next, back yeah. to the list. Are you ready for this guy? Austin Stroop. Dude, that one year he was, I mean, I think I did a fair bit of training with him because I think we both, like, bought into Lapaglias. He worked pretty hard that year. And then he was on my same team and the Valley team. And, yeah, work ethic must have burned out then. <laughs> uh, Brian Swink. Michigan Mafia. He's, he was like he was like the guy where you'd watch Stewart on a 125 and be like, oh my gosh, my mind's blown. This dude's got skills. Yeah, that would happen like on the regular with me at Swink with Swink like at local races because he'd come and race. He'd be pro like a factory guy, and he would come race and I'd be like, oh my gosh, because those were maybe the only two guys where I'd just be shocked on what you could do on a bike. Like he had just yeah unreal talent. Swinkster on 80s, I guess, was mind blowing. Just. Yeah, that and like he would come to this track I had near my house that was mm-hmm. a family friend of mine that like the um the dad Greg Smith didn't didn't work anymore and he worked on a track a bunch for us and it was like awesome in the nineties and Swink would come and rode a few times and he was on Factor Suzuki and it blew my mind a little bit. He's he had some serious he, skills. He he's gonna go to Detroit, he told us last week, and punch Villeman out. Yes. <laughs> That's what Brian Swink said. Tell him, to save a tri- tell him to save a trip and just meet him at Daytona. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I told Villain, if anybody in Detroit asks you to sign anything, just run. Uh, do you want to hear it, Nick? Do you want to hear his voicemail? Yeah, I do, please. Okay, let's uh, let's play that from last week. <laughs> Swink, you better be ready for this, Nick. All right. Dude, I'm not going to be surprised. He's awesome. Hey, Steve. I just want to go off a little bit. Um, I don't listen to your show. I don't know nothing about what you do. But David Villeman, I've had it with this kid, her punk-ass bitch French fuck. You can play this message <laughs> if you want to. If he talks shit about anybody, he, he talks shit on the East Coast. East Coast guys I mean, go to bed early or whatever. And then prior to that, he said how he makes more money than the average guy in one year than the average guy makes in his lifetime. He thinks he's so uppity. Tell him, I'll come to a race sooner or later. I don't go to races much. But when I go, and if I see that fucking French bag, faggot there, I'll punch him right in the face. I, I'm not going to talk to him. I'll ask him for an autograph. When he looks down to sign his autograph, I'm going to punch him in the face and I'm going to beat the shit out of him because he's talking down to all of America. Could, all of us that work. Can you imagine the Cycle News headlines? Brian Swink beats up David Villeman at Detroit. He's talking down to all of America. Let's be real. Villeman, he also says he's talking about on the East Coast about they're going to bed early. That's just terrible. Why would you ever say such a thing? Fight duel at dawn. 
<laughs> I mean, my boy Slinks is a bit a bit emotional. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> rubbing him the wrong rubbing him the wrong way. I still told Villeman if someone says, "Can you sign this?" Run, run away. He's gonna punch you in the face. Um. All right, next guy on the list, Ivan Tedesco. Nine wins for Mitch Payton. Uh, dude, the the one year when he won Supercross or whatever, dude, he crushed them. He he won so easily. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a he's a he's a good dude. I I like him a lot. He, I'm stoked. He I'm stoked he was able to do good. Brock Tickle, one win. Seattle? No. Utah. No, no, no. Tickle time. Tickle time. He's a hard worker. He's a, he's a good dude, man. That's that's cool. He won too. Uh, ben Townley. Uh, yeah, he had he had like some great technique. You think? He's pretty, yeah. He's, he's, he, yeah, he's another dude that does some stuff on the bike that blows your mind a little bit. Oh, I wouldn't. Have... He doesn't like. He doesn't have a lot of flash, but he does some pretty sweet stuff. Um, Ryan Villapoto. A lot of wins for Mitch. Yeah, he got lucky. Uh, Talon Volan. Uh, Lone Wolf. Tyson Volan is awesome. Talon Volan, I see him at these uh, little some of these races that I've been doing with my little guy. Mm-hmm. His little his little dude shreds. It's yeah. cool to see him because I remember like before I raced, obviously his brother and him raced in one twenty five Supercross together, right? Like Tyson and Talon, like mm-hmm. maybe yeah. late eighties or yeah, yeah, yeah. Early 90s, they were like, uh, he was an uh, NCY guy. And he was like, yeah. Suzuki, Talon was, and, and Tyson was. It's funny because Talon came up to the bike this weekend, and he was looking at our stuff, and I'm all, looks pretty weird seeing a number 19 on the Suzuki. He looked at me, and he goes, you remember that? And I'm all, yeah, the shoulder pop. <laughs> um, yeah. They they got first and third at a Supercross. For, they were, oh, they were on the podium together? Yeah. yeah. Or are you really? ta- That's awesome. I don't oh. think so, dude. I think they got, it was a Mickey Thompson race. No, it was Supercross. You sure? Um, yes, and they both wore Yoko gear for a while. Do you want to bet that fifty back? Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you want to go double or nothing? I wouldn't do it, Watson. I feel like he's getting cocky. I feel like he he, he knows for some reason. I know it is. I know. Um, Matt Walker, the stalker. He Houston. He took the W. Yeah. I remember that. Oh yep. three. Yep. yep. Because like the year before, I think maybe the time we went to Bercy, he went. It was like testing bikes in Europe, and he was like had a mold on opening ceremonies and just having a good old time. He was really cracking me up, and then he ended up finding the deal for that next year. And then he obviously worked hard once he got that deal. And I remember he showed up like, at a, at that point from where he was at in his career. It was like a miracle that he was able it to was. win because it, yeah, because it's not like he wasn't capable. He just yeah for a year or whatever before that he was kind of like was unsure of what he's doing. Who's I mean, that, Matt? Matt, yeah. I remember he showed up at an yeah. East Coast four-stroke national when uh, myself and Kelly Smith were there. I don't want to hear it. I, I bet you he thought he, he bet you he thought he was going to win that day, but <laughs> he, he, it was not to happen. Um, all right, Jake Weimer, next on the list. Dick. Yeah, he's another another good friend of mine. I mean, Dick. Watson says <laughs> he's a Pulpomex athlete right now. He's a dick. We're bummed on him. No, I, oh, no. Dude, Jake's a great dude. Too bad you guys yeah. screwed him over at RCH. Yeah, we we jacked him. Um, we jacked him so bad that's why he was ready to go. And there was a fill-in ride. Uh, and next guy on the list is named Nick Way. I don't know anything about him. Millville. Um, Dean Wilson, final guy to get a win for Mitch Payton. Dean's another dude who's a super hard worker. I remember him like always wearing a trash bag the week before, like. Texas and then winning. I'd be like, 
<laughs> I've tried this move before. I got this thing called a uh, hydro shell that MSR makes. It has a neoprene neck on it. It's essentially a trash bag. Yep. I've tried that like multiple times. It doesn't work doesn't out. doesn't work out, bro. <laughs> yeah, but it worked for him. Who knew? Um, yeah, no, exactly. Can we talk about how he went 10, season best 10th, his first weekend with literally two days on the Husky. And then he got fifth this weekend and he held off Dunge for three quarters of the race. And then I asked him after the race, like, dude, the bike works pretty good. And he kind of just refused to admit that it was better than the Yamaha. And I like that. That's classy. Stay classy, Dean. But your results, yeah, for sure. your results immediately tell me that this, this Husqvarna is much better bike for you right now <laughs> than the Yamaha. Yeah. But at the same time, like I was kind of, he's been riding with Dakota at their track at La Paglia's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, some days he's a super discouraged before the season started because he had the same bike and it was like hammered. hammered so yeah. I'd always be like, dude, the one thing I can tell you is when something does come up that you're like stoked on, don't be, don't be like bummed because you're not totally ready. Yeah. Right. Um, so he, 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 he did a good job like getting himself ready for this opportunity for sure. And that's rad that he's appreciative of the help Yamaha gave him because I mean, it could have, you know, I've been to where I've, bought some bikes so I didn't have like affiliation yeah. with somebody on purpose so I wasn't burning any bridges but right. I feel like Yamaha was just genuinely trying to help him out yeah yeah I think so too um, before we let you go Nick Rich Taylor is coming up uh, ex-brown goggle owner here on the show um, before, before we let you go you do some work for Showa so keep that in mind you're going to be super biased in this question but what is going on with air forks and spring forks and these riders in the pits and them switching back and forth, Tomac's back on spring, Dakotas went to air and credited that that his return to speed from going to air. And there's a show at KYB battle at points, and we know Kenny <laughs> expressed difference. Like, what is going on with these guys? In your opinion, what's happening? Where are we at? Well, well, the thing is that with the the Air Force got like pretty like pushed down the riders' throats from the get go. Like, okay, I own I own way too many tens of thousands of dollars of Air Force <laughs> that I wish I never bought. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real. Right, but but there's been tons of different versions, and yes, for the same reason why like the riders were like, okay, yeah, that's cool. It's because it has like great initial traction, but then. At the races, you see every corner has, like, gnarly ruts in it, and it's super rough, so it's hard to, like, it's hard to really simulate those conditions while testing. And the spring fork, the traditional spring fork, has a, has a you know, has a consistent feel. Mm-hmm. You there? We lost him? That's all you need to know. Is it? It's gone. That's it. Nick Way. That's all you need to know. I think Shoah cut him off. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Anybody who's looking for some spring forks you find or uh, air forks, you know where to go. I feel like that was a real interesting um, – we didn't just get that one, Nick. Nick got disconnected. Should we try to bring him back beating on? beating the horse dead with that one. What? With what? The spring versus the air there. Yeah, I was blown away. Like well, uh, the Cowie guys, uh, they had uh, they have two guys in their truck. They work back-to-back. Yeah. I was like – Yeah. See if you can get Nick and see if he wants to come back on. Uh, let's get our next guest on the line, though. Rich Taylor, X-Brown Goggles. What's up, RT? Oh, you know, just uh, kicking it. <laughs> A great Kenny Watson in studio with me. We've been reminiscing. Oh. Hey, Dub. That's always a good time. Um, we were just asking Nick Way. He works for Showa. He does, some, he does testing for Showa. He doesn't work for Showa. He tests for Showa every now and then. 
and we asked them about these air forks versus spring forks and what is going on with these riders. Their coat has just switched from spring to air. Tomac, we know, went from air to spring. And Nick was getting deep into that discussion. Now, Rich, you're not a fan of air. No, I, I am definitely not a fan of air. Not at all. And, not at all. And do you feel like the spring is going to make a comeback here at some point? I pretty much can guarantee that spring will, uh, will yeah, be on probably 90% of the bikes here in the next coming year. Oh, okay. Wow. Hold on. We got Nick. Nick, you're back. RT's on the line now, uh, too. Oh, what up, RT? What up? Um, what you doing? Sound tired, old man. What have you been doing? Did you wake up at, like, 4 this morning? <laughs> you know, I was, I was laying in bed watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette or whatever it is with my wife. Come on, don't, don't admit to that. Although it's getting pretty risque. You know, I don't know how I know that, but, you know. The Sounds gay. Yeah. Does Swink know it's 934 right now? Because he'd be really angry. Um. Hey, so, all right, let's get back to spring and air, Nick. Just ask how RT. Much did I, how much did you miss? I was just wrapping down. Well, I just, RT said that, uh, we, well, we caught you when you said testing conditions for the air, you can't replicate testing conditions, and that's, we, we sort of lost you right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, RT, you think spring forks are going to be back on production bikes, but do you think the racers are going to go air as they develop more and more? Well, possibly, but but there's so many variables to it. Like you can make an air fork work incredibly good, and and absolutely love it. The problem is, ten minutes later when you go back out onto the track, it can be completely different. They're they're so inconsistent, is what you know. Kind of I've found. Obviously, we're not working with with the full race, mm-hmm. you know, works units, but um, that's pretty much what you know, Nick said. That's pretty much what Nick said, right? He pretty much said. Yeah, it's, just, it's not. It's not as consistent as the the spring forks. That's for sure. And the, the air forks definitely have. You can be set up to where it has way more grip initially, but then it's not like, just like Rich is saying, it's not to where it works in all conditions. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's just the biggest issue with it. And I don't know that they're. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say they're never going to figure that out because who knows. But, man, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just so far off. When you can put a spring fork on, set it up, and that fork's going to work pretty damn good almost wherever you go, you know? Um. So, Nick, the stuff that you do with Shoah is, I mean, they're they're aware of these issues, I guess. And, I, I mean, how much difference is there between the, between the manufacturers? I know Shoah's got some different systems than KYB, but eventually, Nick, don't all these suspension manufacturers figure what the other guys out what figure out what the other guys doing? Yeah, but a part of a lot of the stuff that is coming with the the Japanese bikes that with the single function air stuff was a lot of it was the initial grip felt great, you know, on the day they were testing, mm-hmm. and it's like to the manufacturer it sounds great because they're you know saving two three pounds or whatever it is on their production bike, so then they can market it. And then their bike doesn't seem like it's forty pounds heavier than the KTM. Okay, so you know I mean? yeah, yeah, that's that. I think that's a part of it. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I know, I know that's a part of it. Right. right. Uh, for, it's for sure a huge part of it. Not to mention the the cost for the for the company. You know, I, the spring is actually pretty expensive compared to just a, an air fork. So you know, mm-hmm. Suzuki and Honda and Cowie, they're looking at it like. 
not only are we going to say that this fork is so much lighter, which means our bike's so much better because it's actually two pounds lighter, which is just kind of ridiculous. But, um, you know, plus they're saving money. So, right. yeah, it's definitely a marketing kind of a scam, sort of. <laughs> uh, I mean, and I mean, Yamaha has never gone to air, and they probably won't. That SSS KYB fork is pretty happy about that. And yeah, but like like Cooper back and forth with Air yep. KYB Air stuff last summer, and like once he started really finding his groove, he was on Air stuff. Right, right. So maybe and like Kenny, Kenny obviously doesn't really falter from the the Air stuff, but um, I will like I know I've maybe been on like three different versions of updated versions of Showa mm-hmm. yep. works Air stuff, and I mean there's definitely like some ways to go about it where it definitely has like the consistency of a full spring fork and still added grip and comfort initially. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think we've seen the last of it for sure, but I think some of these companies are kind of like maybe losing a little bit of credibility with the customers by, you know, switching it and discounting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just by yeah. not having a fork that works everywhere. I, right. I know like a lot of my friends are like, "Hey, you got one of these forks? Hey, you got some of these? This bike, I'm <laughs> I know, right? I'm doing this. I love the bike, but can't deal with these forks." Yeah, I, I mean, people just don't want to adjust three chambers, you know, on an RMZ before they go riding. Yeah, like, right, RT? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just. Time. It, I don't like to check. I don't like to check the air in my tires. Right, uh, right, right. Let alone have to make sure my special pump, my hundred dollar pump, is you know in the van. And hey, do you remember I back in the day, it, Mike Craig's air pump? <laughs> For his forks, <laughs> RT, you remember that uh, pump in Gainesville? <laughs> well, I've I've seen his pump probably more than he had an air pump. Dude, it was the classic right. before air forks were around. <laughs> McCormick had one too. He said, "Dude, this is going to be the thing, dude. You're going to need these. You're going to need this pump eventually." I was what rummaging. Did he do? I was rummaging around Jason McCormick's box fan one time. I also saw one of those pumps, uh, brand new. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, man. All right. Hey, NYK, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. Uh, All right. Later, guys. Get back to your bachelor, RT. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know it. You know it. All right. See you, Nick. Nick Way, everybody, uh, on the Pulp and Mech Show, brought to you by Vortex, Vortex Racing. Rich Taylor now on the line. Uh, how's everything at X-Brown Goggles? Rich, the new goggle is uh, is doing well and looks good. Um, How's it going? Yeah, you know, our our guys are loving it, man. Our racers and, you know, people buying it are just, they seem to be really pumped with it. You know, we uh, just added some bells and whistles to our current goggle. And, you know, our current goggle, the Gox goggle, is people are pretty stoked with it. So, you know, it's the fit and everything about it's just real simple and works real well. So we just, you know, we added some outriggers, mm-hmm. nose guard, and a little ventilation and just some kind of, you know, cool tear-off tabs and stuff. And, man, we're just we're plugging away. So it's good. It's yeah, nice. it looks good. It looks It's a nice update to the line, for sure, which needed it, you know, after after a while. Um, and I'm glad I got – I'm glad I vouched for Alex Ray, got him on the program. He's making main events. He's getting a following. No, he definitely – you know, Alex is awesome, man. I dig that kid. And, you know, it's just so funny. He's just like, make sure I get mentioned on the show tonight. I was cracking up. <laughs> And he's so badass, dude. I posted a photo of him on our Instagram um, today. It's the raddest photo ever. It's just super simple. He's not, like, airing it out or anything, mm-hmm. but he just looks like he's just attacking, like he's going to kill somebody coming out of this corner. It's such a bitchin' shot. If, I mean, if 
if you guys are bored, check it out. It's definitely a cool shot, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he, yeah, he's been good. He's been he's probably a man. I I worked for him there a couple of races ago and three races ago, and uh, I'm like, oh my god, this is privateer life. I forgot what this is like. His clamps are bent. He's his practice bike so different from his race bike. <laughs> he's I'm like, what's That's the way to do it? That's he's got it. no safety wire on his grips. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, they're just glued on real good. I'm like. He's got a plastic throttle tube. He's got a plastic throttle. I'm just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? These guys, man. RT, how's Richie doing? How's like, uh, how's your, how's your boy doing? Riding both of them. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my little guy Zach, man. He just he was he got into high school and took six months off from riding and came back and he's just killing everybody at these local races right now. It's it's. I remember <laughs> I went to uh, I went to Day in the Dirt and I got to see his debut on the 250 and uh, you and you and Richie and your dad were just like running around the track and you're all this is the first time he's ridden in a big bike and I cannot believe how freaking fast he's going I don't like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yeah now I'm I'm off to the mini nationals again with with my younger son now. So um, Richard's doing awesome. He's, he signed with Suzuki again for next year for the amateur stuff. He'll be in the A program and he's uh yeah, man. I'm, I'm mini dad once again. Yeah. You're back into it. So are you going to Daytona? Um, yeah, it looks like we're going to go to Daytona and then head to Texas from there and, just yeah, Kate. I'm I'm on the program. So do you have to go to, to the? Do you have to go to that arena cross in Atlanta? I'm not going to that. No. Perfect. No. You're smart. No. Um, yeah. RT, we got some some people on the line for you. Let's uh let's get some. This guy wants to know how how much money you've made selling X brand goggles. Uh, Kyle, what's going on? You got a you got a comment not for Rich? Enough. Not enough. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm here. Hello. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, um, I was just uh, commenting on your you guys' new program. I seen you guys going on, and I just wanted to comment to. I was a long time listener, and I never really got a chance to call in. But for some reason, the Experian goggles got it out for me. So um, I was actually I've been wearing same pair of goggles. I won't mention the brand for like ten years now, and I've I always thought they were the best. Utopias, they are good, man. Utopias. <laughs> Kenny Watson building them. There is the Utopias. The straps are probably stretched from here to Tokyo, but they're good. Exactly. No, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I won't say the brand, but they're they're good goggles, and um, I've had them for ten years. They're not I'm not the same pair, but I've ran the same brand, same style. And I got a buddy who swear by swears by your guys' goggles, and I tried a pair on them for the first time, and I, and now I'm I'm a believer. I'm a believer in the new brand and the new technology. So. That'll I'm going to get out and check, uh, check out a couple of new things for for that. Um, awesome. This year, but you know what the rad thing about it is? Now. You could go by yourself t- almost you know, two pair for the price of one, and they're better. Yeah, I know. Just or, good. Yeah, or and more. I saw the, um, the pricing down at my local shop, and I was like, man, it's, it's, it's you know, I'm going to have to – I'm at, like I said, I'm, I'm down right now with a broken leg, but uh, – I'll be, I'll be back up here soon. As soon as I can make it into the store, I'm going to get down there. Also, too, Kyle, like a lot yeah, of these goggles, Kyle, a lot of these goggle companies, they give the racers gog- special goggles. They don't sell the ones that they give to the racers. Foam, uh, vents, uh, frame sizes, all sorts of different things that uh, the guys you see on the track on Saturdays, 
That's not what they sell. Well, X-Brand goggles, uh, Tickle, Norin, Chisholm, Alex Ray, those are right off the shelf uh, goggles. If the guy's a heavy sweater, you'll put a pad on there. But other than that, it's the exact same goggle that you can buy, which other goggle companies do not do. So they do a good job, X-Brand, for these guys at the highest level. Yeah, I can vouch for that. You know, uh, Brock Tickle, who rides on our team, I, I watch Frankie Garcia, who builds the X-Brand service, who does the service. Not as good as I did, but whatever. Yep. Pull them out of the box and it just slaps tear-offs on them, and they're good to go. Um, I um, Even when I built goggles back in the day, that never happened. So, thanks, Kyle. Yeah. Thanks, man. Kyle, thank you, man. Thank you, man. That's, that's super nice of you, dude. Thank you, for sure. No problem, man. Thank Appreciate you, guys. It. Thanks. Uh, next up is Darkside. Darkside, what's up, bro? What's going on, man? Before I ask my question, you need to let Kyle know not to go to his local store and buy them, but to use your code at xruns.com. Either well, one. Either well, one. Get the dealers some money, and they can pay more. Either one, but, money. yeah, let's let's support those dealers, too, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, just meant ask you, I didn't get to hear at the beginning of the show, do you feel like Dallas was probably the worst track of the year so far? No. Did you guys talk about that? Um, it was pretty bad. Oakland uh, was worse, probably. Well, condition-wise, because of the rain, but I thought if Oakland was dry, it was a good track design and everything. Oh, for sure. If but I mean, dry. I mean, I think Darkside's talking about just the, the tr- in general. Yeah, dude, it was tough to pass. I mean, yeah. I all, overall, you know. because the sun and all that crap, I think it all played into. I mean, what was the track where the where Hill was that Oakland where Hill hit the in the Plessinger both fell in that corner where that two by four yeah. was taken out? Oakland, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. track was gnarly. Like it was down to the concrete in Dallas at a couple places. Um, I walked across the track at the end of the race to leave, and like I was blown away. Like how, like I mean, I'm walking, and there's sections where I'm slipping. You know what I mean? So those guys are out there riding on it. It's it was pretty gnarly. Artique, though, you can remember the Pontiac in Seattle days, though, Rich, <laughs> where you literally could yeah. not jump triples. Like you couldn't do it. You and, could barely you could barely walk around the track without losing your shoe. You just in that stuff, man, for sure. And then if Pontiac. you were a privateer, you had so much lime on your bike, yeah. it was ruined. <laughs> yeah, the pipe was done. You were calling Peyton the next week, begging for a new pipe, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Darkside, what else, man? Hey, I do have the X-Brand question. As you know, I've been wearing them forever. And um, with the new goggle, you've talked about maximum amount of tear-offs you can put on for the pros and a national. Has that number changed with those tear-off tabs? No, no, you're still, I mean, you're still good with, you know, 14 to, to you know, you can pr- probably put 28 on if you really try. Those tabs are super flexible, so, you know, they and they work really good. They, You know, these, these new tear-off tabs we have keep the tear-offs, the laminated tear-offs, tight against the lens, which keeps any water or dirt or stuff from getting in between the lens and the, and the stack of laminates, so... Um, and people are kind of scared of it a little bit, or they don't really know because we didn't do, you know, we did an RT job of, uh, which isn't a very good job of explaining it to the people. But yeah, these little tabs, you tuck the, you tuck the tear off underneath them, and um, it just keeps anything from getting back there. They work really well, really well. Yeah, they're, they're killer, man. I, I definitely, that's all I use. So awesome. All right. Yeah, that, that's all I got, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Darkside. Thank, Thank you, man. You. Appreciate okay. it. Rich Taylor from X-Brown Goggles on the Pulpomex Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Fly racing, you can get your X-Brown Goggles at BTOsports.com. RT, um, I just did a story on RacerX Online about McGrath's 96 season, 14-1, lost St. Louis, almost went undefeated in Supercross. Um, 
and you helped out with that a little bit. Uh, thanks for the for the contribution for that. A lot of it was really good about the uh, 96 bike itself, which you had a lot to do with it. Um, so thanks for the co- contribution. People can check it out on RacerX online. Yeah, you know what? If, if, if people listening to this haven't read that story yet, do yourself a favor. Like, I, I was there. Like, I... I lived that whole year in the midst of all of it and just reading the comments, you know, that McGrath was making and Emig was making and Phil and, and Denny Stevenson. Like I was so into it. I was, it's, it's a really, really good story. And I'm not just saying that cause you wrote it or whatever, <laughs> I, uh, but dude, honestly, like I dig that stuff. And I, and if you're a fan of moto, you gotta read that story. Just, it's really bitching listening to McGrath. You know, saying, yeah, I got along with Emig, but he was yeah. and he was arrogant and he was, you know, and I didn't dig it. And I just, if anyone was going to beat me, I didn't want it to be him. It just stuff like that where he just lets it go is Dude, it was, was pretty cool. I, I did not expect that from Jeremy. He was pretty critical of, of Emig. And I thought, you know, I thought they were kind of buddies now and this and that. I know there's a big rivalry back in the day. And I was surprised w- where Jeremy went a little bit with. Like he's like I, I wish it was anybody but Emig who beat I, me. I, I don't know if you've noticed this with Jeremy as he's getting a little bit older. He's 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 letting it out a little bit more how he really felt. Yeah, this yeah. interview was pretty gnarly. Like yeah. I expected more of like uh, yeah, you know whatever. Jeff's a good guy. I had my problems with him, but you know and uh, and he was not scared to talk about. Yeah, you know. It's just so cool to read, you know, and just to listen and, you know, just Denny's comments about how he's just, oh, I was at the strip club all yeah. day. I was just happy to make the main or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, or, oh, I was bummed I didn't make the main because I lost all my money. I just, yeah. just, that story is just so good, you know, factory just realizing that if he would have just taken it a little more serious, he, he, he would have, you know, he probably could have beat him. Yeah. You know, like, Yep, and, and then like, and those dudes were so gnarly. Skip talking about how St. Louis, like McGrath, didn't get to take a nap like he normally does. He didn't get to th- really regroup. He had to do a felt or a clear channel. Whoever was promoting it was parading him around the arena. And Skip, you can hear Skip kind of say like, "Ah, we let him down. Like he wasn't prepared. Like he normally should have been." And you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you know that's that's kind of in, in the way I see that. It's that's. A, a badass mechanic just kind of protecting his rider and yeah. maybe taking the fall when mm-hmm. it wasn't his fault. No, it, it wasn't his fault at all. You know, like not even like him, you know, trying to keep him away. But no, dude, it, it wasn't him, but it's, that's yeah. just somebody who cared about his rider so much that he's like, man, it's, it's my fault. It's my fault that he didn't win. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. You know? uh, the relationship those two had, I had, uh, I did a, when I had Jeremy, we're not um, promoting your show on this show. We're not going to promote I had, your inside I the had Jeremy show. in uh, in studio at my house, and uh, mm-hmm. I surprised him. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell him, and Skip showed up when they and they were both in studio, and uh, just the, <laughs> just the the camaraderie, you know, and the stories that they were telling about, you know, it, it was pretty pretty neat. Well, and and they it, haven't seen each other. They didn't see each other for a while. Oh really? Yeah. Um, Skip pretty, said in the story. He would have stayed with MC if he, MC would have stayed with Honda. Yeah, exactly. He, once Honda yeah. broke up, he said, "I'm out. Like I don't want to go to Suzuki. I don't want to leave Honda." You know. So. Yeah, but uh, he left Honda anyways. I know. I know. Uh, an RT. I asked RT about the St. Louis, and you were like, "I don't know. I just heard cheering. I was in the main event. I could just hear, I just <laughs> hear, hear everybody cheering." <laughs> no. Yeah, I could. Just the crowd going crazy. I was ready to pull off just to watch because I figured something crazy was happening. But. And, 
and then you've told us many times about that 96 CR, and I wanted to devote some time in that story to that bike because it was really good. Everybody talks about it, and I knew that you had done a lot of work with it, and you, you knew that bike inside and out from your R&D testing. And, uh, Did he have parts? Did Rich have some worse parts on his bike for that year, Rich? My kid? No, did you? Oh. Did you have any worse parts on your bike? Yeah, yeah, I got because uh, you know I was doing all the testing at the time and and stuff, and I had I had a linkage, um, and I had an older shock, and I had some older forks. At one point, I had one of Bale's cylinders, but to be honest, man, most of those years, like the like in '96 in the outdoors, I had that crazy Boswell carburetor on my bike, and I was whole shot in all those yeah. motos, but motos. But my cylinder was bone stock, like. Those Hondas were freaking good. You could just tweak them a little bit mm-hmm. with, with you know, I, with gearing and a little bit of you know a different pipe. Sometimes even the stock pipe was amazing on those things. Yeah, um, and uh, and they were fully competitive, man. Back then it was you know obviously a whole different story, but they were totally competitive. Those things were badass. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then uh, and then of course '97 the aluminum frame, like you said in the story, and you told us many times. They just started adding material to that thing, and it went from pretty good to downhill. And McGrath was open about it. I got, I remember he was battling with Wes McCoy, right? He was battling over being able to ride jet skis and this. Remember all that kind of stuff? But in the yeah, start, yeah, they they started getting really strict. I'll never forget him just going, "Yeah, they're telling me I can't go to the river." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's all <laughs> yeah. And in the story, he says like all of that. Yeah, that wasn't great or whatever, but it was the bike. That's why he left yeah. that '97 bike, um, which I found you interesting. Know, it, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because when you when we were talking about the comments, and I'm like, man, I, I'm in my mind, I'm pretty sure it was the bike was the reason he left. Yeah. I don't know if you, you remember that. Yep. And then when I read the story, he actually said that. I'm like, Whew. <laughs> glad he said that because I looked like kind of a fucking idiot. Or, well, when uh, I, an idiot. When I put him yeah. together, I. I you know, like I, when I build the story, I, I get them all transcribed, and I'm like, okay, so I make sure that your comment is right after or right before he says that to verify it. You know what I mean? It's a little yeah, bit of, a, yeah. of an editing thing that I do to make sure that everybody's kind of on the same track, you know? Um, you know, like Phil Lawrence said, he couldn't believe he beat Bradshaw. It was, like, so awesome at the Orlando opener. And then, you know, Bradshaw <laughs> said, I don't remember that at all, and I beat <laughs> Phil plenty of times, so I made sure to put that comment right after Phil said. Phil did beat him, though. Yeah. Yeah, Phil said how awesome it was. Yeah. Phil got second, right? Yeah. Bradshaw got yeah. third. So. No, the way you wrote that story is exactly right. Because then you read Bradshaw, and Bradshaw's like, oh, yeah, that's great. He beat me one time. I thought <laughs> yes. I beat him right. 25 or 30 times or something. I don't remember. Right, right, right. And yeah. Phil's saying it was his lifelong goal that he beat, beat Bradshaw. So, um, you know, that kind of stuff is always is always interesting to do and talk about. And, and everybody was, yeah. Denny said he was bummed he didn't make Tampa because he spent all day Friday at the strip club and he did the money for the main. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think that was classic. the same year. Uh, no, it was earlier when it was Tampa Supercross where Denny said him and Chicken stayed back at the Marriott, and every Hooter and every waitress at that Hooters in the week, one of them got one of the waiters waitresses at Hooters. <laughs> well, that's for sure a true story too, man. For sure, those uh, guys. Jeez, Chicken sounded like Chicken sounds. Like he was out of hand the whole time he rode Factory Cowie and everything. Like, I, I well, he had Lachine in front of him, so he probably said Lachine got away with it. Why can't I? But like Lachine, I don't know. I guess I don't feel like Dogger was as nuts as Chicken. Maybe, but 
Like between chicken, chicken is pretty crazy. Chicken when he rode Yamaha's privateer Yamaha's for NCY that uh, what year was that? 90, yeah, ninety four. Uh, ninety four or whatever. Yeah, I hauled his bike around. Marshall was his mechanic, and uh, I hauled his bike around in my box van. And dude, just you know, him and his his girlfriend would show up with him, and his even his mom and dad would show up, and they'd be hanging out at my box van because he pit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> just the stuff that he would do and just his girlfriend there. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, oh, it's somebody else around the corner. Just, you know, I don't want to get too into it, but I'd just be like, you got to be freaking kidding me right now. Yeah. Like just craziness. Between craziness. Mike Craig and Chicken, there are literally a thousand stories. <laughs> a thousand. A thousand. I mean, yeah, just everybody sure. and everybody in the industry has a Chicken or a Mike Craig story that's been around at all. <laughs> Every single person's gone, oh, God, that happened to you. Well, this will happen to me, you know. Like, yeah. Just, yep. Yep. Those crazy. The, those were good times. And Watson was in the middle no. of it. No, I wasn't. Watson, no. Watson's just standing. He's just sitting there being quiet. He knows everything. What do you remember? Like, what's your first memory of Watson, RT? Oh, dude, I knew Watson when he was doing the local Golden States with Ross. With, uh, Who? Uh, what's his name? Slippy. No, 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 no. Crumb. 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 Oh, Crumb. No. I never worked. worked for, uh, no, I worked for Slippy at, a, at an outdoor national at the last two in 93. Who's Slippy? Oh, you were working for Brian Crumb Roth. Back then. Oh, Brian then, Roth. Oh. Then you worked for, yeah, for yeah. Brian Roth, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've known him. Yeah. But Roth I remember, no, then. I knew you before that when I worked for Trittler. At at LACR was the first time I met you, and you were riding a Suzuki, and I oh, you dude, were the, you, were, you were a test though. rider. For, for, was that uh, when he had the potato on his helmet? No, I don't remember. No, sure I just remember he had his blonde yeah. hair, like really good looking dude, had super sick gear on, <laughs> answer gear. Yeah, well, and I'm like, fuck no. that dude's fucking. Okay, uh, Brian Roth, short guy, like stocky, right? Two forty four, like a short stocky dude. Yeah, right. Yeah, Brian Roth. Yeah. I remember that. Slippy. Yeah. Because he'd always slip the clutch. Oh. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Crummy. Crummy was Bakersfield or something? Yeah, exactly. Is that where he lived? S- yeah, Slippy was from Dang. Sacramento. Uh, Watson tells Crummy's him. still in Bakersfield, yeah. Watson's, that's when Watson, when you say you really had no idea how to be a mechanic. I didn't. <laughs> I really didn't. And the, the first time I really got any kind of education was from Dave Myers. Uh, CPE checkpoint engineering. You yeah, remember that guy? Yeah, it's Sacramento, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember Scott Myers' dad? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. I just talked to Myers actually last week or something. What do you need? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, hey, how about uh, just real quick yeah. though, not to get too far off the subject, but how about that Ricky Ryan podcast you did? Dude? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that, you, that's another one that's pretty, like, he's a pretty fascinating dude. Like, that you, most of the people don't even realize it, you know? No, I, I could not believe, first of all, like, all these guys in the 80s. I don't know if it's Jim was he, Hall. Was he 80s or, yeah. like, early 90s? No, 80s. He, he was in Europe in 88. Do you, think, do you think that dude, if he got help, like, he could have done good? Like, if. Oh, dude. He's, he was gnarly, man. Like, like he, yeah. Like, I mean, he won Daytona, and if you listen to the podcast, it's pretty cool because he, 
you know, he talks about like he's just like, no, I didn't even save the trophy. Like, right. you know, what? because he, he didn't feel like he earned it. Because, uh, you know, the top guys, Han, I think, or Bowen or somebody. Yeah, Bowen broke, Bowen broke and RJ crashed and Wardy crashed and it was a mud race. And, and I said, where's yeah. your trophy? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, you won 87 Daytona Supercross. You don't know where the trophy is. Nah. <laughs> no, nah, I don't care. Shit, that thing would be mounted on my freaking hood. I got the summer cross thing sitting there forever. Dude, I got this right here. Yeah. It's going home with me, bro. Um, and, like, those guys, like, Jim Hawley's the same way. Like, Hawley got a fact. Okay, so Jim Hawley in 86, uh, factory Yamaha ride after being a privateer forever. He goes and gets number, he was number 12. He goes and gets number 10 overall in 86 for, for at the end of 86. Yamaha drops him. And I'm like, Jim, like, that's really good number 10. Um, you know, Yamaha screwed you. They should have. They shouldn't have ever dropped you. And Hawley's just like, I didn't win. I didn't win. I didn't do my job. I'm like, Jim, you were never beating RJ. Like, if Yamaha said to you, like, oh, we're gonna hire you to beat RJ and Wardy, like, it was never gonna happen. But these guys, Rich, they're like gnarly. And Ricky Ryan was that way, where they're like, ah, I was garbage. That's the difference between the riders between now and then. They're like, oh, fifth place, that's good enough to get me a fucking million dollar ride. <laughs> and Jim Hawley's like, yeah, I sucked. I, I sucked. Dude, that's a perfect example. Like Jim Hawley, when he when he used to make his Japanese guys run back to the hotel yeah. from yeah. the track because <laughs> they got fucking 15th. You know, right. and they're, they're all laughing after the race and high-fiving. And he's like, oh, you think that's good? You know, let's yeah. go. And he would run next to him. I know. It's just crazy. Those guys, Rich, I've done a bunch of those podcasts with the guys, and they're just so gnarly. They're just like, yeah, whatever. I was seventh. Yeah, I, was, I sucked. And you're like, dude, you're seventh, you know, or whatever. Yeah, it was a different different mentality for sure back then. Did you totally listen, different. Did you ever listen to my JoJo podcast? No, but I'd love to. You yeah, gotta... JoJo was awesome. I used to hang out with JoJo quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> of course was, you he did. He was really good buddies. Well, he was really good buddies with Hannah. Yep. And and so I I had met him years ago when he used to come to Idaho and stuff when I was, you know, before I was even really racing. And so when I went onto the circuit, whenever I'd see him, I'd, you know, we'd hang out and go riding when I was back east and stuff. So, yeah, he's he's a, he's hilarious, man. I could I, I want to listen to it for sure. Yeah. Is that when you went when you were on the US ski team? That was after, yeah. Well, when I met him, yeah. yeah. Dude, I can't believe you were on the U.S. ski team with Peekaboo Street. Shut up, well, Watson. I was, I was on a, I was on a development team. She was on the real team. I wasn't. Dude, I give yourself some credit, dude. Fun. Just like Jim Hawley. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on, dude. Give yourself no. some credit, dude. You are the next Franz Klammer. <laughs> Not quite. Yeah. Dave Mirror, but, uh, Mirror. What are those skiers? Steve Perborski was Canadian the, top skier. The mayor, the mayor, the mayor brothers. Yeah, the mayor yeah, brothers. Was... What about what about Steve Perborski? Steve who? Perborski. Yeah. Never the, heard of him. Canadian. What, what did they call him? The crazy Canucks. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they were good. Yeah, yeah. Canadians. <laughs> um, all right, RT, we're going to let you go. Uh, XBrandGoggles.com, EKSBrandGoggles.com. Uh, check them out. Use the code PulpShow17 to save. Brand new goggle. It's not even brand new anymore, but uh, go check it out. Brand, uh, hey, RT, are you coming down this week? Are you going to be at? I was uh, going to go down there. I was actually going to wear it. When are you coming back? Uh, tomorrow. I was going to come down there tomorrow when we're done. I got to be at Glen Helen all day. And then. Uh, what, can you, what can you tell us about the 2018 RMZ? Nobody listens to the show. Nothing. It's, hey. uh, it's yellow. Uh, yellow and geez. got some blue on it. That picture everybody's seen kind of looks just like it, sort of, kind of, exactly. <laughs> so, um, okay, 
Right. Hey, uh, it's it's getting it's going to be good. Good, it's, it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, uh, yeah. I'll text you here in a little bit. Thanks, RT. Okay. Hey, and real quick before yep. I go, um, and you guys may have already hit on this earlier in the show, but uh, Colton Eck wadded up, or actually, he didn't even he got wadded right. up. He yeah, got landed on. I think you guys all know that. You may have already talked about it, but no, his, we did not. But you yeah. know, yep. He's he's just he's one of our athletes, and my kid actually trains with him every day, and he's a good dude, you know. And and yeah, uh, he is a nice guy. Pretty yep. jacked up. He's going to come through it really lucky. Like if you see the footage of what happened, holy crap! Can can I? Like, can, be- I don't want to bag on Kyle White for jumping the triple, but what are you doing jumping the triple? It's late in the race. You're not going to qualify, bro. Like you see the guy ahead of you checked up. I don't know. I just yeah, yeah. you know, Rich. You uh, know, I I actually I. Yeah, I I'm sure you guys remember Billy Frank back yeah. in the day. I'm dating myself, but I, in practice at uh, probably '94 at the Coliseum, I actually landed on him the exact same way off a triple in practice, wow. and uh, I had no idea he wasn't jumping. I followed him for three laps. He jumped at all three laps, and then we went up to the jump the exact same speed, and and everything was good because there was like a quad before it that we were jumping and then hitting this triple and he checked up at the last minute and I landed on him and smashed his face and no. jacked him all up. So, Jeez. I mean, it's easy to say, what was that idiot doing? What are you, how stupid, but dude, and, and I mean, when you come out and your head's down and you look up and then all of a sudden, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not giving the kid excuses, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was an unfortunate thing that happened and, and it happened, man. But, but you know, Colton, he's, he's doing good. He's in, he's going to be in the hospital for a while and, and he's, he's pretty jacked up, but he's going to come through it. I think. All right. Oh, We're cool. still kind good. of crossing our fingers. Hey, and, Rich, so, you know, know, so, you yeah. know, uh, I talked to Jason and Jeff, uh, I have the road to recovery. They're, uh, already moving forward to, you know, get the ball rolling to help him his recovery and make sure, you know, all, everything's getting taken care of in the right way. So definitely uh, give a shout out. So I, 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 as soon as it happened, I was on the phone, like I was in the press box looking down, texting Jason, like, get, let's yeah. get moving forward. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up. And uh, hold on, we, sure. we got one last call for RT here. Nash, make it quick. I, it's quick. RT, I just wanted to say thanks for, the, the product you guys are making, but really cool story. In the summer, I called in for some stuff, and you were on the road with your boys. And I ended up talking to Hook for like half an hour, 45 minutes. Oh, boy. Your dad is awesome. <laughs> he was telling me the bad, most badass stories about roll-off development, all kinds of proprietary <laughs> stuff that he was messing with. Oh, it was awesome, man, for real. Tell your pop thanks a million. That was great. All right. Um, I Dude, will. he'll tell anybody. He'll listen to anybody that will listen. What Nash? Talk. Did he talk about the fan goggle? The Smith fan? Oh, the fan goggle talked about how he, he RJ came up, and he was trying to introduce RJ to this stuff and keep it on the down low. And uh, Awesome. Unbelievable. Steve, you got to do a podcast with Hawk. I probably should. Again? Yeah, it'd be good. Thanks. Thanks, Nash. Dude. Gen four, see. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I remember when everybody had to run Smith roll offs, but they had to like either put a sticker on or yeah. some guys just didn't even bother. Yeah. They ran Smith roll offs with like Scotts or Oakleys or whatever, like back in the day. Everybody. Well, just a real quick story about that. The yeah. funny thing is, when they first started doing that, like when roll offs started getting really popular, and you know, you'll see the line, you'll see the first turn at back when Bale was racing and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the early 80s, every guy had roll-offs on. 
and Oakley was putting a sticker over our, our Smith logo. Mm-hmm. And my dad like went to the lawyers and was like, are they allowed to do that? And the lawyers were like, heck no. So they sent him a cease and assist where we were basically going to sue Oakley because mm-hmm. they were putting their sticker over our logo. Yeah. Yeah. It was like false advertising. Yeah, so then towards the end, all you saw was Smith roll off. So we started making them fluorescent orange and fluorescent <laughs> yellow. So they just really stood out. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty fun. yeah I, my dad had it figured out for sure. There's photos of dudes like in indoor supercrosses with roll offs on. Guys just ran yeah, them. Yeah. They just ran them indoors. You're like, what do you? Well, guys- they, they ran the lenses. They didn't run the the film. They just ran the canisters on the lens. <laughs> Dude, a lot of them ran it because you know. Back, remember, got to remember back then you didn't have uh, you didn't have laminate. Yeah, that's a good point. So, You're right. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Pretty good, funny. Good pretty times. Funny. Thanks, RT. Thanks for the time tonight. Appreciate it. Please. Thank you. Talk, uh, we'll talk soon. All Thanks, right. Kenny Watson. I'll talk to you. All right. All right. See you. Rich Taylor, everybody, from xbrandgoggles, xbrand.com. Second commercial break of the night here. Come back with Kenny Watson song. Wrap it up with a few more segments and uh, much more coming up. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Be right back. I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki, and you're listening to The Pulp Show, and Steve Mathis is an idiot. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and fly racing. Flyracing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Flyracing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyraising.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative 
innovative products and how you can outfit your build. Enfab. Get your truck in gear. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows, they might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Race Tech suspension and engines, great guys. They've been with us for a number of years now. You know what Race Tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose Race Tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil, change the bushings, change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. PulpMX17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Racetech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. Attention KTM riders. Need a little orange bling for your KTM? Maybe some cool new KTM power wear? Or just a few parts to freshen up your ride? 
Whatever you're looking for, KTM Parts Express is your place to shop. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. With over 40 years experience in the motorcycle industry, customer service is our specialty. Our warehouse is packed full of the latest KTM Powerwear clothing, Powerwear accessories, and genuine KTM replacement parts. Huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. Use the code PULPMX to save 15% off your order. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right Gearing for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, hard coat silver, and our long lasting laser cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines, brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. E.K. Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D Chain by E.K. The first thing you will notice about the 3D Chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support. I 
WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit. Pivotworks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, Pivotworks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years in business, Pivotworks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And Pivotworks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to Pivotworks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride Pivotworks. 
Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica JPS Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented ProLaunch Start Device, radiator saving radiator braces, or the unique Tack Hour Meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer.
back, everybody. Pump Vex Show is presented by BTOSports.com. Fly Racing. The great Kenny Watson in studio who cannot believe how fast the time is going. The great. And that song was dedicated for the innovation trophy that's coming home. Maybe we'll take a photo of that if Marks isn't. What are you doing, Marks? Where are you going? Get something to drink, dude. He's not authorized to get something to drink during showtime. Yeah. We just, coming a, home. we just had a commercial break and he couldn't get a drink then? Nope. 702-586-7857. We're wrapping it up here. I do what I want. boy. Um, you know what? There was a guy that sat in that chair that said the same kind of things. He's gone now. He's gone. Who's that? Okay. He's gone. He's gone, Mama. I'm going home. He still comes back once in a while. I still talk to sits all the time. I don't know doesn't he come back on Thursdays? <laughs> no, I don't know who sits over there on Thursdays. How about Gibbs giving me a shout-out on the voicemail? Oh, yeah. That was nice. Did, did we not play that on the show? No, we did not. It was at the oh, end? Yeah, it was. we played it the end at the end when we weren't actually on right yeah what happened uh nfab you don't drive us you don't ride a stock bike why drive a stock truck probably built in houston texas usa jeep truck and suv parts big sponsors of the uh, jgr suzuki rigs what's going on what is going on with our buddy coy and j-bone and they're they have a black cloud over their uh, deal man it's as bad as when they were left watch Shugle at, in intermission. <laughs> Remember that? That made your day. <laughs> that made your probably month. Oh, man. I don't, you know, man, I became pretty good friends with Koi. And, you know, I've always been tight with Jeremy. And, you know, I know that the effort that they put in to get out there this year, and it, it just, that's just, that was just a bad deal, man. Just to see those guys, you know. And, you know, hopefully Phil comes, I mean, uh, uh, and, and what's the what's going on with uh, the 51, you know? He's coming back uh, probably not this week. Probably Atlanta. Has he been on the bike? I think so, yeah. Cool. Um, N-Fab.com. radio, bros. N-Fab.com. Probably built Houston, Texas. This is the JGR check-in with Jeremy Albrecht. I, uh, I called him, or I went into the truck before the day started to kind of catch up on everything that's going on. Of course, Filthy Phil, bad crash at press day. Phil's going to probably be out for a while. And uh, I caught up to uh, Jeremy Albrecht about that, about Weimer, about Barsha, and more. Uh, here we go. Here's the NFAB JGR check-in. All right, Jeremy Albrecht, NFAB JGR check-in with you. Man, I, I feel sorry for you guys. Uh, Phil crashed yesterday. You presently have no riders that you originally hired to start the year. What is going on with, the, with you guys? Yeah, nothing's going on with us. Just bad luck, I guess. It's like driving your uh, truck and have MFAB bumpers fall off on the freeway, I guess, is what it feels like. But uh, we're going like to put it back a, on. It's like having a Ridgeline with no product. Yeah, no ridgelines. We don't do those. We do yeah. tundras over here. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. we uh, tough deal. It's not. Yeah, it's not really what any of us planned. Everyone's the bummer is everyone loves the bike. They handle great. We're excited. Suzuki's super cool to us. We're all happy with all our new stuff, new semi, and the things just aren't aren't going to plan. And you know, the positive is Justin started riding on Monday. Michelle, you got released to ride. 
I did hire Peters to ride the next couple just to let Bichelia come back whenever he wants. If they, if Bichelia's ready, two guys will ride. Um, I didn't know all this was going to happen, though. <laughs> and I was trying to decide, should I put Phil on mm-hmm. a 450 or not? The bummer is that decision's made. But, uh, yeah, we're it's, it's, it's a struggle on, on that side for sure. And, you know, I feel really bad for Phil. I feel bad for Justin getting hurt and Weston. Weston was riding great. But, you know, the thing is in our sport, you need to – you know, you need to hang it out. That's the thing. So I don't. I'd rather them hang it out and get hurt than ride around and last. No, it's true. It's a it's a tough deal, and it's part of the sport for everybody. I, you know, you guys have been hit before injuries. Um, Peters, what came into the decision? Obviously, like you said, Matt's healing up. But why Peters? Uh, he he was around our area. We were talking to him anyway. Uh, Wheeler and I were discussing what our options were. He's riding on the factory Suzuki team in Australia, and it doesn't start till April. So we knew we had a guy that was already a Suzuki guy that we could use that he's light and little and thought he'd be good on a 250 and that just kind of kind of fit and he happened to come in our shop and i asked him if he'd be interested if it came so up all, all you had to do is go in the shop that day yeah <laughs> maybe i should have showed up should have showed up <laughs> hey he walked by my office and i go hey uh my, matt hasn't got a release yet if i happen to need somebody you interested he goes oh for sure yeah oh, so wow. I called him on it <laughs> Attention riders, just walk into JGR shop. You could get hired. All there, please don't send them. I already get enough text and uh, phone calls, but yeah, I mean it's kind of, you know, he was riding a Suzuki. I think he also did good last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he is one of the guys we were thinking about earlier, but obviously Matt got picked because the team thought he did a good job last year when James was hurt and filling in. They thought he did a great job, so he was a good pick. And then I won Phil because he's our guy, and he was a good pick. So it wasn't really that he got overshadowed. We just didn't have enough spots because we didn't have room in this truck. Uh, Barsha back next week or for sure by Atlanta? Uh, there's nothing for sure, but okay. you know I haven't uh, got any any for sure answers either way. I'm hoping, but I haven't. Uh, there's no. I mean, even if he told me for sure, it doesn't mean for sure. Until he shows up at the bubble. You never know. I mean, like Phil, he should have. Yeah. He was for sure supposed to be here. <laughs> Didn't happen. Uh, what do you think of Weimer so far? You pulled him off for a four-race deal. That looks like it's going to keep on going up and down rides. Um, one, you know, some issues with the electronics one weekend. But overall, how's that been with the Weimer and JGR thing? Yeah, I, I, we love I, I never really knew Weimer that good. He's an awesome guy. I'm How did actually, you not know him? I don't know. I've seen him around. I talked to him. But never, you know, until you actually have some in your truck you talk to more than hey how's it going right. like I've hey how's it going I know who Jake Weimer is yeah, but I've never like had dinner with him or yeah. sat with him or talked to him as much as I've talked to him lately and just getting to know him and he's a super nice guy I want him to do well um, you know I haven't committed all year because I feel like I just need to see a little something um, but I you know I need a guy and he's doing a great job we like him um, yeah, the first race was actually better than expected. And then after that, you know, I think maybe his expectation came up. And then, you know, maybe pushing that next level is, is where we're missing. So uh, we talked about today if he's going to be on the rest of the time. And Supercross, that he should come back and work with us a little more at the, at the, you know, instead of just trying to do it little by little. Like, we haven't really put a lot into, you know, we try some things every weekend to get him comfortable. But we haven't really, because it was last minute and we haven't really, really know how long it's going to go, we haven't really fully I guess we fully committed but not totally the way we should so if uh, if he's a guy we're going to put a little more into this and try to get more comfortable 
Well, yeah, tough deal for you guys. Hopefully, uh, Barcher comes back and starts killing it. Um, feel bad for you guys, but um, thanks for doing the NFAB JGR check-in. Um, is there is are these injuries at all Johnny's fault? Uh, no. They're definitely not Johnny's fault. Okay. The good thing, I would say Johnny is doing a great job. Everyone on team doing that was Johnny standing there, but it's Dean. Are these injuries Dean's fault? Are these injuries Dean's fault? Unless he watered the track at Glendale, but then you still can't say that's the problem either because th- really the problem with Weston's injury is he was so confident and riding so good. Because he had done press day. Press day, he wanted to do the same jumps he was doing. He just did a little too early. Other than that, I mean, it was muddy for everybody. He just, because he already because he already did the jumps, he felt comfortable. And then uh, Phil, I mean, is this a freak deal? It, it's, it happens in our sport. Uh, Matt, he just overjumped a jump. He didn't even crash. He didn't even do anything weird. He just landed funny. And then Justin uh, chain broke. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't anyone here's fault. None of us made the chain. Yep. We don't even know why it broke to this day. We uh, we don't know. Right. Freak deal. N-Fab.com. Go get some stuff for your truck. Thanks, Jayvon. Yep, you got it. Right. Jeremy Albrecht on the NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in. Yeah, tough deal for them. But, but, but you know, Watson, um, you, geez, you, you had Bonnie, Tedesco, Hill, um, Daniel McCoy got hurt. Like you got, you had a couple of years like that too. Oh yeah, where you guys were just like, just like, just like who's riding that partridge or whatever. Yeah, like, partridge hill. I mean, dude, we had. I mean, that one year in twelve, we had four guys, and we were down to one guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I remember at Anaheim one, we had a full squad, and we left there with two. The next race. We were down to one after Dodger Stadium. I mean, it was crazy. That's why, like, I don't like. There's talks of expanding Supercross to 25 rounds. It's crazy. What, what do you want these guys to do, dude? They can't. They can't even make it through 17. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Our sport is full of injuries these days, and a lot. Some of it has to do with the bike. Absolutely, I agree with that. The four strokes, um, but 25 rounds of Supercross. Who's going to be left standing? So. Uh, that's anyway, so yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, bummer deal for those guys. Yeah, just like J Bone said, though. I mean, a lot of those injuries are just out of the out of the realm. You know, they're just doing what they do, and the yeah. sport's dangerous. Well, you know? Phil's bike apparently cut out when he crashed, and Barsha broke a chain, and those are things that happen in uh, automobile or motorcycle racing. There are literally yes. thousands of parts moving at high RPM. Yep, and I hate to be. Oh, that happens, but that happens. And, you know, the, you see it all the time in NASCAR, F1, whatever, and shit goes sideways, and these parts are being stressed to the max for maximum. That's what's, that's what's gnarly about Supercross and Motocross racing, though. A NASCAR or any of these other type of racing, MotoGP and all these guys, they don't go do laps during the week. Yeah. Like, they're not out there. They got you know, like four tests a year or something. Yeah, they're yeah. not out there jumping triples and, yeah. you know, doing what these guys do on the weekends three days out of the week yeah. and then go race four days. I mean, they're on their bike doing this four days out of the week. Yeah. So do that four days a week and then add, you know, another 10 races or whatever they want to do. Yeah. I mean, it's just a recipe for disaster. Absolutely. 702 586 757, calling time, leave a voicemail. It's like 47 voicemails this week, but uh, here's the best of the best that was this week. Hey, my name's Greg from up in Washington. Sound like you know, my, one of my questions is, uh, why are the KTMs and the Huskies, it seems like all the, both them brands of bikes, 
are having a hard time with all the loots this year. It just seems like the the Japanese got their shit together or something. Well, I mean, this... And, uh, go ahead. And I'm a first-time caller, a long-time listener. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, this week, it was the top ten was full of KTMs and Huskies. Yep. So, uh, I don't know. Whatever. What's uh, up? What's up? What the fuck? Why do y'all keep fucking posting that Ryan Dungey went to Florida bullshit on y'all's Facebook? Racer X fucking sponsor it. Sponsors that damn post every fucking day. Can you please stop posting it before I lose my goddamn mind? Sounds like you uh, already have, bro. Uh, don't do drugs and, and call in the voicemails. I don't know what this guy's talking about. Does anybody have any idea? Anything to do with pulp? Dungey going to Florida? I, I don't know what. I know nothing about pulp I anyway. So. Yeah, I don't know what this guy's deal is. I don't know what he's talking about. Okay. Why'd you pick his voicemail then? Because maybe somebody would know. But I guess I should have thought it was you. But maybe you know, Travis. I don't know. I Nope. News to me. And thank you. Hey, Steve, and whoever else is in studio tonight, just had a quick question. I was at Oakland Supercross over the weekend, and uh, it was, you know, a day race. Races were over early. So we're at the hotel in the bar. It's, you know, like 10 o'clock, and some people I was with, you know, they've been drinking or whatever. They were kind of loud, and we walk in, and they're like, everybody inside that bar was a part of the industry. And I'm kind of a big fan, and so I was kind of stoked. But I'm looking around, and everybody's kind of looking at us, and, you know, they were being kind of loud, and I'm, I'm almost, like, embarrassed. But anyways, Roger DeCoster gets up, and he walks, like, within six inches from me. And I wanted to say something, but then I didn't because I didn't want to bug him, kind of a thing. He's eating dinner with some people, and then he got up to talk to somebody else and walk right past me again. Basically, my question is, like, in that situation, you know, obviously there's alcohol involved and whatnot, and, you know, you don't want to embarrass yourself. But all I'm asking is, so when these guys are out and it's dinner and it's after the race and they're in the bar hanging out, I mean, I want to approach them, but I'm not trying to bug anybody. I mean, what what do you and the people that you have in studio, what, how do they feel about that? I mean, when's a good time? You know, I'm, I'm a big fan and I, I know a lot about a lot of the writers and things and whatnot. And there's things that I want to ask, but I don't want to be that one fan. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, just want to know your opinion. Great show. Love everything you guys do. Have a good day. Bye. Watson. My advice to you is don't approach them when they're eating. That's the number one no-no when you come to someone's table when they're eating. And they're human beings just like you. And especially a guy like Roger DeCoster, he's class act. He would talk to you, and he would probably be more shy than you would be. And he would, you know, take a picture or probably do whatever. But... uh I, I, everybody's pretty cool in this industry. No one's going to be a dick to you. You know, everyone will talk well, to you. Um, if they're, if, if me, me and Watson are hanging out, which we often do after the races at, at bars and stuff, um, say hi or ask for a photo if they have that moment, but don't like hang out and grill them with question after question after question. Yeah, just do your take care if you just want a yeah, photo or go an autograph. Go in and be like, do it, autograph, and then, photo, and then uh, scram. Thank you. Love your 
team, yeah. love your ride, and then just kind of go on your way. Yeah, you're not going to sit there, hey, you know. Yeah, remember in, in 94 when you passed that guy on the inside and, you know, yeah. whatever. So just, yeah. Yeah, we'll get that straight. We don't hang out because I don't go to bars and neither do you. Okay. We go to the hotel and go to sleep. <laughs> Dude, bro, remember all those hookers and the lines of Coke and stuff? Remember? What was that? Just last couple weeks ago, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Can I get a SoCal hole? I'm so, like, I'm, I, I'm old. I don't go to those parties. I don't want to go to those parties. It's crazy. Our team, uh, majority of them, like Mitch said, there's a lot of like younger guys on our yeah. team, and they all went out last on Saturday night, and they went out with like the the new Miss Supercross and Gina and Travis, a bunch of our, you know, everybody went out. Yeah. And I'm like, they're all you going, and I'm like, <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. About to bed. Well. In the morning, when I seen a couple of those guys that went out, yeah. they were not. They were. I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be like, uh, uh, you know, walk up. I did all that though. I feel like I did all that. I feel like I did a lot of that in my time. And now, and you know what the difference is? What? Nothing. No. No. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, no. Nothing. It's, it's the <laughs> I, same I, fucking bullshit. I, I just. First of all, none of the riders even like me to hang out with me, except for Phil and like Alex Martin or whatever, and Zacho. But, yeah, and they're not going to the bar. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, I don't care. I, I don't. I hear so many stories about like this chick and that rider, and, and I, okay, all right, whatever. It's uh, it's the same circle of it, it, it's, the, it's same. the same exact shit. It's the same bar. It's the same people. You get drunk. The same people do the stupid shit. It might not be the same people, but it's the same circle. Like there's a few people think they need to be that that wild guy, and you know, it's just it's yeah. over. It's overrated. Yeah, it's just, totally overrated. Yeah, I guess it's lame, and I don't think it's gnarly as it was back in the day. No, probably like, not. I mean, dude, it was like pretty much everybody went out. Seemed like it. Yeah, or Don Stevenson would be in the parking lot drinking V8s on his cooler. <laughs> <laughs> you good, Steve Ben from Australia, mate. Uh, I don't normally ring up, but after listening to fucking brain dead idiot Brian Swink's message. What sort of a dog is that bloke? Rings up, acting all tough on the phone, saying he's going to beat DV up, carrying on like a fucking idiot. Ben says he's going to punch him when he's not looking. We've got a word for that over in Australia. It's called being a dog cunt. Sorry for swearing. I know Turkey doesn't like that word, but there's nothing more to say about him. He's mm-hmm. just a dog. He needs to go back, pull the needle out of his arm, and go and sit in his little junky house where he comes from. And stop trying to act tough on the phone because it just doesn't suit him. Thanks, Steve. People are angry. Mathis, Todd from Indiana. Just got done with some Monday night show with the uh, MX Vice guy. I uh, forget his name. And, and Noof. Um, Noof did good. Uh, you know, he had that great one liner about, um, um, yeah, but then he had that good point about. Um, <laughs> Poor Noof. Yeah. And it was really funny whenever he said, uh, maybe you should get GL GL back in studio. Just kidding. Good show. Keep it up, boys. See you. Yeah, I'm calling from Vancouver Island, Canada. It's Brad Jackson. I'm calling because I just listened to your show talking about people coming into the house with their shoes on. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say, I'm with you, Steve. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yep. I don't understand. Sometimes when I'm out walking around in my shoes, I'm stepping on all sorts of disgusting shit. And I'm going to come home, and I'm going to walk all over my carpet, flooring, whatever I have. And then later in the night, when 
I don't have my shoes on. I'm going to walk around in my bare feet all over whatever the hell is on my floor. I actually lose my shit when people come into the house with their shoes on. I think it's totally disrespectful and short-sighted. Um, Grant Langston, he is the shit. Thanks. I don't know who the hell this Grant Langston character y'all keep talking about is, but y'all need to get that Noof guy back in. He did a great fucking job. All right. There you later. Go. Good job, Noof. Hey, Steve. It's Bo. Um, I'm just listening to your podcast where you're playing the voicemail from Swank complaining about DV, and I, I've never heard him that coherent before. Um, I didn't get into Moto and, until after he was long gone. I, I've heard him on your show in the past, and the guy sounded like the, the times he had been on the show before, like he couldn't form a coherent thought, like he'd done too much stuff in his younger days that like killed so many brain cells. I don't know his history, um, but I mean, I don't understand what he's so mad about. I don't disrespecting think the East Coast. Off of him, DB the East Coast. Go to bed. Money off of the money he invested from his winnings whenever he was racing. You can't do pods over the phone, right? You're not set up with that. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say you should do a swink. Well, I can call. He can call in. Oh, well, that's what I meant. Uh, not if he had a hybrid. I've, I've already done one. I've already done two with him. Yeah, that's true. You have uh, BTOSports.com. All you guys that listen to the show, whether it's a, a UTV or a dirt bike or whatever, they all, they all have passion for motorsports. And BTO Sports, their foundation is built around family, which allows them to share unparalleled customer service, knowing that they share common interests with you people. Free three-day express orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motocross parts and apparel for well over a decade. Uh, go there, mention Pulp MX, call, mention Pulp MX, put Pulp MX in the, um, in the coupon code area and uh, get a hell of a deal for anything that BTOsports.com has. And uh, this is the BTOsports.com. Tweet it, Travis. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. BTOsports.com at Pulp MX Show on Twitter. And uh, these are the best of the best that Travis Marks over there pulled out. Hello. I always pull out. How do you feel about Watson's appearance in the studio tonight? It's been strong. Yeah? Yeah. He brought it. Uh, he brought it. He brought it. Okay. You pulpy. asked me to bring the heat. I brought it mild. He's, he's eyeing the pulpy. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, this one's from Tyson Stegall. Ask, ask K-Dub one thing that is harder than he thought and one thing that is easier about doing his own podcast. Uh, that's a good question. Harder is to think of strong guests to, you know, keep it interesting. Mm -hmm. And easier is to come up with content when it's like someone that I know very, very well and it just rolls off my tongue. Yeah. You like keep going. Yeah. yeah. But I've learned, it makes it a lot easier for me, no matter who it is. If I do a script. Yeah. I do one every single time. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know, really know what I was doing and I got into it and, you know, just made the little notes just to go off of not right. like reading it, but yeah. just, you know, yeah. I mean, I have, Notes in front of me here um, for Peyton. It just says, "Congrats on Hill, time mains, 
uh, yeah, just the bullet, like, just the bullet just, points. Yeah, just basic stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, this one's from AMA Doris. Theoretically, Stu doesn't score a point in 2017, and someone chooses number seven. Does seven gear lose prestige? No, because he got enough points last year to qualify. Barely, but enough. So if he doesn't get enough points this year, he can always apply and say injuries or didn't get a ride or whatever, and they will let him keep it for 18. Um, so they're pretty lax on that, bro. They're not going to – they'll let him keep it. The people are – all over that, like Stu losing his number, like even last year, he got enough points, but that was a conversation for a while. They're not going to take his number. It's James Stewart. Do you think if Mookie was eligible and that number seven was available, he would take it, or would he want his own identity? I think he would take it if he could. He's got to win. He's yeah. far from getting it, but I think James races this year on a Honda at some point with Mookie. And see how he does. See how he does. Has he ridden? I don't know, dude. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I got a little inside scoop on someone that that knows and said that he got suspension back. He got the bike all set up, and he hasn't ridden it yet. Oh, okay. But I could be wrong. They could be wrong. Someone's, and that that's total secondhand news. So. Speaking of Suzuki and Stu, what's Mike Webb doing now? It's a good question. Don't know? Okay. No idea. Good dude, though. Uh, David Leeser wants to know, K-Dub, how much money has NYK taken from you at the poker table, and who have you won the most money from? NYK? NYK does. No, I don't think I've ever played poker with Nick Way. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think he would Nick play poker. poker guy. I don't yeah. think he works too hard for his money to throw it away like us idiots. And I would have to say... Uh, and I hate to say this, it either have to be Skip Norfolk or Dan Truman. That you've taken. That I've taken from them, or are they taken from me? That you've taken money from. Oh, probably Ivan Tedesco, because he, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and he just throws it in, and he didn't care. But I... Does, I, does I RC play? Who? RC play poker? No. No, the thing is, like, back in the day, like, when we used to play poker, it was so, like, like, we play on airplanes. We weren't playing poker. We were playing just stupid games, like, three, five, seven, you know what I mean? And Um, Or or you just pull a card like this. You'd have a deck of cards, and whatever high card would win, like, you pick... You know, and and, yeah, yeah. and people would just throw money in the like it would cost ten dollars, and you throw ten dollars in there, and there'd be ten guys playing, so yeah. it was a hundred bucks. Yeah. So you pull an ace, and then the other guy pulls an ace. Well, you got to put another ten bucks in, yeah, yeah. and then you know it goes down like that, and it just if you tie, you just keeps building, and it's guess what number I'm thinking of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, right. the the poker thing isn't as big as it used to be. Next question, uh, Chase McCormick, buddy of mine. Wants to know, First of all, what do you mean a buddy of yours? He's a buddy of mine. I know this. Uh, he's a friend of mine. From Vegas? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I come you haven't asked him to sit in the show like you do all your other friends. What's his name? I will. Chase. Oh, Chase McCormick. I yeah. thought he said Jason McCormick. No, no. Uh, if there was the opposite of a panic button, which riders would it be beeping for? So like a steady and smooth button? Sure. I mean, Marv? 
No matter how Marv does, it's already a win. If he gets second, third in the points with some wins, it's good. It's great. Marv's I would say I would say Sealy. Marv's under no expectations. To I don't th- I, th- I don't think he's ever going to be if Ryan's there. Right. Uh, his, his, I don't, I don't know what I was going to say it's his job to right. be there behind him. Uh, Gus Keeter wants to know how long before we see a Mathis managed slash ferry coached pulp title sponsored team get a privateer off the island. I like it. I like it. I figured you, you would. You know, I got to vent a little bit. Like, like I bought Alex Ray a set of clamps, right? I paid for DV to go testing or go schooling with Alex Ray. Watson, you were on the show when we were doing those jersey auctions where we would match. Mm-hmm. Someone would bid on a jersey and we would match the. It's got to, it took to be like two fifty, three hundred bucks a shot, and we match. Yeah, I remember it. you paid Blos to ride the two stroke. Blos, I gave him a thousand bucks to ride a, 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 a YZ duty. Didn't make the nights. Didn't make the motos. Um, I want to raise. Uh, I don't. I've done a ton for privateers, man. Like Stank seriously, dog. Stank Dog, uh, Michael Akaiden. Yep, wheels. Uh, got him a set of wheels. Uh, Stank Dog, five hundred bucks. Yep, for lobster claws. Yep, gave him five hundred dollars. Live um, on Supercross. Or yeah, on race day life. Like maybe you jerk offs that don't like me should think about that a little bit. I agree. Okay, I agree. I mean, even I did back in the day. I gave Tommy on five hundred bucks. Even though that I Steve, they, Steve, they say that I didn't. Steve Cox says you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Tommy Hahn. And um, he thinks, oh, Tommy Hahn's my friend and he has my back. I, Why would Tommy Hahn say, yeah, he gave it to me I when, gave, he, when he when he was owed $500? Tommy's the biggest douchebag ever in the world to me, and I gave him money back in the Jersey match days. Weimer got money. No, Weimer didn't get money. Tommy Hahn got money. Chisholm got money. Oh, I hate yeah. that one guy. Okay. Anyways. I think we should start a privateer fund. A Pulp MX privateer fund at the beginning of the season for the outdoors. Oh, so it's we. So you're back on the show? No, but I'll help you do it. What are we going to do? I think, like, you, myself, and a couple other podcasts should get together and do, like, gear donations and raise money and do a privateer fund. And the, the top finishing, you know, three privateers will get it. No, I'm not doing any of that in podcast shows. I'll just do it All myself. Right, I'll do it myself. All right. I'll do it myself. And then the argument begins of what's a privateer. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Albertson's a privateer. Yep. Nick Schmidt's a privateer. Yep. Any, anybody under PPJ or whatever that is? PPJ? PPJ, <laughs> JJ, whatever it is. Teddy Parks. Anybody under JJ. Gets. Any, any, you know, anybody that's under there. Right. You know a privateer. No, I know. What about Mookie? Privateer or not? Like, that bike is privateer? He's a, he's a privateer. Okay. Uh, Trevor Flynn... Wants to know, G. Albertson said that he heard rumors of J-Mart riding a Honda 450 at Daytona. Have you heard anything about that? I heard the same things, but I, yeah, I didn't ask anybody. That would be the biggest but, mistake ever. Why? Why? Yeah. Because he'll kill himself on a 450 at Daytona. I don't know about that, but yeah. I, I'm a fan. I like Jeremy Martin. Yeah. I think he's good, but dude, he like... Something's up with Supercross and Jeremy Martin. Yeah, he needs to, he needs to figure that out. It's weird why he can't, though, right? Dude. Eventually, like he's got crashes and people taking him out. Like he's got some reasons why he hasn't performed this year, but eventually you got to go, dude. How old is he? I don't know. He's pretty old, actually. Is he over 23? Yeah, I think he is. So he couldn't even go to Europe and get a good deal to go race he's over there. He's not going to Europe. I mean, if he has to be an outdoor specialist. What do you hear? Do you hear anything about the 51 going to Europe? You ever heard about anything about that? 
Yeah, because he has a girlfriend that lives there. He has a girlfriend that lives in England. England, yeah, that's what yeah. I heard. What for next year? Yeah. Huh? Hmm? All right. Next question. Another one from uh, Tyson was: Is it fair to compare J-Mart to Baggett when he was in the two fifties, struggled to win Supercross title, but no. dominated MX series? No. No, because I think Blake, 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 just, Blake has only. Four or five Supercross wins to his credit. Yeah, he, but but Blake That's was always J- up J-Mart's there. Four. Blake was uh, a contender, and he got hurt. Yeah. He crashed out. He yeah. wasn't just straight, you know, getting smoked. He beat. He crashed out of a lot of those races. He just didn't. Yeah. Jmart's it's it's weird. It's a weird deal, man. I, I don't know. Yeah. Is Alex a better Supercross rider than Jeremy? Definitely. Maybe. I mean, Alex. I mean. Jeremy's won some pretty big races in Supercross too. That's what makes me scratch my head. I mean, he won the the East East West Shootout, didn't he in Vegas a couple years ago? I don't know if it was a shootout, but he won his coast anyways. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have any data from the weekend for us? Jeremy will be twenty four this year. Yeah. yeah, so he's um, definitely older. Yeah. Yeah. Who's older, Jeremy or Alex? Jeremy is. Well, Alex is. Alex is Alex is the older brother. Uh, Eric Eric Nanner wants to know: Have you ever seen a Supercross season with as "quote unquote" sketchy or scary of tracks as this season? Yeah, I mean, back in '97, when you walked uphill ten miles. No, there was uh, tons of rain in SoCal. We had the two Coliseum races were mutters. Oh, they were. Um, Take what we won one of those. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't muddy. It wasn't that muddy? No, it wasn't muddy at all. Um, maybe it was ninety eight then. Ninety eight Tortelli, yeah, ninety eight Tortelli won those that year. It was muddy. Um, yeah, I yeah, I've, I've seen him. Hey, how old's uh how old's Amart? I bet you twenty six. No way. He's older than Jamar. I mean, I don't. don't I just think I don't, that guy's been around a long time. I, I I don't know what to tell you. Amart is older brother. Okay, I just want to know how old he is. Shut the fuck. But up. are you saying that he's not older than Jamar? No, I'm saying Alex is older. I'm just wondering how old Alex is. So I'm asking. I'm just like, what is he, 28? It just seems Fuck like he's you. Yep, exactly. It just seems like Alex has been around a long time. He has been. I could just remember him. He has been. He's been around a long time. He's been a pro in 08, 09. Alex was born in 89. So he'll be 28 this year. He's 27. So how old's Phil? Phil's the same age, right? Next question. Okay. <laughs> dude, why are you such a fucking prick, why, dude? What, what do you want to go? List all the riders' ages? You just want to go down the, down the... Yeah, let's do that. Okay, start with A. Dude, dude don't go be to, a fucking idiot, dude. I'm just asking a question. Go to fucking Apple White first. Uh, uh, what was the kid's name? You said Apple White? Start with him, and we'll go down down to Way and Weimer and, and Wilson. And was there a Z- Zitterkoff? We need Zitterkoff. <laughs> the Zit? We need Zitterkoff's age. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. Hey, what band is this they're showing on TV? Uh, Eagles of Death Metal. Oh, yeah. Jory Hughes wants to know, for Mathis, who are the best snowcross slash moto crossover riders? I saw this question. How the fuck would I know? Like Tucker? Baby Dirt Shark. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, who knows? Talk about Dirt Shark. Like, what, do talk, what do you want to talk about? It's ba- such baby a, Shark? It's such a douchebag move by Mark. <laughs> such a douchebag. Let me know if you're going to cough. It's such a douchebag move by Monster to 
commercials during Supercross are about the Doonies. Slayground or Slay... Slay... Slayground. Slayground. And the Doonies are your what you're promoting? Like... It's hey, action sport, bro. Doonies. Yeah. They know their demographic. It's just Dirt Shark being like, yeah, my brother, bro. My brother, a failed racer who can whip it. Get, hey. get him a video. Like... Dude, they're month they're uh, sponsoring NASCAR. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's I think that's it. <coughs> we had some JT questions and oh yeah, I'll answer them. Okay, he'll answer. Oh okay. Uh, JT. Yeah. During track walk, do you find yourself missing the racing side, or are you content being a gear god nowadays? Well, I'm there not as a gear guy. I'm there as a VIP host and. My biggest challenge is to try to keep my shoes clean and keep my VIPs very, very happy. What's up with your hair? Uh, it's a new look. Okay. Nice jeans. I I, I like I like when we have, I was up in <laughs> up in the press box and I'm all hey where's JT here I'll see him over there it's the guy with the with the orange shirt on with with the with the fucked up hairdo. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I told him, I told him this. I'm like, if you have a hairstyle that in five years you look back on and go, what the fuck were we thinking? It's a bad hairstyle. I don't care what's in style. Have you? you I had don't this, care. You had the same hairstyle since when? No, I mean, I've switched it up quite a bit. Yeah, because you used years. to have uh, bleach tips. Yeah, like McGrath. And I had the, bar- <laughs> the hoop ear. I had the, the bar- McGrath hoopies. No, they weren't hoopies. They were barbells. Oh yeah, the bar in them. They had a little, little, little ball in them. Yeah. Sounds gay. <laughs> Dude, hey, what are the what's the the the, uh, the award that Internet has? The slit kit. That's exactly what the hair is. All the riders have it. I just I his get, is his is like really handy long though. What's what's something that we look back on now and laugh our asses at? Me when I had bleach acid hair. wash acid wash jeans. I, I always I still have a pair of those. Okay. Um, Shorts mullets. Yeah, those mullets were sweet. We laugh at mullets now. Maeda literally got sued for pointing out people with mullets. Did he really? Yeah, one of those guys sued him. He was in mullet, mullet watch or whatever. Wow. <laughs> mullet hunter? Yeah, because he was making fun of him. How much did he get? I don't think I don't think it ever went that far. I don't know. You have to ask him. But but anyway, my point is, is we're going to look at JT's haircut and be like, what the fuck's wrong with that? I don't, I don't really give a shit about JT's haircut. If he likes it, yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm fine too, but if he's going to bag on me... For cargo shorts and flip flops, which he does, I'm coming right back at him, right back at him. I need my cargo shorts. I'm carrying lots of shit. <laughs> it's my job. I got a. a, 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 a Why don't cl- you wear a vest? A, a cliff bar. I got a recorder. I got a cell phone. I got a wallet. I got. Uh, some, got shit. Sometimes I got goggle stuff. Well, I used to have goggle stuff. Hey, well, how did I show up at the press box with a phone, a phone charger, and eight cookies in my pocket for my friends? Yes, I saw that, yeah. All right, next question for JT. Strong move. For JT, does anyone actually call him JT Money? Like, just walk up to him and say, what's up, JT Money? Yes, well, they don't call me JT Money. They just call me JT. My friends call me JT Money. Uh, there There was one for Way, too, I think. NYK. Yep. What was the worst bike you ever raced, amateur or professional? That's a no-brainer. My uh, uh, KTM. The MDK? The MDK KTM was, yeah. You did pretty good, though, in Supercross. You got like a seventh or eighth overall. Yeah, that was terrible. 
chain derailed all the time. Dude, he got, uh, he would never admit it, but he's, he signed a contract with MDK Honda and then they got the KTM support and his contract, he could have got out of, out of the contract because it was no longer on a, on a, on a Honda. Yeah. And apparently Kwame like doubled his pay. Like he was killing it. Just, I, I, I need you on the team. What's it going to take? Yeah. Cause Preston quit, right? Yeah. Nah, that might've been after, but apparently Kwame was like, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like double your pay, whatever you just, so he went from 50 to 100. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. You, I think you know back, better than that. He now. was back in the day when they were getting paid. Yeah. He, he, there was a few years he was over a million. That's crazy. And he only, you know, I mean, we love Nick, but he podium three or four races. What do you think DV, DV? When he went, when he went. DV said his best ever was 1.6. From Yamaha? Just everything all in. Yeah, Yamaha days. What do you think he got paid when he went to that? Buku? Yeah. Not Buku. Uh, was it yeah. Buku? Yeah, Buku. Hulgan. Uh, Hulgan. Um, no idea, actually. I don't know. We could ask him. He'd tell us. He wouldn't tell me. I think he's talked about that before. Yeah, I feel like he has, too. Yeah. He didn't obviously collect on it. He was out before the end of Supercross. Oh, you know what it was? It was uh, 600000 That's right. No outdoors. And he was getting seven fifty at Yamaha, both indoors and out. That's why I took it. So it was six hundred just just indoors. I, I wonder, always wondered, like, guys like that. I mean, I know DV made a lot of money and all that stuff, and... But I wonder, like, 150 grand is a lot of money when you look back at it and say, man, if I just would have went and raced, like, I would have, you know, went and did, you know, 12 more races, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like these dudes that don't want to go overseas to make 50 grand or 80 grand and, you know, screw that. I don't want to go do that. Dude, make your money while you can. Yeah, I agree. Anything else? No, that's it. BTOsports.com. Tweet at Travis segment. Just mention Pulp MX when you call down there or put Pulp MX in the coupon code and say big with the folks at BTOsports.com. Um, thanks to Mitch Payton, Rich Taylor, Nick Way, the Seven Deuce Deuce for all coming on tonight. Uh, thanks to Swisscore and Moser. Thanks to Troy Bingen. Thanks to Blazer. All the PulpMX.com world. Go to PulpMX.com. There's, there's actually really shit on there, right, Marks? Like, there's like real stuff. Yeah, there's actually things you can read and right. look at. And, and Motolytics? And Motolytics, yeah. What, what's your Motolytics going to be this week? I don't know yet. Oh, you haven't, like, you don't have an angle so far? Not yet. I haven't even really looked at it. I had family in town for the weekend and stuff, so I was busy, but... Your angle could be Dunge's qualifying efforts. Qualified, like, eight this week? Yeah, it's not been great. I did the first couple of weeks. We talked. I I kind of touched on that because last year. Do you read his column every week? I'm sure you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. It's first thing he does on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, last the first couple we talked about Dungey because last year it got brought up like we thought he was qualifying better uh, than he normally did, and uh-huh. I think somebody on your review pod said this. I think it might have been Wygant or something, but or no, it was Top Jimmy. Yeah, he he was qualifying better last year than he normally did. Like he was never the the blazing fast guy in qualifying right last year he was qualifying a lot better uh getting pole a lot more and this year he's kind of gone back to not qualifying super great right um and there has been sort of a pattern where his qualifying does in fact you know reflect on the night show a little bit okay um so i did that the first two weeks but yeah maybe we'll we'll get into that and see how the pattern has uh Mm -hmm. Has transpired over the, the the rest of the races so far. Yeah, we did. Uh, Kyle's been doing that too with uh, the guys. He they go in and they take their their lap times and how many laps they ride hard in practice, and they make a percentage of how much you know 
hard laps they're doing and how many cruising laps they're doing and how much really hard time they're putting on the track because they feel that especially this week they everything got because he this was the first week that they did it yeah and they've seen a big um improvement because they could see you know that they were they needed you know more time on the track and they needed to go faster so if they get better qualifying time they're going to get better gate picks in their qualifier they're going to qualify better and then they're going to get better you know heat races yeah. and it worked out like you know bogle you know got a decent pick on the gate and he can whole shot the main i mean whole shot his heat race mm-hmm. you know brock you know he was you know one or two positions out of transferring in the heat race you know, and then he went to the semi and, you know, did decent. So Yeah, these guys, they don't put in, to me, they don't put in enough hard laps and qualifying. And it's only eight minutes. No, I know. And then when someone gets in their way for that one fast lap they've been saving, they lose their minds. And yeah. you're like, you're like, Just go keep, out there, lay some laps down and keep yeah. going. Like It's crazy. If you, if like, if you do that, Travis, go back and look at a lot of their backup times because they're not, can, they're, there's not guys out there. And maybe you can go back and look at Dungies from last year, like, they're not out there riding five or six or no. even four consistent no. hard laps. They'll do one or two and then roll for a lap. I mean, Porcel used to literally put in three fast laps all day in practice, three yeah. sessions, three fast laps, maybe four. And then in the night, you're not ready to go. I mean, you know me, who's really good, I think, at qualifying, and he's not in the 450 class, he's in the 250 class, is Justin Hill. He goes out there and fucking lays it down from the beginning. Yeah, I like that. That'd be my move if I was a manager. I'd be like, go, go. Yeah. I don't mean, stop, the, don't cruise. Just lay if you want to cruise, cruise in the warm up, the five minute yeah. warm up, because yeah. that doesn't mean shit. Learn, t- learn the track, yeah. come back, get your bike set up the way you yeah. want it, and you know you, what? You can just tell a guy who's confident because yeah, they, exactly. they put the laps in. And, exactly. and if you're if you're not feeling confident, you will cruise and you look around yep. and you'll, you'll put sections together. So uh, I, I'm a big believer in getting out first, out front in your group, yep. laying down laps. If you want to, if you want to put down. You know, outside of the warm-up group, put down three, four, five laps, and then cruise the last lap or two. Fine, but track's never going to be better than it is at the beginning of your session. Yep. You, you know, you're never going to be ready, more ready to and, go and than you just get up front. The way a lot of the teams are right now, I mean, there's so much video and you yeah. know, you know, log analoging going on with the bike, and mm-hmm. you know what needs to be changed, and they could come. I mean, like for us, we have two guys video, video, videoing. The practice in all different angles, so you could come back and you could hook it up to the computer, mm-hmm. and you know you could see you know slow mo it go back. And there's just yeah. so many different stuff that it's helping these guys more than ever. Yeah, um, Jimmy D in uh, second qualifying on Saturday was the most put down the most fast laps. Like his his uh, the difference between his yeah. fast and his slow yeah. was the least, and the difference between his fast and his average was the least. Right. So he was consistently like actually putting in laps more than trying to put in fast laps more than yeah. anybody out there. Yeah, and that shows in his result. Kenny Watson from the RCH team and the Inside the Rut podcast. That's it. Sharing a little knowledge, fellas. How's Hart and RC been? Good. Yeah. They're you know. Uh, Are they bitter at all? No, not at all. No. If they were bitter, we wouldn't be doing this. They don't need to do this. They I know. That's what I mean. Um, not at all. I I know. You know, they they both have a lot going on in their lives, and it's not like either one of these guys have been hands on with this program since it started. 
Um, a lot of people want to think they have been, and they haven't seen him around and all this and that. Yeah, that's why I got I got a laugh when Ralph says, "Oh, this guy's working with Ricky Carmichael." Give me a break. Yeah, they're 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 uh, you know they're they they have so much going on. Both those guys. Do you think how close was the team to being folded up? Uh, Not that you would ever know, but you know what I mean. Like how? Well, it put it this way. It was the craziest off season for us sponsor wise because. We had, you know, we were ready to go in August after the two years, you know, yeah. everything was done. The sponsors were locked in. Did you, always, did you always know Jimmy Jones was leaving or was it no, a big shock? No, what happened was there was uh, a big mix up in Jimmy Jones with uh, the company, the advertising marketing company that did all their stuff didn't really do what they were supposed to do with another team in that they sponsored and didn't give, they sponsored them for a certain amount of races and they didn't have what they needed involved. And the owner wasn't too happy with what happened and kind of just clipped everybody really? and said, I am starting over everybody. Every contract is done. So when that happened, it kind well, of, Langston's probably happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when he did that, uh, it kind of ended, and then we were we had you know Soaring Eagle, of course, was our great sponsor, and they had um, some stuff go down at their casino where they needed to do a renovation on a bunch of rooms. They had s- some problems go down, and they got you know some issues happen. So they came to us and said, "Hey, you know this is what's going on. It's not any reason, for, and not because of this reason or that reason, but you know we still want to work with you." Um, but you know, we need to take a season away and that all happened, but then that was cool. And they gave us plenty of time. And then we went back and we had two to three other deals lined up. We had one deal lined up the day of the signing of the contract and they had all the paperwork. They had everything they needed. And that last second, they decided not to do it. Um, on the day they were supposed the to. The day they they had all of our financials, the letter of intent, everything that they were supposed to do, Jeez. and it and it folded. So saying that, we never went to Suzuki and told them, you know, what we were doing until it was you know time to make a decision and said, hey, this is what the situation is, and <clears throat> you know, I don't know if a lot of people understand, but since 2013, when we went to Suzuki, we were a team that was not funded from Suzuki, but they gave us a lot of support with bikes and parts and a test track and a race shop and all that. But there was never a financial dollar behind it. And, uh, so we, we funded, you know, Ken Roxon and Ken Roxon salary, Brock Tickle salary for a long time, everything. And they didn't really have to come up with a financial dollar. Um, I think the last year, I'm, I might be wrong, but I think they did some stuff with bonuses for Ken. But um, so we went to you know to Suzuki so a bunch and, of title guys just fell through. Like, yeah, they like, they just and it, it, we just ran out of time. <clears throat> the the fortunate thing is we have great guys and great partners that we're working with right now to to build that back up and to go after an elite guy in the future, and that's what the plan is. And <clears throat> Suzuki's been great with us they said hey we understand you know if we you know we they didn't know i mean they didn't know what we were doing we were yeah. just gonna try well, to get kind of why they got jgr right they're like eh. no no they didn't get jgr because they, they got jgr for nothing no i know but they had to do it because they weren't no, sure about you guys. jgr no that's not true okay that's not true 
that I mean, we were they 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 didn't think we weren't going racing. They just didn't know what we were doing. Which way? Uh, so <clears throat> at the end, you know, the guys went to Suzuki and told Suzuki, and they're just like, "Well, hey, I wish you guys would have came to us before. We we don't want to lose you, and you guys have done really well for us, and you guys have have carried this brand for a long time, and we you know feel like you know we 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 want to keep going." So let's make this work. So um, I was surprised that 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 RCH never put a two fifty guys two fifty program together with you or anything. Or we had the op- we had the opportunity oh, to. Okay. They came to us, but you know, because that's what they got. They got to get a two fifty program built and get some bikes sold. This is and, what the problem you know. is that we found. You know, Yoshimura does a a great job with what we do. You know, on the four fifty side, um, and we, you know, having Aaron Johnson and Kyle. Um, they know what it takes to build a proper four, a two, proper 250 and to be able to go up against Mitch and, you know, mm-hmm. all those other guys. And the time frame wasn't really where it needed to be. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that um, and you never know what's going to happen in the future, but for us to go right now, I mean, at this point in time, it would, it would, it took a lot of money and the JGR guys were willing to, to take that on with Yoshimura. A lot of people don't realize is Yoshimura is the full on I mean Yoshimura is building those bikes. They are yeah, supporting yeah. the you know, they're taking care of the, the riders. They're doing everything. And JGR is pretty much just transporting those bikes mm-hmm. and those mechanics, you know, they work on the bikes. I mean Lee McCollum, who's a Yoshimura employee, is the East Coast mechanic. So he'll be Peter's mechanic. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So, Gil, who's the engine guy for the the 250 program, is a Yoshimura employee. Um, so they have you know a couple in-house guys. Yuzo, who was you know he did all the engines and development when James was there for Yoshimura on that time. He's kind of taken over the the lead on building all that stuff on that side, and he's doing a, a good job. They're doing, you know, the best they can with what they have for what a late start they had. Yeah. And um, I think that Suzuki is really starting. I mean, dude, they had four four bikes in the top ten yellow bikes this week. Yeah. You know, in the 450 yeah. class. Yeah, 40s, yeah. And you know what I want to bring up? Everyone wants to, to bag on Suzuki didn't make a change. Suzuki's bikes are old. They're outdated. Well, Suzuki in the last decade has won more outdoor 450 championships than any other OEM. How do you figure that? Figure it out. RC? One? Chad? Dunge? Two, three? Kenny? Four? RV? Two? Dunge? Three? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everyone wants to talk crap on Suzuki's. They're shit. They're this. They're that. I know Kenny. I look Kenny last year worked everybody. And Suzuki is a is a is a good company. And you know I think that the bike that they're coming out with, you know, is going to be a good bike. They're yeah. not. They they weren't those guys just to throw darts at the dartboard and say, hey, we're going to get a bike out just because. All the Joneses are getting a bike out. They're not going to develop a bike unless it's going to be competitive. Yeah. 
And no. I think they did it the right way. And you know what? They want to have a bike that's going to be good, and it's going to be one of the top bikes. I'm biased, but uh, I like to change a wheeler. A younger guy, more aggressive, wants to go racing. Now he's got bosses. He doesn't have the ultimate authority or anything, but that was a good thing. I felt like some of the older guys at Suzuki were yeah. maybe there too long. I also feel some other OEMs where the guys are – they need to go. They're too old. They've been there too long. They're bitter. They're grud- they carry grudges. They're not forward thinkers. So a lot of changeover needed at some OEMs. Yeah. And I think Suzuki was one of them, and Wheeler's in there, and – Again, I'm biased. He's a friend of mine, but I like that change. I think it's a good good idea. Yeah, so. well, they had a, a pretty big management change with with uh, Kerry Graber came in, and mm-hmm. he's been around you know the industry for a while and kind of knew the ins and outs. And um, you know, Chris Chris he came in to a, a pretty big you know shitstorm. Yeah, <laughs> you said that, and you know he's been doing a great job, and he has to. Wear a lot of hats. Chris has to wear a lot yeah, of he hats. Tell me about he's unboxing, uncreating a bike or something. He does a I'm lot. Like, You're uncreating a bike? <laughs> he does a lot of stuff. I mean, he deals with the full amateur program. He deals with the full JGR program, and he deals with us. And you know, I think you know dealing with us is a lot less work than he has to do with the amateur program. I mean, the amateur program, he's dealing with you know parts orders and team shirts and. You know, just all that kind of stuff. But I, I definitely agree. I think it was definitely a step in the right direction um, at Suzuki. Um, there's some people there that, you know, I think that, you know, it really wasn't the best fit. But it wasn't really my call by any means. Right. And, you know, but, hey, we're there and we're going to do the best we can. And hopefully that uh, in the next, you know, season – or two, that we could get that elite rider back and, you know, we could bring back a championship back to Suzuki. Well said. Um, well, thanks for coming in. You have fun? Dude, so fun. Phenomenal. So sick. Huh? So sick, bro. Don't be a stranger. I love this guy right here. Good luck with your pod- podcast. I would love to get that award. Yeah, well, we'll put you, we'll see if you make the... The Antinap Award. The Lit Kid Award. The Lit. Ooh, Best God. co-host. Infrequent or frequent co-host? Yeah, yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, never know. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for our guests. Thanks for you guys for listening. Uh, Travis Marks, thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks to people on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks to our guests. Thanks to our sponsor, Sponsor Deals, publicmexshow.com. Thanks to all the guys that make this possible, from the Ride Engineering guys to the Works Connection guys to the BTO guys, everybody possible. Um all right, we'll be back next week. This week in Minneapolis Supercross, we'll be back next Monday with uh, Chris Kiefer in studio. Kiefer. Back Kiefer's here. Corner. That's right. Kiefer's Corner. Oh, that's fucking awesome. He, he texted me and said, uh, what do you want? I said, Watson's mad at you for Kiefer's Corner. And he's like, oh, geez, I'll, I'll tell, tell him about it later. So, and you're taking the Innovator Award? Yeah, I'm taking it. She's going home. <sighs> Fuck. It looked good here, Marks. You got too much other shit up Gonna there. Gonna have to take a picture so we can... Uh... Goodbye. Farewell, old friend. Hey, yes. there goes my hero, the Interpol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to take it home because I, I always fly here and there's no way I can get through security no, with this No, not with that tip on that thing. I could stab somebody. Yeah, I think it's freaking ISIS <laughs> attack. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks to Kenny Watson. Thanks to everybody. We'll be right back. Uh, we'll be right back. We'll be back. Right back next, next week. Next Monday.
Bye. I like dick cheese. <laughs> There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean... You probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Your flame 